Painkiller Already, episode 423. Our guest, Rob from Comics Explained, will be joining us about halfway through. Kyle? You sponsors tonight, Casper, Audible, Get Quip, Blue Chew, which I'm very excited about, Me Undies, and uh, Rooster Teeth. In 50 years in the future, a daring team is recruited to pilot a new form of weaponized neuroscience that powers devastating mecha, but they must be willing to sacrifice everything to save the world. Gen Lock is a new animated series starring Michael B. Jordan, Maisie Williams, and David Tennant. Stream it free now exclusively on Rooster Teeth. That's pretty impressive. They've got some serious uh, star power there with Michael B. Jordan and Maisie. And, uh, I, do and you know that's Arya from Game of Thrones? Yes, I know that, Taylor. <laughs> I could have used the reminder. I'm probably not alone. There's probably someone out there who also benefited from that. Um, yeah, and I'm, it's my understanding Michael B. Jordan was not just a basketball player. He's the Black Panther. He's both. He's both. I mean, we, we've all seen Space Jam. Oh. Who was that? <laughs> that was loud as fuck. That wasn't my <laughs> notification. <laughs> Looks like my Postmates is on the way. <laughs> <laughs> Mute your fucking notifications. Don't know how to do that. That's the last one, though, so don't worry. <laughs> no, because you always order two or three different things. I got one coffee, Taylor. Just one. Why do they That's notify so you? It's fucking funny three? that you Postmates a coffee. <laughs> almost here with my cinnamon dolce latte. Oh, is, wow. Did you wake up recently, or are you just in, are you hankering for some sleep? I felt latte? a little drained. I had a, I had a, I woke up quite early this morning with not a ton of sleep, and I felt a little low energy coming into the show, especially with all of the vodka that I was consuming. And I thought <laughs> I need a bit of caffeine to to ride high into this thing. So we're at like energy level four out of ten right now. But Hannah is about to knock on the door any second now, and we're going to hook this on up to a ten. I think if I zoom in, she's almost in the driveway. Oh, she's here. Yeah, she's here. <laughs> I'll keep her in anticipation. Mm. But yeah, we've I, got a lot of... I've been Go low ahead. energy, too, lately. I, I, because I, of all the vodka, right? <laughs> yes, that's it. No, I, I so I got a cold, and I think I sound good now, but I don't feel great. And uh, You sound back to normal. I, I, that's my interpretation of me, too. I'm on some Sudafed and stuff that helps. But uh, I'm just feeling a little white... <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, Kyle. <laughs> I only ordered one thing. I bet we're going to get two more of those fuckers. Yeah, there's one. <laughs> there's one left. Here comes one the third. One left, yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there were three more, asshole. <laughs> of course. You ordered what? I didn't hear your words. Yeah, I got Starbucks. How much was that Starbucks? I don't know, $9. All together, like after delivery, yeah, delivery and everything, you know. If I'd spent six more dollars, the delivery would have been free. Mm. But that's kind of excessive. That would be a fifteen dollars for two cups of coffee, and I already have a ninety-six ounce uh, traveler bucket that I ordered from the yesterday morning in the fridge. But I wanted a, a hot coffee, and I wanted it now. now you, do you tip? Do the nine dollars include the tip? I, I don't know how tipping works with Postmates. Oh, I didn't really dress. I, I tip after the fact, and I'll say I, I just saw Hannah at the door, and uh -huh. she was wearing camouflage sweatpants and uh -huh. a really ugly top and her hair wasn't done very well and she just said thank you you know and, and i was clearly dressed up nicely i've got a button up on i'm, I'm was I'm, she ugly or old she was young um i wouldn't say she was a, a, a beauty or anything was she a large gal well She's buffalo Bill been licking his chops if he'd seen her in a parking lot I'll put it that way. He could have. It vomits your lunch in the bucket, or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> Trying to make a girl lose weight in the pit. Yeah, she, that was his real thing. 
she's a size 12, something like that. You know, she'd she'd make a good skin suit. But I'm so fucking bad at knowing women's sizes and things, but 12 sounds big. 12 is not small. 12 is not small. Um, you're looking for a six is just fine. A four is, is a little better. A two, you're pretty goddamn skinny. And a zero is just, you know, that's an eating Kinda disorder. Kind of sickly. Almost always, yeah, yeah. What is six? Like Zeros medium? can be hot. I would argue that like the Victoria's Secret models often are zeros. Mm-hmm. But they're also like six foot four, gangly as fuck. And they only mm-hmm. look good with like that like fluffed garbage bag on their head and like the big <laughs> shoulder pads as they're parading down that ridiculous thing. Who goes to those things? Like what kind of smarmy bitch goes to a fashion show where you can't even wear the clothes they're seeing where it's like, oh, actually, it she's covered in semen, not because uh, I'm not definitely not masturbating under my uh, <laughs> in my pants right now. It's just a, it's a it's a take on women's some objectification of and pornography. It's it's a literal like high end strip club, like strip show. They're like walking down the the runway and just like titties are out. Like, I don't mean like a lot of cleavage. I mean, their titties are out. Just just completely top. I don't know this for a fact. I don't so, know this for a fact, but I imagine this is their best day, right? Like, you know, UFC fighters, uh, are, you know, like they do weight cuts for for the weigh-ins. I imagine they do that for the Victoria's Secret thing, that that, that they don't live continually at that, exist, that level of hotness, that they, they spike their hotness for a big show like that. I think anorexia is a way of life. Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of those women are clearly anorexic. I prefer bulimics. Okay. Really? I'm an anorexic guy. Tell me why. Convert me. <laughs> well, well, vomit's vomit's sexy. We all know I'm into that. And and I like that rotted tooth look that you get after a while of bulimia, where where I'm not sure if you're the hottest method on the planet Dude. or you're just Victoria secret uh, fashion there, model. There was a Reddit chick who posted her like this is me 18 months ago as a meth addict, and this is me now, and I've never been happier in my life. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I think you were hotter 18 months ago, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. It looked, Did you comment that? That'd be pretty funny. No, I'm not a horrible person. I just only am on the show. Alt account, Taylor. Like, <laughs> use a burner account. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, did you also agree she was a little hotter? I. I could tell that she was using a lot of makeup before that that wasn't required after because it was she probably had like really bad dark circles and like fatigue and like those scratch marks they they get those meth heads that's, that's excessive but like like everybody yeah. thinks oh you do meth once you become you become a monster you could do meth three days a week and be fine. no you know what meth is one corner that I will stand with Nancy Reagan <laughs> and that we need to we really do need to crack down meth and, and opioid abuse uh, but I mean. But I mean, cocaine, every movie I've seen people using cocaine, all those people were super, super cool. Oh, God. Did you (laughs) What did Steve-O do? Steve-O did a recent interview, and he's discussing um, his drug addictions in the past. And he was like, yeah, I was was really into cocaine. And I had this dealer, and he just had everything. And uh, I called him. He didn't answer his phone. So I just went over, and he was passed out. And I'm shaking him and shaking. He's alive, you know. (laughs) He won't wake up. So I go to the living room, and. There's been so much cocaine done on the table, dude, that there's just a residue of cocaine. Now, what you got to keep in mind is he was HIV positive and he injected cocaine and something about injecting cocaine. You spray blood everywhere once you do it. So the whole room is covered in HIV positive blood. And as I'm scraping up his leftover coke, I noticed that. It too is covered in HIV positive blood. So, uh, you know, I snorted it all. <laughs> oh my God. 
as you do. Hey, this is this is Steve-O, and this is rolling the dice. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Wait, talk- could you get HIV from snorting blood? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely you could. Well, I would imagine that the HIV dies. Like, I think, yeah. I'm just guessing, but I think if you have dried Ooh. blood, at some point it stops being HIV positive. It absolutely does when it, when it meets open air. However, Woody, mm. if I paid you $500,000, would you, forget the cocaine part, would you snort HIV tainted powdered Creatine. sugar? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the answer is no. I don't know. If I no, I wouldn't man. do it. Jackie's over there like. <laughs> yeah, she would say no. She's not the risk taker that I am. My risk tolerance is a little higher than He's average. He's taking the risk too. <laughs> She's getting the 500 grand if it doesn't work out. She's you know, if you're an intravenous what? drug user and you have HIV, seems like a good excuse to not have to share. Mm. Right? But then mm. uh, now, because clearly the addiction's stronger than the fear of HIV. So I don't know. I feel like so if you could work. tell other people you're HIV positive, all the lightweight meth heads, all the, all the, you know, the, the rookies, Stop asking for your yeah. the weekend abusers. The weekend oh no, I'm a weekend user of meth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, there's got to be a dude out there who's like, lots of people like to smoke pot. Lots of people like to drink. I see no problem with my meth use as long as I keep it to Friday and Saturday night. Me and my friends like to go paint mm-hmm. scary things on walls and yell at uh, yell at uh, gas station attendants behind bulletproof glass in the city. Who are you to judge? I'm a meth head, but I'm still performing at work. So you know, really, what's the issue? Maybe even yeah. better than you would normally. Maybe. Well, it depends on the job. I always mix up meth and the other one. What's the one that makes you happy and see the beauty in every all raindrop? <laughs> well, all of them are. are what, the reason they do them is because it makes them happy. So, so, so heroin is 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 essentially going to tranquilize you, and you're going to be in a in a euphoric state of, of. I mean, it's it, it's in the same family as um as um. Oh, what's Just the an opioid? What's the super painkiller? Uh, morphine. It's the same family as all of that stuff. You're essentially shooting morphine. So you're happy, but you're also tranquilized. Meth is the one that is, it's, it's, a, it's in the same family as, as uh, Adderall. So it's, it's gearing you up. It's what the, uh, the Nazis were using during the, uh, like the Blitzkrieg. They were, they were, they were using amphetamines to, to keep that war machine rolling with, without, with little sleep and little food. And How that, different uh, are they? Right, like, yeah, like, actually, the way you laid that out for me was actually super helpful because I feel like I understand morphine and Adderall, Adderall more than the others. But, like, how different is meth from Adderall? Are they pretty well, they similar? There's just more. I've spoken to people who have done both, and they say they're very similar. That they would, and I've, I've talked to people that co- they would compare cocaine and Adderall and say, like, oh, I, I, I've I heard read that. Adderall. I, yeah, know, and I've heard people say Adderall is better than cocaine that it, that it like does the same thing and it does it more yeah i've heard those things um i i haven't done any of those oh. illegal drugs um but I, i've obviously done adderall um plenty because I've, I've had a prescription prescription for it many times in the past i could get another if i if i wished to have one uh it's great i love adderall big fan of it it's a performance enhancing drug for your daily life and my understanding is adderall like it's not one of those drugs like um Taylor always knows the names of them, like a Prozac, right? Like a Prozac, yeah. if you take it today, you don't notice anything. You have to be on it for like six, eight weeks oh, before yeah. it Adderall. kicks in. Adderall's immediately. I had one Adderall ever in my life. Someone in my universe gave me an Adderall, and um, I didn't even notice it. Like I, I do you know what kind of it was? No, uh, like I, I'm not. instant release Adderall, and you, you needed more Adderall. Clearly. That's that's all. 
that's all that happened there. Mm. But, well, my but, dose was too low. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I, it was the same as any other day. Yeah. Well, I, I I've always noticed a massive difference um, in, in, when I when I take Adderall in, in like tons of facets. But 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 yeah, um, Steve-O was snorting HIV positive cocaine, and then he described drinking things like aluminum cleaner um, and having terrible experiences on that. Does that get you high? It gets. Or is he just experimenting with anything? <laughs> yeah, apparently gets you high. Um, no, I'm serious. Like you know the. There's like a, a maybe it's a documentary or just like a YouTube documentary. I don't know, but it's when Steve O was like totally crashing and burning and struggling with his addiction badly, and it was like Johnny Knoxville who really worked hard to get him out of it. And it was someone maybe like Johnny walking around Steve O's apartment at the time or one of the places he was staying, and it was like, you know, whippets like those cans that you inhale uh, the nitrous Super oxide or whatever. In high school. Yeah, and his apartment's just littered, just. Like can't can't walk around on the floor hardly. There's so many of those. There's like a bunch of glass pipes and everything. It's just like like a, a grab bag of every drug, and he's like not even with it. And so it's kind of nice that like uh, would you if you go back ten years or when did he get sober? Ten years ago? Like I, I don't know. Let's say fifteen years ago. Jackass two. I think he was still getting fucked up with Jackass two. Would anybody have guessed? Oh, yeah, uh, 13 years from now, Steve-O's going to be sober, living a healthy life, still in shape, and Ryan Dunn's going to be dead. From yeah, wrapped around a car. you could have guessed that. Like, like if it, you could have guessed anything. You could have been like, in 15 years, Steve-O will be dead. Yeah. Dude, but I'm saying if they had a poll, everyone would have picked Steve-O number one. Everyone. He'd be dead. Yeah, as the dead guy. As the dead guy, yeah. Or Johnny, because Johnny always pushed, pushed the envelope in a scary kind of way. Um, yeah, Johnny yeah. more likely to die from one of his tricks. Yeah, yeah, like a stunt or something. Said that the uh, the nitrous oxide was one of his favorite drugs. Uh, he they were, he was the the guy was like, "What are your favorite drugs?" And he's like, "Ah," and he I expected him to name two. He's like, ah, "I really love cocaine and meth." You know, not a big meth guy, but I never turned it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, wait, you never turned it down? Your Stevo's getting good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, if I ever wanted it? to fit in with drug users. In high school, I would tell them I had done nitrous oxide, the whippets, because you get it at the dentist, and I knew exactly what was up. Like, you know, like I, I could describe it. I could talk about. I knew how long it lasts. How quickly it wore off. What the high was like. I was. I was <laughs> An informed. hour after I tried it, I woke up. Tooth was gone, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. and everything was fine. <laughs> <laughs> the downside of whippets is you wake up with a filling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever do that? like a, a funny drug seeking behavior in like young people. It's like purposefully <laughs> having shitty oral health so they can go get nitrous oxide. That's dentist. funny. Yeah, Kyle, I did actually do it one time at a Steve Miller concert. They, uh, there was a guy yeah. with, with like an, it looked like an oxyacetylene tank, like chin yeah. high, whatever that would be, a really big one. And he sold it by the balloon that you could like, you know, the oh, balloons yeah. you punch with a rubber band? Like a balloon, yeah. And what did you call it? Like a buck a balloon, like a dollar a balloon, something oh, like that. I think it might have been a little more than that. But yeah, so the, me and my friends all split a, a pretty large balloon. And um, I, if people have never done whippets, it's a really good time for a really short time. It lasts like, I don't know, 15 seconds. Like it's not a long high. I don't like it. I, I walked in on two of my friends in high school we I, we were throwing a party at my parents' house, and we were all, it was kind of understood, like, you know, if you're getting fucked up, just sleep somewhere in the basement, like, don't drive. Uh, and it was like, 
it was all over like two in the morning. I, like I wake up from that, like drank a bunch of like, <gasps> my mouth is so dry. And like, I stand up and walk to the kitchen <laughs> and like, I see, I can't people, even like, rehydrate by closing. Yeah. <laughs> it's <I know>. terrible. <laughs> they walk, like I walk towards the kitchen and like I see two of my my friends. They were they were more uh, well, not, like kind of tangential friends, not like direct, more a friend of a friend. And they were standing like right near the fridge to where like they're both angled in. And I can only see the light coming like from behind them as I'm coming behind, and I hear like a. Tss, tss, <laughs> And I like, well, I'm like, what's going? What are you guys doing? It's like two in the morning, and like they turned around and like put something back in the fridge real quick. And like I walked over there just to look, and like tried the the whipped cream, and it was just <laughs> <laughs> it was a full thing of whipped cream now with no air in it because these guys had decided to get high off of it, and it seemed like yeah. the biggest waste of a high ever. It's like you're gonna waste a whole can of whipped cream to feel weird for 13 seconds, dude. It's not. Whipped cream. The thing about your whipped cream, asshole. Whipped cream is only like like aerosol that hasn't been tainted yet by manufacturers preventing you from getting high off of it. Like like I think people used to use those cans of compressed air you used to clean your keyboards and stuff. Yeah, I would never do something as insane as that. I I would imagine there's terrible, terrible chemicals in there. Forget a cigarette having some tar in it. There's got to be some awful shit in there. But I like to use them to clean my keyboard and stuff. And to be honest, they're fun if you turn them upside, turn the can yeah. upside down, and use like a freeze ray against mm-hmm. things. I've been in bed and like, like, like I don't know. I was watching TV and I noticed my laptop had gotten to about two hundred fucking degrees on the corner of it because it wasn't able to ventilate, and it was literally slowing down the GPU in my laptop to the point where like videos wouldn't play. And I was like, I'm gonna supercharge this bitch. So I take the can of compressed air, turn it upside down, and I. Freeze the whole innards of the laptop, the, the the exterior, and get it down to the point where it's chilled now. YouTube videos start streaming just fine. What I didn't realize is that particulates had rained over everything in my vicinity, including all of <laughs> my beverage, my hands, and then I ate, and it's in my mouth. And it's like if you've ever gotten deodorant on your tongue, and it's just that awful bitter taste that stays with you. Yeah. You get it out. I'm brushing my tongue with a toothbrush, like, like rinsing with... With with mouthwash, it won't go away. It was awful. In my I've high done that school, before too. And like my dad's study when I was little, where I figured out, like, and I don't know anything about harmful chemicals. I just know, whoa! Do you know if you turn this upside down, you could be like Mr. Freeze? And I like remember he wasn't home because he would have never let me play with it. I like went into his office area and like shook it up and like held it upside down and went like pretending, you know, like I sprayed so much. And I remember after like five seconds of that, I was just like, like just coughing a lung up because it's just a cloud of frozen cancer effectively you know the group of potheads in high school like that you see they all the friends together yeah the cool kids maybe but in my high school like there were kids you didn't think would go in anywhere that that group some of them had like rotten teeth they worked at the grocery store just so they had like a non-stop supply of the ready whip or whatever it is that, that they just do whippets and they do like a case hiding in the back room and then put them out wonder, there all with no aerosol. <laughs> if you abuse whippets, do you get any sort of like, do you lose brain cells? I think you if, do. Yeah. I think that's, that's exactly the downside of them. Yeah. I knew kids, we'd be in like shop class and, and metal and metals actually, which was welding class and machine, machine, welding machine shop. And we had a gasoline generator in the tool room. You know, there's tons of stuff in the tool room, gloves and hammers and picks and welding supplies and materials and safety gear. But there's also a, a small electric, uh, a small gasoline generator. 
and I walk in there to get some welding gloves and a slag hammer. I'm going to do some welding work. And I look, and there Thomas is, huffing the gasoline straight from the generator. What is he, an and, aboriginal? Yeah, right? <laughs> and a couple other guys are watching him. And he comes up from, and he's, he, his eyes look dead. And he's just like, oh, yeah. And then another guy, he's like, move out of the way, man. Let me hit this. And I'm just like, well, I'm going to be on my way. <laughs> huffing gasoline? <laughs> huffing gasoline. Is, can you still do that in America? Do they make it, like, not nice to huff or anything? I guess you oh, could, but we have so many fun huff. drugs. Gasoline was, has never been nice to huff, I don't think. I well, I, I, I don't know where I'm getting this. I thought we said on the show one time that they, like, put a additive to gasoline that make it worse to huff. They do that to, uh, like, isopropyl alcohol, you know, like rubbing alcohol. Uh, I believe they add something to that. I know they certainly did during Prohibition, and a lot of people died from drinking it. Um, but I don't know about gasoline. I know gasoline is different than it used to be. It has less. It doesn't have benzene in it anymore, which is one of the extreme carcinogens that used to be in gasoline. It's one of the reasons why making napalm with modern gasoline is a bit difficult unless you order a little benzene off the internet. But uh, I, I can't imagine that it's good to huff or ever was. Most of the drugs not good, except marijuana, which fun. is pretty much health food. I'm told. Yeah, <laughs> marijuana, kale, uh, eggplant. You know, of the, all the, the 19-year-olds I know that smoke pot, none of them have glaucoma. Clearly, it's working as some sort of glaucoma prophylactic. <laughs> what was that Simpsons episode from, like, God, what, 25 years ago now? Where, like, they start doing, like, a bear patrol or something. <laughs> He's like, see, Lisa, the bear patrol keeps people, keeps the bears away. It's like, Dad, by that logic, this rock keeps tigers away. Because as long as this rock has been here, there's never been a tiger. He's like, hmm. What do you want for your tiger repellent rock? He's doing this It's like, God, he's such a fucking that's idiot. The but yeah, exact that, logic. That's a. Uh, really, the thing that makes. The, the best case for weed isn't even like the weed proponents. It's all the other worst drugs where they, should, they can just be like, hey, but look at that guy. And it's like the, a fair point. My favorite case for weed, like legalization of weed, I'm actually talking about specifically, is. Like the damage that weed do, does to life compared to the damage that prosecuting weed does to life in society is totally mm -hmm. out of whack. If we just legalized weed, totally. a whole bunch of people would not be criminals anymore. And yeah, like I don't see what we're getting out of incarcerating so many people. And, and like you come out of jail and you're financially ruined. That's a big problem, right? Because uh, a lot of your money gets exhausted while you're away. And then it's difficult to get a, a regular job again. And that... Um, like what we're doing to people for stupid stuff is uh, is not good for society. Yeah, and like just um, the thing I that I jumped to, like that's a good point too. And the reason they lock them up is because the fucking private prison lobby is so powered. I mean, I'm, I'm sure in the grand scheme of things, they're not in like the most powerful circle of lobbies, but they're powerful enough to keep shit illegal just because they want to keep a constant stream of people fed into their system. And it's like What's this is this is there? beyond Dude. this is beyond immoral. To be like, no, you need to lock that guy up. He was smoking a leaf that is pretty much fine, and he was doing it on his own, or he was selling a small amount on a street corner or something. Like, I don't know. During the, the Obama administration, is, he, oh, I'm sorry, he was making moves towards getting rid of private prisons, and then they backed off that position. And then Trump comes along, and they're like, you know, this private prison thing really isn't good. This is this should be a public service, not a for-profit enterprise, because their motives aren't Definitely. aligned with good for society. 
And then he backed off. I'm like, what the fuck is happening behind the scenes for you know, the last 10 years in a row? That, that, like, They must be way more powerful than we even know to I, be shutting that down. They have the P-tapes. And oh, Obama's oh, P-tapes, yeah. too, to make this real. They have Obamas <laughs> and Trumps and Bushes and Clintons and <laughs> H.W. Bush. It's all, <laughs> all Comet. No, in, in the case of the Democrats, it would be some sort of Comet pizza tape. But I'm going to start yeah. making myself. <laughs> You know, I want to document some of this debauchery that goes on behind the scenes. Hmm. Of what? Of me peeing on people. I mean, I'd lo- I, th- I don't care what president it is. We'd start calling you R. Kyle. Right? <laughs> <laughs> R. Kyle, that's good, yeah. <laughs> I think the biggest benefit to legalizing weed is suddenly this opioid problem that nobody seems to take that seriously outside of communities where it's devastating, devastating communities. Like, it would help those people tremendously. Like it still would help their pain. It would help manage that. Sure, it's not as powerful, you know, as as a lot of those pills. But they're not going to get addicted to it. Like I don't remember the facts, so I'll make them up. But it's like <laughs> the, <laughs> it's like a quarter of people who get prescribed. No, I'm making it up. Three quarters of people <laughs> who, who here has been prescribed, prescribed an opiate. Oh, get I've addicted. I've never been prescribed one. Finish. Yeah, but I, a ton of people get addicted. Uh, I have. Quickly. I think I have. Um, I, I guess like. Um, Oh, fuck me. What's that cough syrup that's outrageous that little Wayne likes to get fucked up on? Oh, scissor, uh, codeine. Yeah. codeine. Yeah, I've been prescribed codeine. I, I, think that's in this, I think that's in there, too. Yeah. A friend of mine, uh, oh, this, was, this was like early college. He like some song that was talking about scissor or codeine or something. Uh, like I think scissor is when you like mix codeine with like Sprite or like that watermelon Arizona, uh, tea. Uh, Arizona tea yeah. and like candies. Like you can do it with Skills. that. Yeah. And so he just had Sprite and codeine. And like we were all like just having a normal night, you know, over the summer or whatever, like drinking, hanging out. Uh, and we were like, hey, you, you want a beer or something? He's like, no, I'm, I'm, I got some lean for tonight. And I was <laughs> like, all right, well, you know, the rest of us are just drinking beer and stuff, right? Like, you'll be the only one. He's like, ah, I'm, I'm going to use it, dude. Like, I, I got it from my fucking brothers. Uh, he didn't want it anymore or something. And so, like, probably three hours in, you know, we're all pretty drunk. We're, we're like, I guess this was like summer after my first year of college. So I'm okay. maybe like 20. And, and we're all hanging out drinking. Maybe three hours into it, you know, he starts drinking his lean. About an hour later after that, you know, for about an hour, he was still with it. He was like doing fine. He drank it way too quick. And almost immediately, like we're all still having a great time. And he has to like sit down, clutching his head. Like I'm going to, he's like, guys, I, I think I'm dying. Oh no. Guys, I, I genuinely, I need to go to the hospital. I'm dying guys. And I'm like, I told you we were all getting drunk. None of us are driving you. Get a taxi to the hospital if you want to go. You're so sweet. And, <laughs> well, we're not going to drive drunk and get in trouble for right, him. We I told him not to drink the codeine prison drink. The way the story <laughs> goes, it doesn't. It's not. Oh, you're not dripping with compassion in this. Like you know, yeah. I told you, you idiot. By some little way. Yeah. yeah, but he also like he was so into like the I'm going to be a cool rap guy that he mm. even put it in like two styrofoam cups stacked on top of each other because that's the way you drink lean if you're a cool uh, rapist. Is you you rapist. pour the lean in there? Yeah, rapist people one who raps and. <laughs> And he he was he drank that, drank that, that and he got <laughs> <laughs> and he got he got so fucked up that he literally called his like way older sister who wanted nothing to do with this and at like two in the morning made her drive and then take him to the hospital just for them to be like you know we could get you in trouble for having this much of this 
in your system right now. He's like, just make sure I don't die. <laughs> and then uh, and then he didn't die, and he never leaned again, or whatever the word is for doing lean. So there's a lesson for you kids. Stick to meth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least be cool about it. Or no, like Coke. Coke is for like, look at Wolf of Wall Street. They were successful. Yeah. We, you make millions in the stock market if you do Coke. Which one? I think Coke makes you lose weight too. Sure. Any of those like Adderall, cocaine, meth, yeah. uh, crack. It's all going to destroy your appetite. We, um, we downloaded this program in Rust that allows you to like do artwork um, without having to actually do it. And, and here's, a, here's what one side of the base looks like. So you've got me as Napoleon Bonaparte uh, with an AK on the left. You've got me as Scarface, and the cocaine has been replaced with sulfur, which is, <laughs> which is a desirable item in the game. And then uh, I don't have them all. I wish I did. There's a whole collage of Wings of Redemption on the other side of the base where it's like all of his fa famous poses, like the one where he's got four fingers in his mouth licking them clean. That's on there. Uh, him in the sombrero. Uh, like, there's a gangster grandma on one of the doors. Um, and then as, if you try to like invade the base, the first thing you would see if you blew our gates off the hinges is Wood is like Blue Boy Woody going, no one <laughs> <laughs> you think people watch you because they like you? You're like a NASCAR driver who hits the wall every week and thinks that people are watching him for his driving skill. Yeah. <laughs> the entire industry has cropped up on hating you. Like it's you're that. giving a lot of credit to the people you're playing with to infer all of that <laughs> based on this paint. <laughs> yeah, um, if you guys want to come play with us, we're on the uh, the Cobra Kai uh, server. Uh, I think it's all, there's only room for 150 players, and there's already probably 70 to 100 in there. So. Uh, if you want to come play with us, come play with us. What is the you know? team so this, this size on the Cobra Kai server? That to me makes You're it... You're not going to get to play with us. Right. Like, you can play on the same server as us. Uh, we can be friends. Um, oh, you can have 30 people on a team. So I could I could fill the team up. But but like it's one of those things where like I don't know who I'm adding to the team who might just like... Oh, sure. Sure, or, yeah. Like, and and I, I, I've talked about the... I, I probably haven't mentioned Woodycraft yet. But yeah, you get people infiltrating, pretending to be your friend for a long time, yeah. robbing you blind. It's a... Uh, and look, I don't look down upon that, but but I'm not stupid enough to open myself up to it. So I, I kind of have a tight group, knit group of friends that I've been playing with for three, four years or something like that. And those are the people who I play with. But if you want to play alongside us in the same server and be enemies, that's fine. Or associates, that's fine. Or if you just want to like bring me things, that's okay too. How big is your team? Maybe 10. Maybe 10 guys. I, like I look forward to seeing how this one plays out because I'm inventing a lot of this in my head, but I feel like if you're on a server that allows 30-man teams, you're swimming with sharks. You know, nah, so They can only roam four at a time. They can, so if they try to hurt us, mm -hmm. we can defend our base with 10 men, 20 men, 30 men, but they can only attack it with four. Okay. So that, that, that gives defensive defenders a huge advantage. It's much, more hard, it's much more difficult to attack than it is to defend. And if you're out roaming around in the wilderness looking for fights, then it's always a 4v4. Um, and if, if they have five men, um, I know the admin, and I can quickly like hit him up on Discord and be like, get over here real quick, look at this, there's five of them. And he'll literally fly like Jesus Christ over and be like, you do not belong! <laughs> and you know, they get a warning and then they get a ban. We, we ran into some cheaters the other night, and, and, uh, and I was like, look, I want to keep playing here. I, this was all on stream, too. I was like, he was in our Discord, like, and all this went happened live on stream. I was like, we want to play on your server. We like you. We've purchased your items, but we're not going to play with that guy. So either he goes or we go. He's cheating. He's like, I don't think he's cheating. Well, even if you don't think he's cheating, he's toxic. So it's him or us. And it's, it, it, there's, there's 10 of us who's one of him. And it's like, XYZ has been banned. And I was like, <laughs> all right. 
good game. And then like, I guess someone told him who I was and he was kind of a quasi fan or knew who I was. And he's like, you guys want to go on a Chinook ride? And he like lands a massive helicopter that is not a player item at our base. <laughs> like tour. And then he lands a car, also not a player item, and <laughs> gives me a car to drive around. He, he was, he's a fun guy. So it's, it's Cobra Kai, just like the um, Karate Kid bad guys. That's the name of the server. Uh, feel free to join and play with us. It's fun to be admin. Nice. I, I, so you're doing a whole new base now because this one with all your murals is destroyed, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, the, the the my my people are at work right now. They've been working all day on the new base. <laughs> my people, <laughs> my people, my friends, my associates, my colleagues. Yes, your comrades, my comrades. When I was admin, <laughs> uh, people used to pick on Colin. He'd jump on the server and want to make friends, but he was wearing good gear. So if it was possible to kill him, they'd often kill him and strip his stuff. And, uh, you know, you do that for a while, but then it gets to be like, man, they're targeting him in a way they wouldn't target other people. His head was valuable. They'd want to put it on their walls and such. So <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So sometimes like when he was, like, when it was hurting his feelings, it's like, I got you, bro. And I would give him superhuman powers such that he would do okay in like a 50 V1. <laughs> and he would just slaughter people like Sauron. And, uh, do I have the name right, Taylor? Hell yeah, you do. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was always fun to do. They'd all be whacking on him. His health regenerated so quick he didn't need armor. It was a blast. Uh, I was, uh, oh, this isn't video game related, but I was at my, my haircut today and I, I looked at my, my back in the, the mirror after my shower this morning. You know, just seeing how bad my neck hair was. Because my, my, my neck hair is so bad that it'll grow into, into my beard. Like just because it's just nothing but hair. You got to do something with that. A giant and Jewish so, star. Back your head connects to like so in the back of my head. Like it, it's you know, I'm, it's on Ear Island, is what it creates. Just like it'll just come straight around here. Like I, like not Ooh, as thick as my facial hair, but it comes all sort of like around. chin strap you can work out. You know, like the, the got to do that. The DNA ballistic tip. helmets <laughs> that go front and back. <laughs> you are part Neanderthal. And I don't. Oh, I definitely am. Zero zero one percent. I mean, you're like three percent Neanderthal. How fucking funny would that be if it was like, wow, local Missouri man found with thirteen percent Neanderthal <laughs> DNA, the highest ever found. You know, that, I mean, <laughs> legally changed my name like Ugluck. Not legally human. The Homer yeah. Simpson skull <laughs> alone no seems like a <laughs> clue, right? Like, anyway, can, please carry on with your your back hair story. No, no. Oh yeah, the back hair story. Like, uh. And I, I was looking at it in the mirror and like over the months and the years, like I've like it's been slow enough that I haven't noticed the creeping on the back mm. and the creeping into the shoulders. And like I realized today, like as the woman cutting my hair was like doing that thing where they pull the back of your shirt down a bit to like touch you up. And she was pulling my shirt way down and still <laughs> not getting enough. And I was like, God, I, in my head, I'm like, I've left my like golden ratio golden zone of hair like i'll never go back to that there's no way i'll grow more up here this is what i've got you know it's not receding anything so it's i'm okay with that like but before it was like my chest was nice and full but like not a bunch of stuff up here not mm -hmm. anything on the shoulders now i feel like every other day i take a look at my right and i'm like how did this get two inches long already and so i'm i'm like i'm not looking forward to having to like really either maintain my body hair as I get older or being that guy who's at like public pools or a, a vacation thing. And they're like, wow, he must be Greek. 
Is there a permanent solution gross. for it? Like electro- yes. electrolysis? Is that? Am I there is, but I'm not going to do that for my shoulders and the back. Like, Why not? It's not that expensive. They, they take tweezers that are collected to, connected to an electrical supply. They grab the hair. They electrify the root. They pluck it out. It's gone forever. I mean, if yeah. I do that, I'm going to wait until the situation gets a little more dire. What's forever, though, right? Like, forever. Oh, until oh. you die. It like destroys the follicle, so it will no longer create allow the creation of hair. But I, I, so anyone who's lived with a woman knows that they just freaking shed, right? Like the hair comes out from the root, and it's my impression, and I just invented this on my own, that like I don't know, hair follicles transfers. You get new ones, you lose old ones. Because how else could women shed for decades no, and not not go no, bald? It's it's absolutely forever. Um, hair, hairs will fall out, but the follicle's still good. It's like uh, okay. cutting the top of the corn plant off, and the root's still under there, growing new corn. But if you were to grab that corn plant and electrify it, now the root's gone, the whole plant's dead, and no more. It, it's never coming back again. Like it's my like, belly hair at this, you know, in Lord of the Rings, where it shows how Isengard is creeping into into Fangorn Forest. Uh huh. It's the inverse of that. <laughs> Fangorn Forest is creeping into otherwise hairless lands, and it's just slowly expanding, you know, across the torso. And so, at some point, I'll have to, you know, get You'll this done. Analysis and your old hair. Many of these hairs were my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I knew them. <laughs> my hair situation i might argue is improving which is i mean I, I wish my body fat situation was improving if i could have a choice i would go that direction but um as a teenager my hair pretty much just grew around the nipple like sunflowers perhaps Ooh. that that is like i think my least favorite hair oh, pattern. Yeah. right as an adult it's not thick but at least it's chest hair you know mm-hmm. what was once two lone islands is now sparsely populated chest hair which i think is better uh, yeah this area here i'm also starting to shave this area because i'm getting that with the rope like, the wall yeah because it, my, like, chest hair, my chest yeah, hair my chest hair grows that. up like and so like i don't want to look like an italian porn star and so i started trimming that a little bit you know? Can I put in a request for you to look like an Italian porn star at least one bit, show? I can, feel... can I do one? <laughs> Just one or two shows. If you could do that, I'd like to get some snaps. Yeah. <laughs> I'll snap you in our, on our private chat. <laughs> thanks, thanks. I promise not to masturbate to it a lot. Yeah. Like, I'm envious of both of your hair situations in that way. Like, I feel like Kyle, or I feel like Woody's in a happy medium between us. And I feel like, Kyle, you're never going to have to worry about a too much hair situation. No. No, I have a strip of hair down the center of my chest that doesn't even connect with like my belly button hair necessarily. Uh, my nipples are a little hairy, but I shave those. I have no hair on my uh, my back. I've got uh, you know, and and like even my thighs aren't that hairy. Like I got I, I got I'm, I'm pretty pretty hairless all the so, way around. Oh, if I get my thighs wet and like stand up out of a pool, looks like I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I use a beard trimmer on my chest hair sometimes. Sometimes I look at it and I'm like, you know what? It, I don't like shaving it. Because the post shave, like the stubble, I find is the least attractive phase. So you can either mm-hmm. stay on top of it constantly, or if you just hit it with the beard trimmer, I feel like that just ratchets it back, you know, to, to a spot yeah. that I like more. And there's That's never a phase that I consider to be the worst one to, to go through. There's one, there's one I use now called, like, it's called the Philips One Blade, I think. It's like green. You can find it on Amazon. It works fucking fantastic. I, I like that. For not like clean shaving stuff, I still use regular razors for that, but like just trimming up. But uh, one bright light, bright light in the hair situation is my ass, still totally hairless. 
Oh. And so that's keeping me going until, I, <laughs> until, until like, like the way I see it is like they're, you know, the, the Axis powers are slowly marching down my back mm. and they have to conquer all of my back, which Once is the demilitarized zone of your <laughs> the war is lost. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in the last year, it really has become a blitzkrieg. <laughs> of, uh, just an assault. So hopefully I, that is somewhere I, I would never want a bunch of hair. Ass hair is not attractive. It's it's rough. Hmm. Yeah, and when I, you, I'm not above getting waxed or electrolyzed or whatever you you know. I I, I I'm all about it. I'll do whatever it takes. I, I just want to jump straight to butt, electrolysis. It doesn't uh, it doesn't jump at me. You know, I've been lucky with the gray hair. Right, I'll be 46 in a couple of weeks, and like there's gray hair in there, but there's not a ton. And uh, there's a stage you can do. I haven't done it yet, but some guys, well, I guess most guys my age will buy like a shampoo that just kind of takes the edge off the gray. Like it's not hair dye, but it's like mm -hmm. just shampoo you use that adds a little touch color. of gray or something like the shampoo that version of that. One. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that is. But uh, I don't even, I don't even do that. I just use uh, head and shoulders. I think I'm going to beat you to gray because I'm noticing a lot more gray. Like I don't, I don't care about gray hair at all as long mm -hmm. as I have hair, but that's really ramped up, especially in the last like three years, the amount of gray hairs I have, especially on the side. My girlfriend likes it. She says it makes me look distinguished, but I think mm -hmm. she's trying to make me feel better. Now, my beard is gray as fuck. I, I, I can go from where I am today to homeless in about five days. So there's... Your beard is awesome, and it's a crime that Jackie <laughs> won't let you grow it out. <laughs> the gray is what makes it look good. Have you seen Mel Gibson's beard? Mel Gibson has the best beard on the planet, bar none. It's and very... there's a lot of gray in it, and it makes him look distinguished. He looks like a... A 17th century explorer. Yeah, Mel's oh. also cool as fuck. He's like jacked now. He looks like Milo Gipsano, the famous explorer. <laughs> Milo Gipsano. I am. Um, <laughs> he has a lot of gray hair. I would. I, he's also pretty wrinkly. I, I think my he's gray hair old, ages though. me a ton. That that it tacks on five or six years. It is. It's the right consent. I felt like I had a really good grade. Well, counterbalance it with the Air Apostles, you know, t-shirts and stuff. <laughs> Is that what I wear? Yeah, you dress like a 19-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> people, people see the beard and then the shirt and they're like, huh? Oh, oh. <laughs> did he just murder a child? And I did a, is not wearing his That clothes? can't be true. He's wearing Oshkosh Bigosh shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I did a paramotor video like a oh, year what? ago. And I had a hoodie on and shorts, and they're like, "What do you?" I dressed like that in seventh grade, and I was like, "Yeah, this act." I, I don't know. Something about it sunk in. I'm like, "This is totally a seventh grader's outfit—a hoodie." Yeah, yeah, you got the. I mean, your your shoes do light up and blink. You're wearing light. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, you could just look out while you're doing stuff in your yard at night. It's like, "Where's what? There he is. There's the, <laughs> <laughs> there's this Nike." <laughs> she hears you come in from like, and here's your. You take the shoes off by your like rip. Your, your Velcro. <laughs> your Velcro. <laughs> those were cool as fuck in third grade. Everybody oh, yeah. had to have those LA lights or you were a bitch. Your parents didn't love you. You probably eat Pop-Tarts at home, don't you? Ah! Hmm. It was the same thing with uh, Heelys when those came out. Heelys, maybe those. Uh, maybe there's too much age difference. Too much age? I've got Heelys. They're size 11. They're downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, never mind. <laughs> Too much age. Oh, no, 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 no. You, yeah, you can't stay young forever, but you can always be immature. Those are the rules. So, so I rock Please. Heelys. I and I would. It was just a way to play with my kids. Yeah, everybody thought they were cool. They are cool. I saw a guy. I saw an adult man on the cell phone heeling through an airport, 
like on a trip, uh, like I guess last year, year before at some point. And my thought, like if I was like 19 or something, I would have been like, <laughs> what a, man, loser. Dude, doesn't know how dumb he looks. But like more as an adult, I'm like, God, kudos. <laughs> like you're making this into a fun thing. I, I would love to do that on the walk uh, accelerator thing. See how quick you can get going on your Heelys. So Casey Neistat brings a skateboard. Just like, I don't know. Do you guys know what a penny board is? No, it's a small skateboard. I'm sure he has a good one, but it's a little thing. And he just skates around the airport and you look at it and you're like, Oh my God, that is so much better. That is incredible. I, I, Casey Neistat looks like a boardwalk caricature of an already ugly man. I hate to make fun of him. I really respect that guy. If you put him on a World War II propaganda poster, <laughs> would it jump out at you? <laughs> oh, that's what they look like? Let's get those Germans. They're barely human. No, see, you can't put this on here. It has to be believable, yeah? <laughs> they are so human, but they do not look like this. <laughs> That guy. Did you see that picture? Like, wait, we looked at that picture where somebody photoshopped like a penis and balls onto his face. Fucking head. <laughs> you know that really legitimate argument that women are wrong for being biased against men for their height because you can't do anything about it, but men are perfectly in the right for being biased against women about their weight because that is the yeah. thing that mm -hmm. is controllable. Uh, that's how I feel when we make fun of the way Casey Neistat. Uh, if you're worth, if you're worth ten or twenty million, how about getting that honker fixed, big boy? There you go. But that's also, that's like his calling card. Like, people know his look. It's like, he's big enough that it, for his audience, it's iconic. I bet they would not respond well to him changing himself, right? And he probably doesn't want to. He's successful as fuck. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. It's not going to stop him making fun of his <laughs> As successful as he really is. If I were really good looking, I wouldn't I bet, make fun of his look. I bet roast sessions like this still sting. Oh, he's not going to see this. He's going to go cry into a pile of money and then it fly doesn't a drone fix it. Or, I Do bet it stings. And not this one necessarily, but what if there's, like for all I know, each one of his videos has this comment 150 times about the way he looks. Every time he goes on Reddit, it's just a roast session in the comments. They're all ripping him. And not for anything he can control, just his look. Oh, he can control it. We've been through this. Do you, you know those masks the Antifa people wear? There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Like, 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 they look cool. Have you ever seen a movie where someone had... Uh, <laughs> What, what was that That old-time leprosy? When someone had leprosy <laughs> and they would wear one of those masks to, to cover the hideousness of their face. Get a leprosy mask. No big deal. Or a plague doctor mask. Those oh, are cool. Those are great. Like the, those the, are really cool. It'll yeah. make his nose a little slimmer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, since he added that plague doctor beak mask, <laughs> he's looking pretty handsome. Can you imagine how much it would suck to live in a time where they're like, all right, we don't know what's going on with you. We've called the doctor and some guy comes in in a robe and like a, just a chest of dirty knives and a big mask on. <laughs> He's like, all right, <laughs> let's cut you open and see. And oh, that would suck. Need that bad blood out of you, boy. You, you're all chock full of it. I can tell. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Pretty so, much any time medically before, like, what, 1940 would have sucked dick? Shit, dude. Any time before yesterday sucks. Every day is better. That's what I always say when people like, oh, crime's so bad. Look at the fucking crime statistics, you dumbass. It's about the news media reporting crime at, at a different rate nowadays. Oh, oh, it's, it's such a violent world. No, no, it's not. It was a violent world in the 50s. 
in the in the forties when when tens of millions of, of men were going across the sea and getting blown the fuck apart. No, it's much less violent than it is. Oh, there's so much sickness and disease. No, we're the we're the we're the healthiest we've ever been as a species. Like, like the flu we used to wipe out tens of millions of people. Like like get out of here with that. Immigration it's the best day to live ever. You look at immigration stats across the southern border, they look like gun crime stats almost. Like you think it's terrible, but it's actually been dropping for 20 yeah, years. Yeah, Trump now. is doing a great job. Thank you for pointing that out, Woody. Yes, he's he's curved <laughs> it big time. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to measure. I'll, real quick on that. It's actually going up slightly under him, but that doesn't mean he's doing a bad job. It might just mean that he's it's, it's how many people they catch. So maybe yeah. he's catching a bigger percentage and it's still dropping. I don't know. But yeah, uh, but yeah go sense. Trump. He's glorious. So <laughs> there's a there's a Hitler salute for Go Trump. No, I'm what are uh, you talking about? Yeah, all right, my bad. <laughs> yeah, my, my rotator cuff is in bad, so I'm just like, ah, fix. Yep, that fixed it. Yep. All right. Add Another thing the Nazis stole. Because that's the Roman salute. That's what the Romans did. And now, just like the Nazis stole the Hindu sign, and the Hindus don't get to be like, hey, we made that about the swastika. What is it with the, the Germans Romans and their lack of originality? They're just stealing from the goddamn Romans and the Hindus. What else did they steal? I don't know, I but that's Hugo really Boss what I was... think of as their principal crimes. Hugo Boss made their uniforms, right? Was yeah. he German or is he like... He's German? Okay, so they didn't steal that. That must have been like an uncomfortable board meeting at Hugo Boss in like 1946 mm. where they're like, all right. Bad bet. <laughs> we might send it back to drunk horse. Oh my god, my yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I... <laughs> but you know what? They looked good doing it. Yeah, <laughs> they did have great costumes or uniforms. Costumes. They're, they're so fucking good. They're so fucking good. I every day I think every time this comes up, I regret every not day. buying. Every day I regret not buying. <laughs> SS officer's cap that I saw at that 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 machine gun shoot that time. It was 550, 650 bucks, which is an exorbitant sum for a fucking hat. But goddamn, it's a piece of history, right? Although Oh, it was a real I one? Like it was want someone to like discover it in my home. I would only want to present it to someone with a backstory up front. Like, all right, so a few years ago, I was at a gun store gun show and I saw a hat and I bought it. But just so you know, like I just bought it because it's a piece of history, right? I mean, I've got a German Luger, too, you know. Yes, I, sir, but why are you wearing it at the airport? <laughs> well, it, it <laughs> my shirt and my boots. Uh, you got nothing See, to like, worry about. It's not as if people come through your home and search it every so often. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, think of how much worse that would have been <laughs> if you put in the news story, you know, as you. Oh, man. You know what? Like, if you want to be a World War II memorabilia collector, like, and you see something like that where you're like, oh, this would look so good in my World War II room. Oh, I need it. You'd have to also be like, okay, I allot $500 for the Nazi hat, but I also have to buy an Italian hat and an English hat and an American hat. So I have plausible deniability about all the hats I have. Yeah. And so you'd have to invest in all that because, and then it would look normal. Like if I walked into somebody's history room and it has like a bunch of Nazi stuff, a bunch of Italian stuff, a bunch of British stuff, a bunch of American stuff, Japanese, whatever, it's like, oh, wow, this guy's a history buff. He's not if you walk in and it's all Nazi stuff, you're not like, man, this guy knows his history. You're like, yeah, I, I, I think he... I think this guy hates you. What makes you... you what, know? what historical items would you like the most? 
Like, oh, it would be way older than like World War II, like some kind of cool sword Roman from like gladius. Rome. Yeah, yeah somewhere from gladius. Rome or ancient Greece would be the coolest. Uh, the, the short sword that the Roman soldiers would carry, carry the gladius. Uh, th those are fucking cool. Um, like like those uh, those English long swords, like the legit really old ones. Japanese katanas from like from like I don't know the fifteenth century what or whatever. What pick? Huh? What makes you value them? Like, what, why are you? Uh, oh, and, and the in the case of the katana, the craftsmanship, like like the five thousand steel folds or whatever the mm -hmm. crazy shit um with the the romans it's like at the point of the sword a quarter of the globe was conquered you know this was the mainstay of one of the most powerful organized uh, uh armies in antiquity you know when they fell the dark ages came like mm -hmm. it, it, that that's pretty cool uh maybe something from like the the greeks maybe like a spartan helmet or like an actual spartan helmet or spartan shield one of those bronze uh, uh spearheads or something like that but an English longsword, like like from the Dark Ages, that those are fucking cool. One of the one of those big crazy long ones. And honestly, uh, I just think the older, like the older it is, the cooler it would be to me. Like a four thousand year old like clay pot with like some you know shit or glyphs on it would be cooler to me than like anything from World War Two. Just because yeah. it'd be cool to like look at something physical and be like, this is still here. And think of everything that transpired yeah, between uh, when someone was sitting there making this and when I became a person. Let like, me jump in on this crazy. topic because like I, I like both your answers, the craftsmanship and the and the age. For me, it's about the emotions that happened on that object, right? Like I, I wanted to be old enough, say pre Vietnam, pre Vietnam War, but uh, like if it's a World War II gun and I'm and I feel pretty confident that the guy was like scared laying in the mud using a trench as cover then that thing is really cool to me in uh, the same way true if it was a gladius but not more valuable i just if i knew for sure that this thing was used by like a, a terrified or brave or just some heightened emotion dude yeah. the, and this was the centerpiece of the emotion then that would mean a lot to me that that's what does it for me yeah like like buying one of the uh, the, the retired electric chairs from a prison <laughs> but like the hat, for example, is not that big to me, because <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think that I'm picturing it the flat, almost like a policeman hat. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, that isn't worn in times of crisis. This is worn in times of glory. <laughs> well, that's behind. I picture a couple guys looking over a map, making decisions. The Polish countryside, clean up the field. Clean up the field. Yeah. I just the older it is, the cooler it would be, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I, I had a friend that had a German Luger, which is an officer's pistol, mm -hmm. I believe. Or, or I think they were also on the um, Luftwaffe aircraft. But I just thought, I just saw rust. To me, it looked like rust on it. But he was convinced that, like, that's blood right there. It's what that was. Blood got on it, and it rusted. I think he executed somebody with his pistol and blood got on it. He didn't clean it. And, it, and they, those are blood speckles that rusted. And I was like, that's pretty dark, man. Can't we just imagine that a little salt got on it or sweat or something? Nah, he definitely killed a Jew. I, I imagine he was eating dinner sloppily. and, and uh, <laughs> things. Like, Nobody has that fantasy. <laughs> you know, like, 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 like anything salty could have rusted the, the, the top of this Luger you got here. Could it has blood. Now tell me this. If you had an original Hitler like Charlie Kelly had in It's Always Sunny, yeah, yeah, you'd you'd have to put it up in your home, right? Well, uh, but what, an original Hitler like a like the man, a painting, art oh. painting, 
I'm like, no, not like, like I'm clone? like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I don't know. One moment I'm in a bunker shooting my head. The other, I'm on your couch watching this strange device. <laughs> yes. Keep on it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what I'd do if Hitler was suddenly like one of my dependents. Quickly get Stalin. We need to work this out. <laughs> Now, very quickly, I know I'm in your home. You do have a large nose. I have one question. (laughs) (laughs) Hitler, get out! (laughs) That's funny. But yeah, an original Hitler painting. I wonder if you could even sell that. Yes. Or if people would be like, no, you can't auction this off. Hitler painted it. Totally sell it. I bet it's worth an enormous amount of money if you had an actual original Hitler. And if it weren't, like, it'd be one hell of a talking piece, right? Like, wouldn't you just like the coffee table from his bunker as your coffee table? Like, I any- don't know. Those guys who raided the Eagle's Nest, like his, his like home away from home in the Bavarian Alps or whatever the fuck up in the mountains, I bet they came away with... Some- that shit's still sitting in some kid's like attic somewhere. Like, yeah, Grandpa had a bunch of stuff he brought back from the war. I don't know. It's upstairs. I guarantee there's like some gold bar with the with the Nazi eagle on it or something or, or some there, I remember when we raided Saddam Hussein's palace Hussein's palaces that was happening left and right they 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 were in there just like let's take some of Saddam's shit you know nobody's looking they were they were just stealing shit and sending it home original hitlers are worth less than i thought uh, so these oh they exist i didn't even know there were yeah original hitlers um let's see 15 of Hitler's paintings for a total of 143,000. That was 2009. Um, All right, guys, get that Patreon level. <laughs> a single one sold for 32,000 euros, which I'm going to say is like less than 50 grand. Yeah. Um, it looks That's like, a lot of money, but you're right. This is surprising. I thought it'd be worth a ton. I, yeah, I thought it would be numbers that like normal people could never touch, you know, but like 32,000 euros is expensive for a painting, but cars are that much yeah. yeah good point yeah and it's a hitler it's, only going up the value. <laughs> it's, a, it's weird to say it's a hitler it's a hitler <laughs> oh i love it. oh that'd make a great gag in like a comedy movie like, yeah it's a hitler yeah what do you Maybe. think of this painting well i can really tell how much the artist was struggling some something in his right life wasn't right and he was going to do everything in his power to fix it he's like well this is an original hitler <laughs> And it's like, <laughs> in that case, I take back everything I said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got, a, I got a few clips here. Have we done right. any ads? I was about to say, let me, uh, let me slip in an ad. Let me start with Blue Chew because I have already tried the Blue Chew and I'm a huge fan of it already. Let's talk about sex. Good sex, guys. Remember the days Maybe. when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it's the real deal and it's the stuff that works. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can get ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys with dysfunction. It's for any guys who want extra function and to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. I can, I can vouch for that 100%. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your free your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code PKA. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E, like the color, Chew.com, promo code PKA, to try it for free. 
Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Look, <clears throat> I've talked in the past about how I take Cialis and just how expensive it is. I've talked about several hundred dollars for a bottle of like 12 pills. This is quite a bit cheaper. And if you fact, I don't know, not everyone's insured. I'm not. But, and you get around the doctor uh, co the visit pay. You don't have to pay to go into the doctor office, which is $50 to $100 for most people. You don't have to go to that pharmacy. You know how I feel about those glorified uh, pill counters that they've got in there. <laughs> oh, I know how you feel. Cut them right out <laughs> like a shit stain in a blanket, all right? <laughs> this stuff is absolutely legit. The fact that it's chewable is much better. Um, you have two different uh, generic versions, right? There's... Um, let me get that. There's sildenafil and there's the other one always escapes me. You don't want the sildenafil, if, in my personal opinion. It's not what I recommend. Um, what you it want. It starts with a T and it still ends with Phil. Yeah. Um, to land a Phil. I don't know. I'm just making shit up at this point. I'm, I'm going to get the exact uh, thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, uh, Tadalafil. Oh, so, yeah. So my recommendation is to get the Tadalafil. I personally have never cared for, for sildenafil. It has. It gives me a light sensitivity that I don't care for, and sometimes it can give me a headache. Um, but the Tadalafil, which is the Cialis uh, generic, is definitely what I recommend, both because of improved performance and a complete lack of side effects in my case. Uh, but some people swear the exact opposite. So I would say, you know, do what, what feels right, what feels right for you. But Kyle, you definitely have the most experience with these, yeah. these uh, Blue Chew uh, pills. And I... And yeah, go ahead. I, I had never taken a dick pill in my life. And last night, I was coming home, and me and my girlfriend were, I knew she was coming over to, to make dinner, and we were going to hang out. And I was like, you know what? I'm taking a dick pill. And, I, and I'm going to see how this goes. Because I've never had a problem getting a boner, because I'm a young guy. And so I'm like, man, this is going to push me. This is going to make me like like Thanos was when he got all the special gems <laughs> or whatever. You know, snap my fingers, and that pussy's destroyed. Is what, is what you can white, do with that. Right? Your upgrade. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, Taylor the White. And so I took one, and like maybe an hour, hour or two later, we, we start fooling around, and it, it, was, it blew my mind how quickly after initiating any sort of like fucking, not even just fucking, just any kind of foreplay, you're, you're hard. It's not, your dick does not, you know how usually when your dick gets hard, you can like watch it and like it's growing out and everything. It, like it's, it's, it's like a emphysema patient trying to make a, make a blow up a balloon. It's just, exactly. Yeah. It, it's, it's going yeah. out and it grows and then it flops up and then it, it, you know, you know, then it sticks up and whatever this it's like fast forward times 10. It's just, you are erect instantly and you have the hardest fucking boner you've ever had in your life. I, I was like sitting there like. Kyle, you've known about this for how long and you didn't tell me to get on dick pills? Uh, you should have been... No, you know what? You told me a couple times you should have been much more emphatic much about more how much... Much more firm. Much harder. Like, and, and my you should dick have pounded that so, message in, Kyle. I, I, well, we fucked. It was fantastic. And I finish. And usually, you know, you start to go down a little bit after, after you come. Now with Blue Chew, you don't. With Blue Chew, if you want to, you don't even have to like do the the refractory period of like go down and come back up. You can just I just I just stayed hard. 
as it wasn't like, all right, I went from 110% with my blue chew down to like a normal boner after the first comp. No, standing loud and proud, brother. Mm. He was he was as hard as he'd ever been. I couldn't be happier with blue chew. Chiz, if you let these guys get away, I swear to God. Like, <laughs> we, the I need some more of those promo packs. All right? I need, I I need some more promo up. packs. <laughs> yeah, I think you got any more of those promo packs? <laughs> it, it was super good. My dick was so... You know, uh, I've heard, and this is just a rumor mill, this is what Bill Clinton used so he was able to fuck that horrible woman. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's absolutely... His wife that you're referring to, Hillary Clinton. Of yes, definitely not the innocent interns. Yes, they should have. They had Bob Dole back in the day advertising, but they should have gotten. Now, you know what? Before, before I had Blue Chew, you know, I, I was I was putting rubber bands around the base of my dick, hoping to get it hard enough to shove it in that stanky hole that she has. And my goodness, I, I, I'll take one Blue Chew, and I tell you what, I'm going all night. You know, I still have to put a hairpin clothespin on my nose, but it, it helps <laughs> a lot, you know, and so I couldn't recommend it higher. Seriously, it, it, like, like I had no idea that our deal was going to be that it's free. You just pay five dollars shipping. You're getting a huge deal here. Like, I, I, this isn't me, oh, yeah. salesman Kyle. This is me being like, like, like this is what I, I'm going to go and tell my friends now. Like everyone I know. Like, like when I get off tonight and I'm playing some video games, I'll be like, guys, use this code real quick. It's free. Do it. Absolutely do it. Go there, sign up, pay the five dollars shipping, and try it. And if you don't like it, I mean, I'm not going to give anything back. I'm not going to give you five dollars or anything. That's lost to the world. But, <laughs> but, but you're not going to say that. You're not going to say that because it's incredible. I've been. You're going to be blown away. And you know what? To prove it to yourself, take a before picture of your dick hard, take a blue chew, take an after picture of your dick hard, and then post it on the subreddit. No. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. Actually, that would get rid of the subreddit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, blue chew. Just just mail those directly to at Woody's Gamertag. You can find his address on the internet. It's everywhere. Just, Just mail them directly to him before and after Polaroids. And uh, we'll all take a gander. Tweet it, and to like Taylor. even after even after fucking twice, even after fucking and finishing twice, we're watching Game of Thrones, just sitting there, like like horniness is the last thing on my mind. Like I've just completed twice in a day, and like she just puts her hand down my pants. Immediately, it's <laughs> back into action again, where it's like this. I feel like a superhuman, you're a super dick man. And if you guys want to feel like a super dick man too, you get yourself some blue chew, and then you you tweet photos of your dick at Woody, <laughs> and <laughs> or mail them. I prefer if you mail them. Wait, 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 wait. Physical what, copies. What the hell was Heather's old email address that everyone sent dick pics oh, to? Was it? <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. So, yeah, blue chew. Check them out. Great, great stuff. Yeah, I, I I can't I can't say how happy I am with this sponsor. We've had a lot of sponsors that it's like, oh, that's right up my alley. That's my thing. Not none more than this. So so definitely check them out. I, I can't I can't praise them enough. Huge fan. And and if you decide to 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 stick with them, I'm gonna see if I get some more free ones. Frankly, to be 100 percent honest. But if yeah. I can't, I'm signing up for their biggest package, which is like however many however many pills they'll send me a month. I'm signing up for that, whatever it costs, because it is literally cheaper than my prescription. My prescription is like $300 for a bottle of six pills. Um, they're, they're a slightly higher dosage, but still, when you do the math, it's cheaper to go through Blue Chew, which is a faster activating uh, uh, pill. If you're so like the, me, this is the highest dosage you will need. Like, you're you took a young one pill, like, by I, the way? I took one pill. To me before, Taylor. Remember? Remember when you didn't listen to me before and now you're regretting it? 
That's Look true. That. You were right <laughs> Taylor, about salt. I know the you said more, 110%, but it goes to 120. It goes to 120. <laughs> 200%. Look, I, I'm not going to recommend anything unhealthy. Don't like, look online, see what the dose Take it is. as re recommended, obviously. Take it as recommended. I don't do that. I take it as is not recommended. I uh, avoid all warnings, and I take a lot. And I am always shocked at the results. It's pretty great. Bloodletting is required at the end of the night. I'll just <laughs> say that. I, I have a tank full of leeches in the other room that I have to apply just to be able to get to bed. Oh, I could have... And the leeches wouldn't even help, because as soon as they suck some blood out, there's reinforcements coming in. Plus, I'm turned on by leech play, so it's 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 a it's a real mixed bag. Yeah, so there you go, Blue Chew. Whew. Well, that was a ringing endorsement. It was. You Don't take your gas for mattresses because you're going to want some nice cushy bedding <laughs> while you're laying that murder game down on that pussy. This I fucked her on a Casper mattress. That works great. Brought to you by Casper mattresses. Casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get your best rest one night at a time. Casper products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves, providing supportive comfort for all kinds of bodies. Their breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. Casper offers two other mattresses, the Wave and the Essential. The Wave features a patent-pending premium support system to mirror the natural shape of your body, and the Essential has a streamlined design at a price that won't keep you up at night. Casper also offers a wide array of, pro of other products like pillows and sheets to ensure an overall better sleep experience. All designed, developed, and assembled in the United States of America. And you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial slash fuck-on-it trial. So start sleeping better today and get 50 bucks towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash PKA and using code PKA at checkout. Terms and conditions, of course, apply. That's casper.com slash PKA, promo code PKA at checkout for 50 bucks towards select mattresses 100 percent of the women i fucked while on blue chew have been on casper mattresses the experience <laughs> has been fantastic i have i don't have the wavy one i have the streamlined one and i sleep on the exact same spot every single night have the entire time i've had it i dare you to look at my mattress and tell me where i sleep because it's perfectly fine. it's the part with all the hair on it <laughs> well okay it's the part with the hair. Okay, if I vacuumed it briefly, okay, there, there would be no, there'd be no way for you Get to know. Roller, and we'll all be, we'll be all set. Yeah, Casper mattresses are wonderful. Perfect place to to sleep and fuck. Um, so I have a couple of interesting uh, uh, news stories here. There, here's a man who gave himself semen injections to Tell treat me his. Tell more about that one. I, I I have semen and I have things now, I'd like to improve upon. Will this work? Yeah, well, well, this was at a at a doctor's behest, right? Talk about toxic. <laughs> <laughs> I somehow doubt it. An Irish man wound up with a serious skin infection after injecting himself with his own semen, according to a recent report of his unusual case. The 33-year-old told doctors that he'd been giving himself monthly. You're going to let Jones in there with his fucking uh, you know, performance hands and drugs, and I can't even inject my own semen into my back to help. <laughs> injecting. Even monthly to cure his long-standing back pain, the, the, the report says. Needless to say, semen does not cure back pain. In this case, the man had initially sought medical care after he injured his, uh, himself ba uh, back lifting a heavy object three days later. It wasn't until doctors gave the man a physical exam and noticed that his right forearm was red and swollen, that the man admitted to regularly injecting himself with semen. In the, the man forearm? Had, in the forearm. The well, man had mostly get rid of right back there. pain? Yeah. He'd most, 
recently given himself three doses of semen intravenously and intramuscularly. He doesn't know anything uh, about semen injections. Th- this guy had no desire to get rid of his back pain. This was some weird-ass fetish he wanted to do. And because even if you're insane enough to think that semen is going to help your back, why would you inject it into your forearm muscle? Do you know nothing about stem cells, Taylor? You just inject it and it goes to the thing and makes you better. That's how stem I cells I don't, work. but if you bring something up, I'll pretend to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this is Jail ridiculous. Jail had it done. He, there was even nothing wrong with him. They just gave him like a bunch of stem cells as a general body improvement. And he says that uh, he's smarter and more active and just better. I've been injecting semen for 13 years, ever since I deciphered the, that the zinc inside of it is more potent than the zinc you get from supplements. Let, let me let me show you a load of mine here, people. Look how <laughs> viscous and thick this... You can even taste the, the astringency of the zinc when you put a little bit under your tongue there. Makes me energized, makes me thick, you know? And so I can't... I, you know what, but you don't want to use your own semen, that's risky. So you can buy my semen at infowars.com slash Alex Jones come and... Uh, and inject it in your arm. That's all I have for this bit. Asparagus is clearly good for you. <laughs> I get it twice. <laughs> Come into ladies for decades, and they have never once complained of back pain. <laughs> Ironically, the one time I got in trouble, it was a fucking cigar. You believe that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even come that day. I came too hard on the other intern. I told that bitch to get hell out of here. It was a fucking cigar, but the verb, the <laughs> a adjective. Cigar. Yeah. No one smoked him after he, uh, he like, like some I people smoked cigars. That's literally part of it, isn't it? Like, I think that's uh, on the record. That's awful. That he smoked a pussy-soaked cigar? Dude, yeah. I remember the day that shit came out. Like, they, they were going to put it on the internet, and the internet was young back in, like, 1996 or something. No, but... So everyone had uh, whatever was before Mozilla, like I don't know, all fuck, I forget what was before Mozilla, and uh, Alta Vista. I was gonna say that, but I don't think that's what it was. That was the search oh, engine, right? Oh um, yeah. But anyway, and you just sat there hammering reload, hammering reload on a text file. But the website was so busy, the government website, that like everyone was just, And then once it loaded, you kept it because it was like a treasure. You, you wouldn't know if it could load again. And CNN, you know, they, they, they got it to load. And they're sitting there scrolling, reading the salacious parts to all their viewers. It, like it, it shucks. I don't, is, is like uh, engaging as the news is right now. I can't think of a news story that got as much attention as Bill Clinton fucking an intern. I can remember sitting there eating breakfast at like a, a hangout with, with a bunch of adult men and the, we're reading the newspaper. It was 1997, I want to say. Is that correct? Sounds rightish. A- yeah. Yeah. It, it, was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And the, the whole thing. What a, what a nutty time in our history. How yeah. can you blame me for, for just wanting to get a little bit strange when, do you know that that dumb bitch had her own agent follow me when I was jogging and make sure I wouldn't go to Mickey D's and get more than the 10 piece, that sneaky bitch. One of the times I tell you what, I went, I went, I got a 20 piece nugget, you know, and she didn't know I ate 10 of them on the way back. And then I brought it, set it on my desk. I didn't realize on the front, it said 20 piece. She came in, saw it right away, gave me hell. You know, the reason, <laughs> the reason that, that, that my eyes are so sunken in and swollen is she, she has powers. People that you, she can, She's stolen bits of my soul. She, she opens her legs up at you, and she sucks out all of your, your life force and your being. And she opened her legs up at me. I tell you what, if it was a minute, it was 100 years. And I, that's the way I am today. I, I've got no life force left. I can't even get my dick hard without blue chew. Uh, it, it's just tough, you know. So, yeah, kids, don't, don't inject yourself with semen. It, it doesn't help with back pain, apparently. 
if you look at 1992 Hillary Clinton, she's not as bad as you might remember. Yeah, that that's that's her best photograph ever in her entire life, Woody. Like like <laughs> I, I, this is this is this is a professional photograph. First of all, when I click it, I I guess maybe I need to click the whole link. Did she yeah. attack people with an oh, axe oh, in Sydney? I'm confused. She's pretty rough looking in '92. Like, get out of here! And you can tell she smells. <laughs> uh, there's a, there, there, look at all those flies swarming behind her. Like, I didn't even notice that at first. Wow. Yeah, I, I can admit I that. Like she's she's not she's not a, her peak is not as peaky as uh, Trump's current wife Ivana, right? You know she was a, literally a model, but mm-hmm. um, I think people well. look at the grandma version of her today and see her as like this stanky, disgusting, whatever. And you know, she, I don't know, she was a person. Let me show. It's just more fun to pretend that for jokes. <laughs> like she's not like deformed or anything. Yeah. Yeah, she, she, yeah. She's a ghoul. Um, this next young lady, <laughs> this next article, I find more attractive than, than Hillary Clinton, and she's not even a woman. So what's the story here? Give me the back. Well, the apparently at Sydney, uh, there was an axe attack. A woman has been jailed for wounding uh, 7-Eleven cu- customers. At first, I thought it was seven 7-Eleven customers, but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, Evie Amati, 26, seriously wounded the man and woman at a 7-Eleven in Sydney in, in January. She swung her axe at a third customer, but did not injure him. And when I say axe, believe me, I do not mean hatchet. I mean, she went Paul Bunyan up in 7-Eleven. She's pleading not guilty on mental health grounds at a trial, uh, uh, but but the court rejected her argument. Uh, on Friday, the judge sentenced her to, to nine years in prison. Uh, the risk of death was high in each case, and the fact that death did not occur was entirely a matter of good fortune, uh, according to the judge. The court heard that Amadi had been out of her mind after consuming drugs, alcohol, and prescription medication. She testified, blah, 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 cry, 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 blah, blah, blah. Her first victim is, uh, she, apparently she hit her first victim, Ben Rimmer. His name's Rimmer. Mm. As he waited to buy a meat pie. You can't make that up. Ben Rimmer was buying a meat pie (laughs) when a transsexual high on methamphetamine hit him with an axe. After a brief conversation, she struck Mr. Rimmer in the face. He was knocked to the ground. Four-inch facial wound and fracture. She then attacked her second victim, Sharon Hacker. Is this a real article? <laughs> <laughs> I'm bummed that this six-foot-some transgender woman with an axe is in prison because I was looking for someone to carry me in Vermintide, and it looks like she's got the skills. <laughs> see, she wants her own axe wound so bad that she's just doling them out at the local uh, center. I see what you did there. Jesus. There you go. Well... So there you go, kids. Do not attack 7-Eleven customers with an axe. Nine years. Nine years doesn't seem long enough for attacking people with an axe in public and almost killing them, right? Axe attack. Like it it, doesn't that seem like a short sentence? Nine years for Uh, trying to kill people? Man, I don't think so. I'm leaning towards shorter sentences now. I'm uh maybe I'm for some things, yeah, but for Axe attacks. But wait, well, okay, she was on drugs, right? So you clean that up and you fix the underlying cause. And uh, she, she did, did she kill him? She didn't kill anyone, no, right? No, she just injured them. Yeah, just a couple injuries. Previously. Were, were yeah, like, like this, like when you get fractures and huge gashes. Skull fractures, you said? That's a pretty yeah. good injury. All it's right, yeah, yeah. So axe. nine. It, if you it, look in the second photograph, I'm sorry to interrupt you. If you look in the second photograph, you can see she's got it cocked back like a baseball bat. One of this guy looks over at her with a meat pie in his hand, like, huh? 
Yeah, the, the, and like people that who get hit in the axe. face with a fucking axe, dude. He's like it's pretty. not like, all right, I'm healed now. It's like, no, your life is forever altered and kind of ruined. Like you're probably gonna have a fuck ton of nerve damage. You're gonna have to take a bunch of medication, and like, like you're you're that woman with the fractured skull. Like she's not gonna be the same again. It's like, you like, think these aren't just injuries? Uh, oh yeah, skull fractures. There's a that, spectrum. That guy. Remember that guy who swung his that goalie who got? We talked about this on like PKN or something. There's like beer league goalie who swung his goalie stick and hit a guy right in the face with the blade of it and the guy only got a couple years and the guy who got hit was saying like i'm furious he only got like two or three years in prison like my life is hell now i have horrible headaches all the time my face is numb like i don't talk the same like i i don't want to go out in public anymore because my i'm not emoting the same way facially like it's it's like that guy's if the, that the happens, swinger is going to be out. Like, then, it's I'm, just then I'm with you. I, 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 I'm in college, we were in the dorms, and uh, the door to a dorm, even though it was an interior door, it was super thick, steel, heavy door. This is the, the entry to your room. And um, one guy, he was opening the door in like a weird way. Like he opened it two inches, and he was doing a funny voice where he's like, hello? And the guy entering it, kicked the door with his foot to like make it open like it was a grand entrance and they just weren't coordinated he didn't mean to effectively like curb stomp his head with a heavy door but that was the impact anyway it fractured his skull and he went, what am i hearing? I'm hearing a video from you kyle sorry yeah <laughs> It's kind of funny in the story context, but <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. So he he did, he kicked the door into his head. His skull was fractured. Uh, we all saw the X rays. It was like a real thing, like right here. His skull was broken, but uh, all he had to do was like, well, don't hit it there again for a couple of weeks, and you'll be all right. I, I tried to fix the problem that just occurred. Tell me if you can hear it now. No, no, I cannot. Great. Yeah, it's just a button on my mixer. Sorry about that. That's okay. Was that a video? Uh, was that an axe video, or is that something? Is um, there not a this, video of this axe thing? No, apparently not. This is this is a completely different video. Um, this is a man doing some real daredevil sh- hijink shit. I hope he didn't get in too much trouble because I think what he did here is cool as fuck. All right, uh, we oh. can just cue up. Man survives jumping off cruise ship deck. The eleventh have... floor balcony. So hold on, let me. I have daydreamed of this so many times. Are we you guys know, this ready? This seems foolish. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Cue to zero. Ready, set, play. You're about to watch shocking video. Are you a little drunk? Oh, <laughs> Holy First of all, <laughs> fuck that cameraman. He misses like the best part. Yeah, the impact. <laughs> yeah. His limbs flail on the wall. You can't keep, it's the same camera slowing it down. Twenty-seven year old Nick Native was vacationing with friends on Royal Caribbean's Symphony of the Seas when he took the brazen leap from the I love this this, <laughs> this graphic recreation. Did you hear how many feet it was? On Instagram, I was still drunk from the previous night. My feet were actually fine. It was my neck and tailbone. His neck. Reaction was swift and furious. You could easily die doing that when one typical remark on social media. Others called him stupid and pointed out he's lucky to be alive. Officials on board the cruise ship did not appreciate the stunt and took quick action against the jumper and his friends. We're getting kicked off the boat. 
now Royal Caribbean has banned all of them. <laughs> this was stupid and reckless behavior. And he and his pussies have been banned from ever sailing yeah. with us again. We are we'll sell we'll Disney. It's better. <laughs> in a statement. <laughs> right, I'm trying to find the part where they said the feet. Isn't that one of those? Uh, I thought it was like 85 Wait, feet or something. Oh, it's, it's, it's 11 stories. That's 110 feet, plus whatever the distance from the water to the first uh, floor would have been. Which can, can we be quiet for just a second? I'm trying to play yeah. it. The water, more than 100 feet below. They say more than 100 feet. That is a big jump. That is a big jump. Yeah. I was going to say, I told this story before, but I used to jump off bridges all the time. We did 40 feet routinely, like it was nothing. We did 70 feet once. And uh, so I was going to be like, dude, I did shit like this all that. I would love... But I think the difference between 70 and 100 is pretty important, you know? Like, like yeah. you keep gathering speed. Um, so I've it's never like done a 45% any... increase from He's... 70 to 100. I don't 100. know. Does anyone He's know fine. the physics of it? Do you speed up linearly? Yeah, or there's, is it... yeah, it, the, yeah it's there's like, an equation for the acceleration. It's number it's per like feet it, second. Yeah, it is a linear Yeah, it's like thing. meters cubed. 10 meters per second like squared, right? Yeah, or cubed. Or, yeah, yeah. Cubed, I don't know. In any case, he's accelerating all the way down. Uh, so every foot he falls, he's he's just gaining speed until he reaches terminal velocity. This is one of those. Oh, who cares? Things, this is one of those things, right? Where you know how you'll hear about people where it's like, remarkably, the man survived thanks to the fact that he was drunk. <laughs> like where people fall drunk and like their body doesn't respond rigidly. Maybe that's why he survived. Like yeah, a sober person probably would have been so rigid they'd break their back. There's better ways to like penetrate the water and get hurt less. And I can't tell how he did it, you know, like the, I know his body position was silly in midair, but you can still do it right. I read in another thing that he and his friends jumped off bridges and shit all the time. Like it's just fun for them. So I'm like, this is not, this is not his first jump. This guy knows what mm -hmm. he's doing, but, um, his I, form wasn't great. You don't know. Any, uh, you have to see his entry. Yeah, that's true. I'd love to see the entry. I'm looking at him um, now. What looks like right before it, it drops off. And, uh, <clears throat> It seems like he could have still pulled it together. Yeah, the only person who should be banned from that cruise line is the cameraman. There you go. For ruining yeah. a potentially great video. You Royal idiot. Cruise Lines has banned cameraman Steve Ma Michelson for his poor camera work <laughs> during the badass jump. For, quote, <laughs> making something cool stupid as shit. Dude, <laughs> I, have you guys been on a cruise? I don't know. If no, I've never been it. on a cruise. I find this to be super tempting. Like, I, I just look over there, and I'm like, how would this play out? Even, like, at sea, moving. Like, well, I need to make sure someone saw me jump. Like, I just sit there and, like, play it. You'd be like, Jackie, what? Hey, tell somebody if I have any problems. She's just like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You jump. <laughs> She's like, she walks away. <laughs> Dude, I... I I, and it's not that there's a word Jackie for time. it. <laughs> there's a word for it where like you're driving and you just like resist the temptation to hit a telephone pole or something like like I think that happens to people. Mm -hmm. But this isn't that. This isn't like you know. Oh, I could die here. Yeah, I probably shouldn't. It's more like this would be flipping awesome. I would really enjoy this jump, but I've never done it. Obviously. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would recommend you didn't jump. No, go for it. <laughs> and it's like, if you're at port. You know, like I could even swim back to land. I'd be yeah. pay a couple grand for for a cruise and like, sir, get to your room. We're taking off. Whatever the fuck, you're like, just <laughs> leap immediately. <laughs> uh, you can't catch me. I parked close to shore. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. What a retard. Oh, he's so cool. 
He's so cool. Nick Nadev, I salute you. You did it. <laughs> oh, a show I've been watching a ton of recently is Nathan For You. Have you guys watched Nathan For You before? No. It's fucking hilarious. It's this dude, Nathan Fielder, who like will go into oh. failing businesses and present ridiculous ideas to like get their business going. He came up with dumb Starbucks which was huge years ago where he like, oh, yeah. was like, yeah, the secret is, and he's so deadpan with all of it, is like, if they think it's Starbucks, they'll come in. But we're going to put dumb in front of it. And by this parody law, we're allowed to. You know, and he did that by classifying the whole thing as an art exhibit, you know, until they shut him down. I was watching one of his things. It was called like the claw of shame. And he was like, uh, like for a magician thing, he was like, I have to, I'm going to stand up here in my straight jacket and right here attached to my waist is a claw with a hook on my pants sitting in the audience are many unattended minors if i do not escape this straight jacket within one minute i will be exposed in front of these kids and we have a police officer standing by to arrest me it's the funniest fucking setup in the world like that is so god does he escape yeah, he escapes. Like, oh, and so, uh, I thought for sure like a minute was going to go by. Well, this is awkward. I should have practiced at home. It's tongue in cheek and fucking around. But that, if you guys, anyone out there is not watching Nathan for you, I think it was Comedy Central. It's it's on, I think, Hulu. It's fucking hysterical. Great show. Yeah, you showed that to me like years ago now. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really funny. Yeah, I'd forgotten about it. It, yeah, it, it, that show just ran across my radar for some reason. I forget. There was like a news article on it. I've been watching, mm-hmm. it's either Community or The Community, the one where they go to community college. Do you know of it? Danny Glover's in uh, it. Sounds familiar. I've never seen it. Chevy though. Chase is in it. Oh, uh, that's, I think that's just Community. I think you might be right. Yeah. So I'm only like halfway through the first season. But it's uh, fun brain candy. I'm enjoying it. There's some good laughs. I watched Fortitude. Fortitude is based in like Iceland or one of those... Nordic countries okay. and the premise is that some children come upon a mammoth that is frozen in the ice and the corpse is sort has been exposed uh, so it's like rotting there and uh, they their their parent one of the kids dad sees a money-making opportunity now of course this is in, in in that country like if you find something like this it like sort of belongs to like the scientific community you can't just sell it Mm-hmm. It's it's not like that. Like, well, I don't like that rule. I want to get rid. It belongs in a museum. It belongs in a museum. Yes, but after they pay me handsomely for it. Well, that's his thought process too. So he like gathers the carcass up such that it is and keeps it in sort of an ice locker. The problem is prehistoric parasitic wasps eggs reside within this carcass and when it warms they hatch, fly out and begin to so we, there there are actual parasitic wasps in the Whoa. wild that that turn um, spiders and cockroaches into literal zombies that do their bidding and then their eggs feed upon these things and it's not just that it's dumbing them down so that they'll just sit there and be eaten by by uh, by their larva they'll, the, 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 the cockroach will follow the wasp back to its lair so that it can enclose it in, like, like, in, in mm-hmm. like a, a cocoon or whatever so they can be eaten the spider will will like make a little web cocoon for the wasp to like house the eggs in it and it will protect the wasp's eggs due to the uh the, the zombification that the wasp has done to it and there's also this fungus that does a very similar thing to ants so this is like a it, this is a science I've seen fiction that. that's really cool it's a science fiction show based on some real life stuff these wasps 
do it to humans. So these human beings go completely homicidal uh, in, in an effort to spread the wasp larva to another human being. There are two seasons of this show. In the second season, they add um, like an A-list actor um, whose name is escaping me at the moment. I I'll find it real quick. It's a real good show. Uh, I, I watched both seasons a while back. Let's see. Two and what's season. the name again? Fortitude. Fortitude. Yeah. That sounds uh, interesting. That does sound yeah, kind of interesting. And it's in the Arctic, so it's all frozen and stuff. It's a really small, tiny community. Um, uh, I don't know what else to say about it. It's a very good show. Have you watched Occupied yet? No. Oh. That's a documentary, isn't it? No. no. It's a... Oh. Uh, the premise is it's one of the Nordic countries. It might be Norway. I don't know. And uh, they're going to go energy independent, but the people that they were buying energy from, namely Russia, don't like it. I hope I have this right. So uh, Russia occupies them and they can't beat them militarily. And we're watching the like government leaders of Norway, maybe try to resist them and regain their control and negotiate with them and, and you know, like kowtow to them while not completely. And you, you just, you're like, man, they're in a no win situation and it's fun to watch it all play out. And it's, it's really well written and well acted. There's some subtitles involved, but um, I just, I just know Kyle would like it. What, yeah. what service is that on? Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, I don't yeah, know I need a new TV show to watch. I'm still, I need to, we're only on season three. Uh, my girlfriend and I, I'm trying to catch, because he's never watched Game of Thrones. And so we started like months and months and months ago, then got off of it for a while. And then I, uh, she wanted to get back into it and finish it and get caught up before it comes out in like March or April, whatever it is. And so we've been watching a ton of that. Lots of stuff that like, that you don't think about. And then like you watch it with someone new like Craster's Keep, you know, like just the way I asked, like, why can't fucking actually, this is a good question for our guest later. Why didn't fucking uh, Thanos make the universe twice as big? You know, the kind of questions you ask when uh -huh. you don't know shit about the universe. He's like, why do they let this Craster guy just hang out here? And I'm like, well, because they need someone to maintain the outpost to make sure that, you know, they they have a place to stay. She's like, OK, why don't why don't just one of them do it and kill this guy? <laughs> and I'm like, well, <laughs> well. Well, they'd have well, to make war upon I, him. Well, I don't know. I don't <laughs> I know. I remember why they did this that. whole plot part. Who's Craster and what is the keep? And Craster's they... keep. Uh, you know when they go north of the wall mm -hmm. and that guy who fucks all his daughters to make other daughters and right, takes right, all right. the sons and uh -huh. leaves them out there and they get turned into White Walkers. That's Craster. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and well, I mean, they would just have to murder him. This is just a guy who lives in the woods. He he doesn't owe any allegiance to anyone, you know. No, but they're like he's a piece of shit who rapes his own daughters and like just has like a harem of daughters and like yeah. dead sons. And he's sitting that. there like drinking a bunch of honeyed mead or whatever the fuck and eating his bacon and pork fat and like they're all sitting there angry at him. Like, fuck that dude. I would I would totally depose him and, and let his daughters free. Free right? to go where, right? You're gonna take him in? Send him south in the wall. And to mold down to be horse? Sure. Yeah. You know how right now you get fucked and you don't make anything? Well, how about <laughs> this? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, because they don't know any better life, you know? They'll be like, they'll really cheer up the other prostitutes because the other prostitutes will be like, God, why did I go to, I didn't, I went to school for this. I got so much student loan debt. <laughs> and, and then they'll be like, well, you know, before this, I actually lived in a, in an icy hut with my father who raped my daughters and 
or my, my, my sisters and me, and then gave our sons to be eaten by mystical creatures. And they'd be like, you know what? I'm not sad to be sucking stinky middle-aged dick anymore. Yeah. I, I can't remember with that, I guess. Yeah. There weren't too many lookers amongst the bunch, if you recall back, though. It was, it was a rough crew. Well, they were all Craster's kids, and he was ugly as shit. Well, he was an older fellow. You know, he lived, in a, he lived a hard life. Look, I don't think we should be judging Craster too harshly, all right? He did what he had to do to survive, and he kept, hey, his family was all safe, and they were all fed. And they lived in a terrible yeah. area where not many could say the same. They had a better survival rate, <laughs> except for the boys, than uh, the Starks did. And you don't see you throwing stones at them. There you go. That's true. Oh, why did Ned go south and leave his family all alone up there? He's such a piece of shit. No, but you look down on Craster because he's a little incestuous. <laughs> a on. little. You know what? You're right. All of us. I mean, I mean, everybody in the in, in this show is incestuous. Our, our our hero is fucking his aunt last time we saw him. Yeah, but that was more just, uh, yeah. they don't, you know. You think yeah, he's going right. to stop okay. when he finds out? He's going to find out like episode one. And he's going to be like, eh. <laughs> so you knew the whole time I was fucking my, your nephew's penis or whatever the fuck <laughs> you would say. That's fucking gross. Yeah. But right. also, you know they're not related in real life. So I'd not... fuck my aunt if she looked like that. Okay. And if she had dragons. Well, she was willing to fuck me back. The, the, or not okay. whatever the dragons thing definitely makes the difference yeah we're yeah. trying to win a war oh we got we got rob Ooh. coming in hello Holy hey what's shit. going on rob okay dude all right all right we're sorry. live right now by the way like like we're recording right now we're mid-show so so yeah. anything you think will be held against you in the quarter of pka oh hmm. my god all right i'm fanboy now it's so bad <laughs> all right dude, this is okay i've been watching pka since you guys had call of duty footage over the audio yeah man jesus og 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 yeah yeah so this is pretty exciting but thanks for having me on here um i assume course, microphone and everything sounds good yeah yeah, yeah. you sound awesome. great you clearly yeah. do watch pka because you showed up with perfect audio Right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've been watching your content for quite some time. Um, I, I'm really into comics. I'm a, I'm a big big fan. Like the Marvel thing, I think has has injected a huge number of the populace with that. But I, you know, I grew up watching X Men, Spider Man, and all the the Batman animated series, which is probably the best animated TV show ever. Uh, yes. Maybe 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 the X Men. I don't know. They're 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 really good too. But I grew up with that shit, and as a child, I was always like, man, I wish there were big time movies with budgets about these characters that I like so much. I want to see Gambit on screen. And so, like, now I get to live that as an adult. And so recently I started getting into your videos and I watched maybe 10, 20 hours of them or something like that. Just the really long and depth ones, but also like the 10 minute ones. It's like, how do you kill Wolverine? How do you kill? And, you know, the, um, this is an Omega level mutant. This is an Omega level this, that. And, uh, and, and I've really dug your channel. It seems like you are incredibly knowledgeable. <laughs> and my first question has got to be, how did you get all of this knowledge how long have you been into comics and like 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 how did you absorb all of this damn uh well yeah dude thanks for being a fan man like that's 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 badass man like it's it's just weird talking to you guys i just i just want to say <laughs> that um no okay so it's like it's like 25 years roughly um and it's kind of funny you mentioned x-men and batman because that's how i got into it mm -hmm. uh, my dad was a huge dc fan and we started watching x-men the animated series and then um because I focus almost exclusively on the X-Men, except for one episode that shows Black Panther, then my question was like, like, what else is there? And so my dad tried to get me into DC by buying me a Batman comic. And I was like, nope. And so I, I started reading everything else from Marvel Captain America. And then it just kind of branched out. But the X-Men have always been like my go-to. 
Yeah. And that's the thing I'm the most knowledgeable about. But it's it's literally just like 24, 25 years of just reading comics is all it is. Yeah. The X-Men are, are, are just an allegory for modern societal issues, right? You know, the X-Men exactly what it is. Are, are, are a representative of, of people with different racial backgrounds, different cultural backgrounds, um, different sexual preferences, all of that stuff, and, and how they are sort of pushed to the fringes of society. And they're always having to fight for equal rights in that world. It's, it's a perfect allegory for that. And, and, and you've also got the two sides of the coin for that resistance, just like you've got sort of a Malcolm X side of, 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 of civil rights, and you've got a Martin Luther King side of civil rights, you've got a Magneto and a Professor X. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's perfect in that way. And so I grew up and that was escaping me. Of course I didn't, I just thought it was cool. This guy shoots fucking energy out of his eyeballs. And this guy, <laughs> I like, I love the episodes where like Wolverine would be up North, like getting away from it all. And suddenly there's Sabretooth. He's just here. <laughs> I smell him. Like, like, I, I love that. Shit. I remember you know, Wolverine putting his claws to some guy's head and be like, sometimes these claws slip. You know, yeah. all of that shit. It's, it was, it, I love that as a kid. And the theme song is the greatest theme song ever. Uh, there's an entire 30-minute YouTube video featuring the guy who wrote the theme song to X-Men. That -na 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 -na, and he gives like the whole backstory of how he wrote it, composed it, and put it all together. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah really that out, man. I have a really good question. Was that if really the Hulk that lost to Thanos in the fight at the start? Okay, dude, Woody. All right, here's the thing, man. Mm. Here's the thing. Like this, this is what this is what drives me nuts. So, so the MCU like nerf the characters in the extreme, and and from what we can tell, the, the only real theory I've seen is that Loki's still alive. And the idea is that from the time that Loki spawned the dagger in his hand until he died, like it was all an illusion, because at the time Thanos didn't have the Mind Stone, so he wouldn't be able to see whether or not it was an illusion. And so with that being the case, or even the reality stone, so with that being the case, like as far as I'm aware, Loki still might still be floating out there somewhere, but that was the Incredible Hulk. And like that never should have happened because there's a story called Thanos versus Hulk that was written by Jim Starlin in like, I don't know, five years ago or something like that. And the idea was that in the story, Thanos had made this kind of offhanded comment of, I've always avoided fighting the Incredible Hulk because of how strong he is. And, and like depending on what, what comic you're reading, like his strength like waxes and wanes. So like if you go read like the really, really old Bill Mantlo stories, then it's like, okay, the Incredible Hulk can like do some things. But then like you read Peter David and then you get like Devil Hulk and all these things. And then you get like Maestro Hulk, who's like the Incredible Hulk in the future where the world was basically destroyed through, a you know, like nuclear warfare. Uh, he goes crazy because of all the, the, the nuclear energy he absorbs and then creates dystopia, which is like this one city that mm -hmm. he rules over with an iron fist. And then they take Hulk from the present day, send him to the future to stop Maestro and Maestro just like crushes him and like, like, two minutes flat it's like breaks his neck and that's the end of that but then you have like Worldbreaker hulk where he like stomps on the east coast or stomps on on the ground in new york and like shakes the whole east coast of the united states so like it, it fluctuates but under normal normal circumstances like that that never should have happened but yeah like i guess yeah I, I, to his question, thing yeah. is kind of that he can't be beaten in a fist fight he just keeps getting angrier keeps getting stronger and you got to beat him some other way magic or something yeah that's exactly it like it, it really is one of those things where it's like the the longer the fight goes on the the stronger he gets that's, that's why when people make the argument of like can superman beat hulk like he could if superman's more powerful than like baseline hulk at the outset because then the fight would be over like that but if it goes on long enough then hulk will just crap all over him and just destroy him does that raccoon have any powers other than being able to talk no <laughs> man but he's, he's badass smart. dude rocket raccoon man rocket <laughs> raccoon <laughs> i like he's really well voice acted that's a superpower bradley cooper <laughs> That's his power, man. <laughs> that is Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a, I didn't notice that. He's he's like a raccoon with a limitless pill. 
is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I really like that brief moment where you get to see Rocket Raccoon's Rocket Raccoon's back and the mm -hmm. scars that, that that were part of his like genetic and physical modifications. And you see you get a sort of an an inclination into like the physical and mental torment that he is sort of covering over with this facade of um, comedy and, and, and like quick wittedness that, that, he, that he's a really damaged individual. Yeah. That's one of the things the MCU is really good at is developing the characters and giving you a reason to care about them. So mm. that definitely works. Yeah. I, yeah, I should watch more of these movies. I'm I glad I watched Infinity War before you came on, so at least I have some point of reference for like, yeah, that's a character. Some of yeah, no, it's, it's all good, man. I was watching on YouTube videos. It could have been yours, I'm not sure. But they were saying that the DC world was much better in the comics and the Marvel world is much better in the movies. Do you agree with that? You think that's true? I don't know, man. It, it depends on your poison. I mean, okay. the, the problem with... Like DC is is really, really grounded in the sense that it's like there's this really smart guy named Batman who can fight well. And you get like Wonder Woman and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's like the same, I don't know, core members of the Justice League and maybe like another 20 people that DC usually focuses on. Uh, with Marvel, it's, it's like the world's a lot bigger and there's a lot more that goes on there. Um, I personally think Marvel's more interesting, but I'm also a little biased because I've been reading it for so long. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think I think Marvel is a lot more enjoyable because I mean it's like it's like Kyle said, like like Marvel focuses more on kind of comparing characters to like the real world, whereas DC I think still kind of maintains like that fantasy element of like Superman and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and all that kind of stuff, um, still making it you know tangible and realistic in some ways, but definitely more like flights of fantasy. Is a, uh, I was watching it trying to kind of piece it together as I was going. Is the time gem or time stone like i was wondering uh if you have that one could you pause time and then go steal everybody else's stones or would they have like defenses against that where like it it kept it away because dr uh dr strange based on being able to like stop time and just like zap throughout the entire universe seemingly like seemed like nobody else could touch him for for power yeah, why don't you, you stop know? time and take the glove off Oh yeah, See, that's, that's what I'm saying, man. Like <laughs> stuff like that is is plot holes, man. <laughs> Why didn't the Eagles just take the ring to the Mountain of Fire? See, yeah, that's well, like then we don't get a fucking cool ass movie. Taylor, <laughs> you know but sometimes, like I, I brought up last time, sometimes there are actual real uh, reasons for it. You know, where it'd be like, oh, the Eagles couldn't do it because of this, that, and the other thing. I've heard examples of that. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I don't really buy any of them. Like, it's none of them are that good where it's like, well, the Eagles weren't a taxi service to be ridden around. And it's like, then the Eagles are cunts because they should have saved them a lot of trouble. And they were a taxi service later in the movie. Why not earlier in the movie? Why not earlier on? Yeah. That's they true. They were biding yeah. their time. Like, 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 they were riding that line. Like, man, oh, man. Well, let's see who uh, pulls, pulls out of this thing. And we'll, we'll side with them right at the last moment. Yeah. They were the Ireland of, of the Tolkien universe. Is this a World War II Ireland stays yes, out? A, right it now? absolutely okay. is. <laughs> scumbags. Green beer drinking. Potato scumbags. eating. Scumbags. Yeah, man. Did you ever see that episode of Family Guy back in the day? When um, they had, like, it was one of those little blips they had. And it was like, like, Ireland was like this super advanced society. Oh, yeah. And they were like, we've discovered alcohol. And they're like, just totally destroyed. <laughs> 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 they were like yeah, the Atlantis man. of the medieval world, and then they discovered alcohol. <laughs> That's exactly it. Uh, oh, man. What other places are like struggle with alcohol? You know, like Ireland's so stereotypical with it, but I feel like they've been boozing for so long, they've got genes to like metabolize it. 
Like who? I know Native Americans. I'm going to say every because, Indian reservation in our country. <laughs> yeah, but that's because they didn't have booze, and so like now their bodies don't metabolize it as well. Like, who else? Dude. Asians maybe? Like Kentucky's when they get that like Asian that. flush? Kentucky. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I I'm from Kentucky, man. Like, Where are you from in Kentucky? Uh, Lexington. I used to go to Harlan all the yes. time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, so you weren't too you weren't going too far away then, but like everywhere outside of like Lexington and Louisville is like an alcohol or a meth problem. It's insane. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I've been I've been on the streets of Lexington late at night waiting outside a strip club with like six hundred dollars in ones in my pocket with my with my cousin, and he's like, "Wish I six hundred dollars in ones in your pocket." <laughs> that was gonna be my question, man. What <laughs> well, I was wearing I was wearing Steve Irwin cargos. I'd already <laughs> given four hundred of them to a whore. <laughs> That's why he had six hundred, duh. My cool I am. My cousin's like, I wish I'd brought a bigger knife. <laughs> like we're just, just sitting there on the street corner, and and some black guy comes riding by on the opposite end of the corner, runs right into us on a bicycle, crashes right there on the ground. He gets up like all crack headed out, and I noticed at that point the bicycle doesn't have a seat. There's no seat on it. He's having to stand and pedal, and he's like, Hey guys, hey uh, uh you got any money? I just need enough to get a bed down at the shelter. And I guess like three dollars to get a bed at the shelter, and we're like, I'm like, I really don't want to pull out this huge wad of money, so I'm trying to peel off three ones inside my pocket, and I, I give it to him, and he's jazzed about this three dollars. So he starts telling us his life story. He's like, Yeah, I was, I was just down the road, and 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 they loaned me five dollars to do this and that, but as collateral, they took my social security card and my bike seat. <laughs> what? So I got to get back to them tomorrow to get that shit back because it sucks not having a seat, man. He's like, you know, I'm going to be in the X Games. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be in the X Games. I got talent. I was like, what can you do? He's like, you want to see a flip? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to see a flip. We're waiting on our third buddy to get out of the strip club. He's trying to literally prostatize a, a stripper in there. And, and he runs at the brick wall we're next to, runs up it and does a backflip and lands and goes, ha! <laughs> and I go, Here's five more dollars, man. That was, that, that was better than anything I saw inside that strip club over there. That was, that was fucking impressive. So, yeah, they definitely have a drug and alcohol problem on the streets of that city. Oh, yes, they do. Yeah, it's nuts. You get out of, like, a UK game and, like, dude, it, dude shit pops off. You get to, like, they, they have this place called Tolly Ho, which has, like, amazing food out there. The problem is that's where you go to get shot. So, like, when it gets to, like, 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, they have, like, sheriffs that stand outside that place. Yeah, and just my buddies were scared. Like, I, yeah, I, it was, that, man. It was me and my and, and two of my gang, and, and they're not scared of anything. They're hoping some shit will pop off. But then we brought two Canadians with us, like like from <laughs> some, some some good old northern boys, and they'd never seen any shit like this. They were in their rental car behind us, and their their car's loaded with hot with guns and stuff. And 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 we're but we're driving through these scary fucking neighborhoods. Like like we're not scared, but we're concerned. Like it's rough. And we finally get parked, and they're like, "Where where have you brought us? Eh, this is." This is pretty rough around here, huh? And like, no, no, this is the nice part of town. That's why I'm here. We're going to be staying right there. And I point it like a burnt out factory. <laughs> They're so fucking scared. They're in their car with AR-15s, like, like ready to fucking defend themselves against the Mujahideen or uh, Mujahideen or whatever. <laughs> They're they fucking terrified. In it's a rough town. Yeah. yeah, in Kentucky. I know. We would just see these <laughs> chicks on pills walk in and be like, ah, keeps them thin. <laughs> uh, it, no, it, it looked like that music video we watched before uh, before the show. What was the name of that video? Oh fuck! I don't I'll remember. just scroll up. Oh yeah, here it is. It's uh, we it's Skinbone. Uh, is the artist? 
and the song is called 100 Miles. It's a it's a thousand miles remix. Skin yeah. Bone. I didn't get that earlier. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's this uh, rapper who has literally killed a man apparently, and he's just sort of like it's that song that it's the thousand miles song. If you've never heard, it, it's like na 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 na, and I miss you na 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 na, and I need you. But he's rapping about riding down the block with a Glock. Yo ass fitting to get shot. I need to hear this song. Oh, I wish we could play it. It would totally get like automated. Except it, yeah, it doesn't do the but... like nothing. He does like a fake with a Mac 10, like that's a great thing. That's a silence. I want to, I need to like look that. I feel racist just watching it. Yeah. But it's clearly tongue in cheek. That's hilarious. <laughs> Riding down the block with the Glock, yo ass fitting to get shot. And he's like dancing in the street, like while that soft ass music plays. And he's got a bottle of booze in one hand and like fake guns in the other, like like waving them around, talking about shooting people in the neck and the and the noise it makes, the pickety click click. And he's like, literally he's a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't like this. Is, he's like, I'll shoot you in the neck just to hear the noise, and I miss you. And uh, and then you're like, dude, he might. He might. He's literally a murderer. Talking about how the fun it is to kill people. That seems yeah. really in with rappers right now to have killed someone, right? Like a lot <laughs> of those yeah. SoundCloud rappers, been. didn't they do? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's not a new thing. I guess. Yeah, it always, uh, Chris Brown didn't he beat up another woman? Like he he didn't get enough leeway. Hard to say. I want to say like there were no charges pressed, and now he's suing her for defamation. Hmm. So uh, everybody, I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't really follow Chris Brown, but I have a I have a hard time believing the legitimacy of these claims in rap videos if they're essentially like confessing to murder because there's no statute of limitations for murder. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're Sometimes, like, though, I killed a man and buried him here. And then <laughs> <laughs> that's, this is the gun. Yeah, three the tenth in the park. Check it out. Bitch, yo, West buried deep as fuck. We better go check that out. Would you get a shovel in the search dogs? Yep, yep. Not a big oak tree. You can't miss it. Here's a treasure map to all of my bitches' clocks. Happened July 6, 61. We're joking about this. This is literally a thing in like Mexican rap videos. It's like there's a there's a whole category of Mexican music where it's like cartel gangster music and a, and and there was this guy who got in a ton of trouble and got caught because he's singing these these like these these songs about murders they'd done and he's not fictionalizing it nearly enough he's like <laughs> pedro martinez we killed you last fall <laughs> just like talking about where he buried pedro and how he did the murder and like here's a picture of your body your balls and and it's just like <laughs> what the fuck did he just confess and show the evidence on camera <laughs> and then there's this other rapper who was he looks like a kid somebody was showing me a few months ago and he yeah, looks little felon as fuck May, his name might be Lil felon and <laughs> and he's just he's in the video with machine guns like real ones like the video we're joking about he's got airsoft guns but this little kid has like legit illegal firearms and he's like he's talking about doing murder while he's on the run for murder in the video like like he's making this music video while he is wanted for murder and on the run, like like that's legit. I hope he changed locations rap. afterwards, or didn't. Yeah. I don't know. I did. If I were him, I would change locations. I'd upload and drive away. Yeah, that's the thing about like like rap and its 
its early days, you had people like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg who were fake gangsters, 100% fake gangster. Dr. Are you Dre sure paid Snoop Dogg's his... a fake gangster. He's absolutely a fake gangster. He no, is the I've, NHL All Star game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, he does. He does. But like, I've actually heard Snoop was legit from back. Yeah, in the I day. think Snoop is one of the legit ones. I'm not sure. This is my area. I, I promise you, he's not. He, Snoop Dogg paid his way to be in a gang. I mean, I don't think Dr. Dre is. Like, I don't think what? anybody, like, in what universe would anybody believe that Dr. Dre was actually a gangbanger back in the day? Like, nobody yeah. would believe. No, nobody. Right? Easy E, though. Yeah, Easy E. He's a little bit of a different story. See, and that's the rivalry that they had. You had Easy E rapping about, like, real, his, the song is Real Motherfucking Gangsters. And that whole song is about how Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg are fake gangsters, pranksters, wannabe gangsters. You're not like, thinking of like, Ice Cube when you say Snoop Dogg. You mean Snoop Dogg. I mean Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah, okay, the, the guy that follows me on Twitter. I've is a always fake thought of gangster. him as a real gangster. Not yeah, at all. He follows me on Twitter, <laughs> and so I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would have yeah, told me. One. Dude, Snoop rolls me. into my DMs all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I've DM'd with Snoop Dogg before. The um, who's who's the guy? Um, um, Suge Knight. Suge Knight was talking about this uh, back in like 2002. Um, Suge Knight is a real motherfucking gangster yeah, who I want to say is doing 40 years right now for murder. And, and he was given like the inside scoop on a lot of these guys like this about, he, he's like, Snoop's a nice kid. Like, don't get me wrong, but he's not a gangster. He paid his way in to be in that gang and to represent them. And they were cool with it. He's like, and Dr. Dre, we had a meeting where Tupac, we just lay everything on the table. And Tupac was like, I gotta be real. I don't like trucking with no faggots. And they were like, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? They're like, you know what I'm talking about, Dre. You like fucking dudes' asses. And Dre was like, <laughs> Dude, he, Dre goes, motherfucker, if I wanted to fuck ass, I'd fuck a woman's ass. I like getting my cheeks blown out. <laughs> and so he's basically saying that, that, that Dre was gay and admitted to being gay in, in private. And, and if you go back to Dre's early work, he is wearing makeup and dressed very effeminately on his covers. Wait, wait, what is getting your cheeks blown out? Getting fucked in the ass real hard. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask. Oh, I, I misunderstood. I, somehow I, I went straight to pegging. That's what it's called, right? When a no, woman. I picked up what answer. you were laying down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I just... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would fuck a woman. I like getting my cheeks blown. I was like, oh, clearly he wants a woman to fuck him in the ass. But I, nah, he was saying if he wanted to, like, like, like Tupac was saying that Dre fucks men in the butt, and he was like, nah, if I wanted to fuck an ass, I'd fuck a woman's ass. So I, I, I have like the answer. My on, ass fucked. <laughs> I have the answer on uh, Snoop about his gang thing, and it, it seems like it's somewhere in the middle. If this is true, as a teenager, he frequently ran into trouble with the law. He was a member of the Rollin' Twenty Crips gang in the East Side area of Long Beach. Although he stated in 1993 that he never actually joined the gang. Shortly after graduating from high school, he was arrested mm. for possession of cocaine and for the next three years was frequently in and out of jail or prison. Uh, his cousins were uh, some other bullshit, homemade tapes, gang called 213. But uh, there it is. It looks like he got arrested for cocaine. He was in and out of prison for three years and then. So was Tim Allen. Uh, he's not a gangster. Tim yeah. Allen was more of a gangster you know, because he, do you know how much coke that dude had? Yeah, he had a like, ton of coke. A ton. Like, not, it's not like he got busted. With, and also, look at his mugshot because he's got a dope mustache in it. Perfect for catching all the spare granules that, that slipped, didn't yeah, quite make yeah, it into wanna... the mucous membrane. You don't want to waste. And so, it's funny to think, like, what was it, like 12 years after that? He was doing his, like, thing. Which, by the way, underrated show. 
I liked Tool Time a lot as a kid. Maybe uh, it's not that good because I haven't watched yeah, yeah. it in, in, or yeah, Home Improvement, but because it, it's been like you know, sixteen years. But I, I mean, liked it. I mean, it's a show that was made <laughs> at one point in time. But like, <laughs> I don't know if it was ever a great show, like an underrated show. It was a good show. I'm never gonna go back to how old hot though. Like the yeah. mom in, in Home Improvement, she was pretty hot though. She got resting like, bitch face. Oh, Snoop was also yeah, charged with murder, and he beat it. Charged? Yeah. Really? Anyone yeah. can be charged with murder. He was acquitted yeah. on February 20th, 1996. <laughs> yeah, so that... Suge Knight was convicted of murder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't He's think they know half of He's also beaten some men to death with his bare hands. Uh, yeah. Suge Knight's a scary motherfucking guy. That, that's, that's... Yeah, it was nuts, man. Like, like the, I mean, I don't know if it's, if it's true. I mean, take it for what it's worth. You know, rumors around, like, the general populace. But supposedly, even when he was in prison, he was still running stuff. Like, yeah. from prison. Suge yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah Suge Knight. Like, that's pretty insane. That's, that's like Al Capone, man. That's yeah, crazy. absolutely. He's, he's a big fucking imposing dude, too. Yeah. Like, like, Suge Knight is? Yeah, yeah. He was, he was describing a lot of stuff that, that went down. He, he had a great Howard Stern interview. Um, hmm. it, 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 was pretty, it was pretty funny. You know how so, Rick Ross is a rapper, and he stole the name from Freeway Rick Ross, who's in prison, right? I was unaware. Really? Is that right? Let me make sure that's oh, right. Oh, no. Okay. So Rick Ross, I remember, I remember this. Rick Ross, like when he popped up on the scene, everybody thought he was super hardcore. Then it turned out he was like, he was like an, like a, a prison guard or something like that. And, and oh. like, and it totally destroyed his credibility. At least as far as I remember anyway. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it may have, may have been different, but I'm pretty sure that was the case. No, your haphazard memory is more than enough for me to stop Googling. I believe. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, man. Go for it Perfect. <laughs> So Taylor keeps asking a question about the Infinity Wars movie. Why didn't he snap his fingers and double the size of the universe? Okay, see that's that's as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, so that's dumb. Because in in okay, in the comics, Thanos was was like obsessed with Mistress Death, right? Like originally when let's see you had uh you had Iron Man number whatever when Thanos first shows up, and then you had um, the first appearance of Mistress Death, which is the second the second time that Thanos shows up. And then you go into Thanos War, where he invades Earth and all that kind of good stuff. Um, he was obsessed with Mistress Death, and so you go, you you jump forward forty years almost, and you read Ed Brubaker's uh, Thanos Rising, and you end up finding out when he was a kid, Mistress Death visited him, and then basically like manipulated him over the years into being obsessed with Death. And then eventually he fell in love with her. And so the whole point in the comics is Thanos believes he can get the affection of Mistress Death by wiping out half the life in the universe. And like, that's it. The plot to the movie didn't make any sense to me because it's like, okay, so like Thanos, you've, you've done nothing. Like that all whole you've perfectly balanced like, thing wasn't in the comics. That's a movie concept? No, that's that's a movie concept. It's, a, it's, it's totally in the movies. The comic and, concept makes a lot more sense now that you've said it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot more reasonable because it adds more depth to his character. The problem is... Like all Thanos has done is created like a stopgap measure because it's like okay, cool Thanos, awesome. So like, what happens if like half this population never comes back, and then like every sentient being in the universe like understands the value of life, and now they all have like two kids instead of one? So not only have you like done nothing to solve the problem, you've actually made it worse. So it's, so that doesn't make any sense to me in terms of, mm -hmm. of and I mean obviously they're going to fix all that by like time travel, wiping the event from the minds of everybody. It'll be like it never happened or something. Like Right, yeah, but, but the way you put it, like it seems like he'll have to keep wiping out half the population every seven to ten years or so, right? Like that's what it seems. Yeah, that's what it seems. That's that's the only answer to keeping like half the population eliminated mm. entirely. Either that, or like wipe out half the population and then take away everybody's ability to procreate. 
Like, use eugenics. I, I kind of like the movie plotline, even though we're busting holes in it, because it made Thanos a, a complicated character. If he was just doing it to pick up chicks, he'd be pure evil, <laughs> and there wouldn't be two sides of him. But yeah. in the movie version of him, he's a pretty intelligent guy who yes, benevolent explains that, yeah, that, that he's coming from a place of good. You know, my home world was ruined because it got overpopulated. I don't want this horrible thing to happen to the rest of the universe. And while I don't agree with him, it's like, ah, but, it, you know, in his head, he's the good guy in this story. Was everyone him... on Thanos' planet a giant hulking monster of a a, a, a being like he was? No. Um, okay. So, uh, all right. Uh, bear with me here. <laughs> oh, I've, I've seen your video on this. I already know the yeah. answer, but please continue. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so universe is made. Earth is formed. You have basically like primate man, like man as apes. They were, they were called the wonders is actually what they were called at the time. Um, and then you had celestials who showed up on earth and they said, we're going to experiment on humanity. And so you'd have three celestials who experiment with three groups. You have the eternals who are basically like angels. You have the deviants who look like trolls. And then you have baseline humans whose genes were modified so that in some 10 to 20,000 years, powers would start to emerge, which explains like where mutants come from and why Bruce Banner became the incredible Hulk instead of just turning into tumors and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, the idea is that at some point along the line, some of the Eternals left Earth and they went to Saturn's moon Titan and they took up residence there. And so for the most part, if you were to walk by an Eternal, they would look human. They would look like beautiful, perfect humans, but they would look like humans. What Thanos has is he's basically like a mutant among his own people. So he's an eternal, but he has a deviant gene. And that's why, like, when he was born, he was born, you know, with all the powers of an eternal and all the, the physical attributes of a deviant. So he's technically what a deviant would look like, but he's also got, like, insane levels of strength and speed and durability and stamina and energy projection and stuff like that. But, hmm. uh, but no, I mean, most everybody on his home planet looks like a normal human. Gotcha. So was yeah, he yeah. bullied a lot and, like, left out? Is that part of his story where they're like, haha, look at old fat purple head. <laughs> you no, can't actually, play my balls. He's not that, fat. He's like Brock Lesnar wide. <laughs> well, I'm sure yes. when he was little, like he bulked up quick and it takes some time, you know, to grow <laughs> into that, that deviant baby fat. Yeah, no, like, dude, the, the story, the story of Thanos is actually really, really sadistic. Um, he was like, I mean, he was kind of picked on to a degree. But the problem was that he didn't understand why he looked different. And that's when Mistress Death showed up. And she was like, well, you should experiment on people and find out. So he started experimenting on like animals and things like that. And then he started experimenting on people. And then eventually like there's there's one point. God, it's, it's like it's like he has this this insane this, this point where he just he seems to lose his mind because what he ends up doing is he leaves Titan and he ends up traveling around the universe. And which is this is like three thousand years before the modern day or something like that. So you're like he's traveling around the universe. He ends up creating like a band of pirates, more or less. And then like every every woman he meets, he procreates with her and then kills her, and then like drags her into his room and then starts talking to her because he sees Mistress Death, but everybody else sees just like a corpse. And so they think he's losing his mind, just like talking to a corpse and trying to understand why the corpse won't love him, which is weird. <laughs> But kind of funny at the same time. Like, why won't you love me? You know, that but, scene uh, should have been in the movie. That's cool. That been, <laughs> it would have been hilarious, to be honest. It's just like a montage, like the Rocky sounds. He's fucking <laughs> dozens of women to death. Dude, I would die laughing. You know? <laughs> no, it's 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 crazy because the Black Order in Infinity War was originally part of Jonathan Hickman's run of Avengers and New Avengers, which took place in Infinity. And and the problem, like they wasted those characters so bad. Because Corvus Glaive, dude, that, that guy was awesome. So the, so the way this happens is Thanos is looking for his firstborn son. 
uh, basically looking for like all the offspring so he can kill them all off. So he doesn't have to worry about anybody challenging him. And so Corvus Glaive always precedes Thanos and he shows up on the planet and he's like, he's like, I'm here on behalf of my master. Like all he asks for is like a pittance, like a, like a, like a token, a tribute. And so what he basically says, like what Corvus Glaive says is either you can give us the heads of all the males between like the ages of like 13 and 22. That's a small thing. Yeah, the small thing, or we will like raise your planet. We'll, we'll we'll annihilate everybody on your planet in its entirety, and basically like everybody gives in until they get to Earth. But but no, do the do the the dude, <laughs> yeah. Like the Cole Obsidian was super cool in the comics. Like that's that's a problem that Marvel has in the movies is like they waste villains, and I don't really understand why. I have what is Marvel gonna do when they? have to switch actors like the marvel universe in in the movies i think is amazing but how long can tony stark be iron man how long are they going to have captain america in that job he seems to want to retire every movie i don't know what the scoop with that is yeah i don't know is there's no plan for that you you think they'll be able to replace iron man make iron man not the center of the show anymore i mean they'll switch him out the problem is will people accept it because like robert downey jr is the face of the mcu like He's dude. He's amazing, and so so that's the question. Like, will people go see an Iron Man movie or more than one Iron Man movie that does not feature Tony Stark? Because if, if they come out with like Iron Man four, and like it's James Rhodes becoming the new Iron Man, people will go see it just to see what it's like. The question is, will they go see Iron Man five and Iron Man six and like the movies that come after, or any of the Avengers movie? If Steve Who's Rogers, James Rhodes, with, James Rhodes is uh, Don Cheadle. He's a black guy. Oh, oh, Don Cheadle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So if if they do what they did in the comics when they killed Captain America and they make Bucky Barnes the new Captain America, will people go see that movie? Like, like that's that's the question. Honestly, there's there's no other alternative. Like either they're gonna have to write the characters out entirely or like kill them off, um, or do a and, massive uh, reboot and and go to a different uh, author's storyline. Yeah, exactly. Like something along those lines. I mean, they have the X Men of the Fantastic Four, so they can make movies for the next like one hundred years. Because people don't understand. Like people don't understand how how big it is. I mean, Chris Claremont wrote the X Men for seventeen years. Like that's seventeen years worth of stories. And so that's just the X Men. That's just uncanny X Men. Then you have X Factor. Then you have X Force. And then you have like like Cable. And you have like what is it? X Sanction when Cable crushed the Avengers and the X Men like by himself at the same time. Like you have like. All those things are going on. You mentioned the Fantastic Four. Lightweights like me think the Fantastic Four is stupid because all the movies have been stupid. Oh, they're not. Oh, dude, Woody. Okay. Like Wait, what? The <laughs> movies are good, you say? No, 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 no. The, the, no, the movies are garbage. Like the, the, right, the comics. That's... The comics are amazing. All I know is, like I don't know the comics. I've just been told that the Fantastic Four is really good, that it's amazing. But the whole world, people like me, think the Fantastic Four is lame because they've only seen the movies. Yeah, and, and that's a, that's fair. I mean, if, if your only exposure to the Fantastic Four are the movies, and yeah, of course you're going to think because you're going to be like, okay, so like these movies were boring and they were stupid and like the most recent one, Fan Four Stick, was, was a travesty. But like, you know the character of Galactus is? Mm. No. Okay, so Galactus mm. is like this universal constant, right? Like this is a guy that can do almost anything he wants to. Mm-hmm. Like he can, he can, he can resurrect people from the dead. He can wipe out. You know, the caveat to him is that in order to keep his life sustained, he has to consume planets that can support life. And so, there's there's one point in Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four run when the son of Reed Richards, like Franklin Richards from the future, comes back into the past, and Galactus is dead. He literally resurrects him from the dead and like makes him his herald. And so the son of Reed Richards like seizes, like resurrects a god from the dead, and then turns him into a servant. Like it's 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 one of the craziest things that that I've ever seen, and you kind of have to read it in context to really grasp it. But 
No, Galactus has always been a weird character to me because he's so physically large mm -hmm. that it's like hard to get him on the page even and mm -hmm. make it make sense. Yeah. Like, like, like how tall is Galactus? Like, like oh. 10,000 miles? Uh, no, no, he's bigger than that. He's, he's bigger than 10,000 miles tall. Wait, is he just kind of like floating out in space eating? No, no, planets? no. I mean, he's not, he's not really like, I mean, he's not, I don't think he's that tall. I mean, the, the tallest thing in the Marvel Universe is the God Killer armor, is Iron Man's God Killer armor. And that was 25,000 feet tall. So, <laughs> um, Wait, how was, does, what, uh, like, his suit gets to be 25,000 feet No, no, no. There was, there was in, in the early days of the universe, or that broke out between gods, between the celestials and a group called the Aspirants. And the Aspirants built this god killer armor that was 25,000 feet tall in order to destroy the celestials, but the Aspirants lost. And so, like, this armor sat derelict for like billions and billions of years. And so, eventually, Tony Stark, like, takes control of it. And this this thing is bigger than like cities. Like, it's it's insane how big, how, how huge this thing is. But Tony Stark, like, takes control of it and like flies it back to Earth. It's, it's the most insane thing ever. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, Galactus is probably like a couple thousand feet tall, but I mean, but you're right. I mean, he's he's massive in size. Like, it's it's insane. I mean, like, he would dwarf the average, I mean, the average person. I mean, I don't, you know, to have him show up on Earth in a Marvel movie would be nuts because it would be like this huge epic dramatic thing when like this two to three thousand foot tall guy with a giant purple helmet like lands on Earth. And it's like, <laughs> okay, so like everyone's going to die now. Like, it's 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 kind of crazy. Yeah. Can anybody? I, who's the most power? That's always what I want to know. Is like the the power ranking. So with that guy, like Galactus, he's he's probably at the oh, top. Oh, dude, man! Now you see now. Oh my gosh! Because getting, I know there are so many different stories that like cross and stuff that like it's probably not well defined. It's, dude, it's now, like now you're getting into the clickbait stuff. Like this, these see these always make good videos. Like clickbait videos. Marvel's most powerful character. Um, okay, so if you're talking about like gods then it's the one above all, um, which is literally like this immutable, indestructible being. And depending on what you're what you're reading, sometimes it's Jack Kirby, who was um, the artist in the 1960s that that made like most of the characters that you know. So like Thor, um, Iron Man, like a lot of those were basically created by him alongside Stan Lee. Sometimes it's actually Stan Lee. But uh, basically like the one above all represents like the editors, writers, artists, all like after that is the living tribunal which is the judge of the multiverse to basically make sure there's no imbalance of like magical energy whatever the hell that means and then after that you start getting into just like different characters based on circumstance so you have like the beyonders who were powerful enough to destroy the living tribunal and wipe out the multiverse you've got like the molecule man owen reese you've got protege who can copy the powers of everybody who meets like regardless of how powerful they are so it, it really kind of waxes and wanes you got like thanos with the heart of the universe it just kind of shifts and changes around yeah, it's, okay. it's it's situational. Whoever needs to be the most powerful to make the story cool sometimes yeah. it seems like. Apparently, apparently I bored Woody. He just left. No, nah, <laughs> he's uh, probably peeing. I'm yeah, grooming probably. up a pee. Who's I'm get that a, who's a large the, prostate. Who's the shittiest? <laughs> who has the shittiest power, in your opinion, of people on the Oh, the, the, those people who are living under the city. Um, Was it, it the Morlocks or whatever? The ones no, the, that... Um, the Malo uh, the Oh, my God, Kyle. What are they called? It, it's where... Um, um, the mole man, the Maloids, that's what they are. Yeah, the they, they had the shittiest powers. They were basically just deformed. Like, like there's a great oh, scene. Yeah, you're talking about the Morlocks. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a great My power scene. is I have spina bifida. That's it! Like, like, <laughs> there's a, there's a <laughs> so scene. Just, just, okay, that don't count then if they're just handicapped. No, they're, they're mutants, though. It, it, it's like okay. in, it, there's, a, there's an episode of um, uh, the X-Men cartoon where like, like a, a thug gang of just mean 
humans is chasing this frog boy like through an alley and he's like i don't even have any powers i just look like a frog <laughs> yeah no you're talking about leech no leech was cool leech had the power to shut down other people's powers yeah within like within like a 10 foot radius but yeah no no that's basically what it is like there are people who have powers most of which suck and like they're they're so deformed like they can't live on the surface because they would just yeah. be like hunted down. But no, yeah, yeah, like it, like life sucks when you're a Morlock. Like you're literally living in the sewers of New York, just yeah. like slumming it day by day. It's it's the worst the worst circumstance to be in. They've got it pretty bad. Who's then of like of the main cast and crew, people that someone like me might know? Who's like the X Men or whoever when they show up to the battle? Everybody's like, oh, oh. okay. Well, I guess so and so is here now. You know, I, I thought Jubilee's powers were always pretty lame. Jubilee. Oh yeah. Well, it depends. Okay, so so there's a character named Emma Frost who is a telepath that's more powerful than Charles Xavier. And there was a comic, and I can't remember which one it was, but she took control of Iceman and realized that Iceman was like super powerful. That if he wanted to, he could just like stop the earth and basically like wipe out all life on the earth. Um, and then she realized that what Jubilee had the ability to do was detonate matter on the atomic scale. So she could literally just like create atomic detonations all over the place if she wanted, like if her powers ever got to that level. This, the problem is that they're not. She just creates sparkly lights. So she's yeah. only really like useful on the 4th of July and like yeah. no yeah. other time of the year. So, <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, okay. So so if, if that's the question, like which X-Men shows up and people are just like, well, I mean, okay. Not whatever. necessarily X-Men. I just say X-Men. Like, I just mean the whole, the whole oh. gaggle. Yeah. Uh, Captain dope. America? Captain America sucks. Like, like. Oh, oh, oh vindicated. No. Yeah, I know people People are just like, Captain America, like, Captain... F I'm like, okay, so, like, he can run fast and punch hard. Like, who gives a shit? Like, whatever, man. Like, he's got a stupid little shield, and that's, like, the one thing he has. No, Captain America blows. <laughs> <laughs> I, told, I couldn't agree more. He sucks. Yeah. I'd rather have Brock Lesnar on my team. Dude, me too, man. Just doing, like, F5s to everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, Paul Heyman cheering him on, like, oh, my God! And I was like, f 5 Thanos. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I would love that. See, Kyle, I, you're wrong. I have the expert on my side. I, I, you like I you like Captain America. You said I was retarded for saying that uh, to, I'd rather have Brock Lesnar on my team. Captain America's value is in his leadership skills and his organization of. Oh the my team. God, Kyle, you're so full of shit. That's like people <laughs> saying. That's like that's like people saying like I wouldn't date her, but like she has a nice personality. I just think that's he's a great leader, and oftentimes the the, the personality. He doesn't of even know how to use Microsoft Excel. And yeah. in this day and age, how is he organizing <laughs> shit? They're flipping exactly. through pamphlets. He sucks dick. Fuck him. <laughs> he schedules the meeting. No one's there. He's like, I guess they didn't get my letters. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mailed them out 10 days ago. I, I, I put the right postage on them. Where, where is Tony at? Yeah, that's Tied exactly it. Pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, Captain America's. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't go as far as say like he's the worst, but he's certainly boring. Like there's really nothing good about him aside from the fact that he can like people respect him and he can like marshal forces. But it's like whatever, man, like because I'm personally more interested in like the super powerful characters and like godly characters and space events. And so when you have stuff like that, like like you have a character like Protege who has no limit to the powers he can copy. You've got characters like Annihilus who literally led an, and led an army of a there's a story in Marvel Comics called Annihilation came out in 2006 written by Dan Abnett. This guy in the negative zone, Annihilus, and if you don't know what the negative zone is, it doesn't matter, but it's just a different dimension. He literally leads an army of like trillions of bugs into the main Marvel universe and just like almost wipes everything out, like almost destroys the whole universe. Like you have like Star-Lord and you have like all these guys who are just like 
fleeing for their lives and just trying to survive, just trying to take it day by day. And, and like, that's it. But you've got characters like that. You've got like, like, you have all these crazy Uber characters. And then here comes Captain America with his ability to run pretty fast and punch kind of hard, you know. With his analog watch to make sure we're all watch. synced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And his and his scout badges, and yeah. he can make s'mores with the best of them, you know. And it's like it's like okay, like whatever. Yeah, How like, he teaches them yeah. like knot tying and shit like that. <laughs> when I was a kid, I always thought I would want to be Morph. Like 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 Morph could copy the oh, could, could yes. like become any of the X Men, like a slightly lesser version of them. It seemed like, but he could become whoever he wanted to be. And, yeah. uh, and and use their powers, but he was always a very troubled individual. And Wolverine was always like, "Morph, no, come back." He's like, "I gotta go away again." This one's for you, Morph. Um, well, it's okay. It's funny that you mentioned that because Morph in the cartoon show was created for the cartoon show. Like he never actually existed in the comic. Well, he did much later on during um during what was that? They had a, a mini series called World Tour where they jumped from dimension to uh, exiles. Like there was a version of them created for exiles, but um. The, 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 a character in Marvel Comics that actually can copy the powers of other people is Copycat, Vanessa Carlisle, the girlfriend of Deadpool. Um, you have Mystique, who can only look like other people, but Copycat can actually copy all their abilities and everything. So she's pretty legit. But uh, yeah, no, Morph would have been cool, man. Like, um, like just turning into people and just like going places. Like that'd be, that'd be awesome. Did you, how, did you, uh, how did you like Logan? Oh, I loved it. I think it's the best of the, of the Fox X-Men movies. That we- I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I uh, I really love that movie. I thought it was excellent. I, that's the one I was telling you to watch last week, Taylor. The uh, I'll watch that one next. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the the dark R-rated adult Wolverine movie. Yeah, and the the Blu-ray, the 4K Blu-ray, actually comes with black and white version, which is it's, it's not hugely different, but it actually kind of changes a bit. But it's the Wolverine movie that we always needed, like like the dark and gritty. Wolverine. The problem is it's called Logan, and originally it was billed as being based on Old Man Logan, but it's totally different from the Old Man. Yeah, Logan it is. Story. It's more like Unforgiven. So I don't know if you ever saw it Unforgiven. Is. Um, it's my favorite Western. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yes. Okay. So it's like Unforgiven meets Wolverine, and it's and it's just amazing. It's it's so good. Yeah, absolutely. I I I kind of wish it'd been more like Old Man Logan. So because because I like revenge movies, and if you mm-hmm. start out, or, that's the one where like the Hulk family kills uh, Logan's family, right? It, yes. What's that storyline? Yeah, I want yeah. that storyline for like the, the the Hulk family. They're all green, but different. Uh, they they literally murder and smush Wolverine's entire family, like his children, his wife, and he comes home and he's like, "What the fuck happened?" Hmm. Yeah, dude, it's it's who who smushed my family? Yeah, that was, <laughs> who that was, that was my family. <laughs> okay, Taylor. So so the the old man Logan story mm-hmm. was based on this idea that the Red School sat down and said, "Okay, so we as villains have always been defeated because we've always faced our our heroes the same way. So like we're gonna change everything." And so, like, Jubilee is at the X-Men mansion, Wolverine's there with her, and then, like, Jubilee starts getting, like, these emergency broadcasts from, like, the Fantastic Four and, like, the Avengers and, like, the Inhumans, which didn't really matter because the Inhumans suck, but, like, all the superhero teams, like, Alpha Flight, Scout, they're all just like, like, we need help, SOS, like, we need help, whatever. And then around that time, um, all the X-Men villains come smashing in to like the Xavier Institute. And so you have Wolverine who's panicking and he's like, get all the kids, get them out of here. And he's calling for the X-Men. And he's like killing all the villains, all that kind of stuff. And then at the end of it all, when all the villains are dead, Mysterio shows up and he says like, thank you, Wolverine. We never could have done it without you. And they end up realizing it was all an illusion created by Mysterio and Wolverine killed all the X-Men. 
And so like after that, he's oh. like, I'm, yeah, he's like, I'm never going to pop my claws again. So the story progresses. He ends up leaving his family to travel with Hawkeye and, you know, a few things happen. But when he comes back, the Hulk family had basically like killed his, killed his family. And so like after 50 years refusing to pop his claws, who Kyle's like the coolest thing ever, 50 years refusing to pop his claws, you get this full page spread and it just says snicked. And it's just like, damn. And then he goes on a, like a massacre. He kills them all. It's, it's insane. Yeah. yeah, Wolverine's got to be cool. one of my favorite characters. I I, I, so I don't cool. know. He's just such a well-written character. His powers are fucking cool. The claws are cool. Yeah. The whole thing. The Adam Man sideburns are fucking cool. The mutton chops, <laughs> like the whole fucking the thing. Chops. The hair, the, the costume, awesome. The yeah, the, the hair, hair, like his Nothing shoulders, his back hair, like like, nope. like in the in the cartoon, his shoulders are showing, and, and they've got like blue like, hair, like 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 you could t- you know the cartoon representation of Taylor essentially. He's just <laughs> just furry, but he's shorter. He's, 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 yeah, he's fucking five, five three. Yeah, yeah, twice yeah, five, as heavy because you're made of titanium <laughs> yeah. or uh, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, adamantium. Adamantium. I don't know <laughs> something hard and, and scary sounding. Let yeah. me do uh, a couple of ad- advertisements here. Good uh, listening make you a better parent, a better leader, even a better person? Could listening to motivating fitness programs help you get fit? Could listening inspire you to start something new? There's never been a better time to start listening on Audible. With Audible, you get access to an unbeatable unbeatable selection of audiobooks, including bestsellers, motivation, mysteries, thrillers, memoirs, and more. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, and now with Audible Originals, the selection has gotten even more custom with content made for their members. Uh, we recommend our audience checks out our friend Anthony Cumia's book, Permanently Suspended, The Rise and Fall and Rise Again, of radio's most notorious shock jock, over on Audible today, narrated by the man himself. Oh, that, I'm sold now. I'm actually going to get mm. it. If, if it's Anthony <laughs> narrating his own book, I'm sure that Audible members can choose three titles every month, one audiobook and two Audible originals. You can't hear anywhere else. Audible members also get access to exclusive audio fitness programs to start the new year off on the right foot. Listen on any device anytime you want, uh, anywhere, at home, at the gym, on your commute, or just on the go. You'll also get, you'll also enjoy easy audiobook exchanges, rollover credits, and an audiobook library to, that you keep forever, even if you cancel. Audible, the most inspiring minds, the most compelling stories, the best place to listen. Get started with a 30-day trial when you go to audible.com slash PKA or text PKA to 500-500 and listen for change. Yep, check uh, them out. If you guys get one of those fitness uh, fitness ones and it turns out to be really good, tweet it at me because I'm looking for something like that to start, just to listen to maybe in the car and, and just for a little extra motivation. Even if it's like talking about health-related shit, like diet that I'll never end up doing, like it's still motivating to hear other people doing way more than I am to get fit. And I don't know. I could probably Maybe. use that too. I, I listened to um, Three Body Problem. Do you guys remember when Harley came on and sold us on Three Body Problem? Yeah. I, well, I, I took a couple of weeks ago. I went to Florida, and so I listened to that in there and back. Dude, that book sucked me in so hard. <laughs> I was like, there'd be I'd be doing other shit, shit I enjoyed. Wishing I was listening to that book right now. You know, yeah. like I want to hear what's next. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I, there's two. I was more like books that with I Game of Thrones, where I was like purposefully going slow on uh-huh. the road on the way places. Yeah, or, or I, my my hotel was literally like a four minute drive from the airport, and I'd be like, should I listen to it in a four minute chunk? Like I'd really like that, but it ruins it to break it up into four minute chunks. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the three body problem is I really liked. It's kind of, I mean, it's a. <clears throat> You need some patience, you know? It's good for a long trip. If you're listening to it on your 15-minute drive to work, it might not be the right one. But if you got a big block of time, it's good. 
Okay. Well, that's audible.com slash PK or text PK to 500-500. Don't miss out on this offer. And yet, I'm 100% going to get Anthony Cumia's book, Permanently Suspended, The Rise and Fall and Rise Again of Radio's Most Notorious Shock Jock. Uh, it's so fucking funny that he read it. I like that, too. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear yeah. it. Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to. He's got a voice uh, for radio. When it comes to your health, brushing your teeth is one of the most important parts of your day. Quip knows that, and they've combined dentistry and design to make a better electric toothbrush. Quip is the new electric toothbrush company, uh, and they pack just the right of vibrations into a slimmer design at a fraction of the cost of those bulkier, bulkier traditional electric brushes. And guiding pulses alert you when it's time to switch sides, making brushing the right amount effortless. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel anywhere, whether it's on, whether it's going in your gym bag or your carry-on. And because the thing that cleans your mouth should also be clean. Quip subscription plan refreshes your brush on a dentist-recommended schedule, delivering new brush heads every three months for just five bucks, including free shipping worldwide. Quip is backed by a network of over 10,000 dental professionals, including dentists, hygienists, and dental students. Most toothbrushes don't get named one of Time Magazine's best inventions of the year, but Quip did. Find out for yourself why. Quip starts at just 25 bucks, and if you go to getquip.com slash PK right now, you'll get your first refill pack refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash PKA, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash PKA. Huh. Time Magazine invention of the year. That's kind of cool. Yes, indeed. Most of the things did not get that. They're true. It's, it checks out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i'm i'm curious about what's going to happen after the next uh, infinity war movie like where the universe goes from there because it, it feels uh, like this is a crescendo it feels yeah. like it's all over you know it, it, like like i don't know like how do you top what's coming next like, like oh this- dude they, they can do a lot like okay so so spider-man far from home takes place in europe so that's your entryway into excalibur um like the captive written core i mean you've got they could do alpha flight um because now they have Carol Dam. Okay, so in Marvel Comics, you've got Shield, which is basically like they monitor Earth, and then the counterpart to Shield is Swords, the Sentient World Observation and Response Department. They monitor space. So literally, what you do is you say like Carol Danvers is back on Earth from wherever she was before, fighting in the Kree Scroll War. Who knows? But like she's back on Earth, and because of everything that happened with Thanos, then humanity's like, okay, so like there's stuff out there in space that we don't know about we need to be aware of so they create swords so they basically launch this giant satellite into space carol danvers is the one who leads the charge and then you've got like alpha flight which is which was a really crappy canadian superhero team that nobody ever cared about and then they turn around and then they they attached it to sword and they became a lot more interesting but basically like that's their black ops team that goes out and does what they need to do in space so there's there's that right there um you bring in like richard Ryder as nova um, you can bring in Quasar with the Quantum Band. So now you've got like spacefaring characters who just fly around the universe and do whatever it is that they do. Um, you could like, depending on what they do in the movies, you have cosmic entities that you can bring in. Uh, I mean, they can start like doing things like advanced idea mechanics when they create like a cosmic cube. You can do all kinds. There's there's a ton of stuff they can do, and that's just that's just based on off the top of my head. I mean, like from there, you start branching out into the X Men. You start branching out into focusing on the Kree and the Scrolls. You start focusing on like the Shi'ar Empire. I mean, there's that, that's the thing. Like with everything that Marvel has under their belt, so they already have the rights to. And then you combine that with everything they got back when Disney bought Fox. They can make movies for like two or three hundred years easily. <laughs> like it's 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 insane how long this could go on for. So yeah, it's it's bonkers. I'm I'm just more curious about what they're going to do with the core group, with the Avengers themselves. You know, like 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 because that's kind of been the mainstay for the Maybe last that's decade. That's the answer to aging Avengers. You know, to start shifting into different actors. Yeah, I mean, that's I think that's what they'll do because I mean Robert Downey Jr. Like he has not worn the Iron Man suit since. 
first movie. And when you look at something like Spider-Man Homecoming, he just kind of chimes in. And I see that Wait, being the future of his What do you mean he hasn't character. worn the suit? He hasn't worn, he hasn't actually put on the Iron Man suit. Like if you go back and you look. You mean it's CGI? At all the, yeah, it's all CGI. It's either, either him inside the, uh, like inside the helmet or it's just him kind of imposed on it. But you don't, you don't actually, I mean, maybe with the exception of like one or two times, but you don't actually see him like donning the suit anymore. That's one of the things you don't see. Like you don't get those cool action sequences when like he's standing there and like the suit's bonding to him and then he flies off into the sky. Wait, that, like, you don't, that hasn't happened? Uh-uh. That hasn't happened since Iron Man 1, maybe Iron Man 2. You haven't I think, seen I, the I think suit Iron Man 2 in the beginning it happened. Do what? You haven't seen the suit form on him? I feel like that happens every show and it gets cooler each time. I no, I mean, wrong. not not that I know of. You're probably right. I mean, I mean well, who am I? I mean, there's, 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 there might be like a couple instances where that happens, but it's not nearly as prominent as it used to be, mm. is what I mean. And so with, with like with Robert Downey Jr., like he'll basically just start he, what you'll see from him, I think, is more what you saw in Spider-Man Homecoming, where like he occasionally pops up and then like there's whatever else is going on. Um, and 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 from there, like it, it kind of depends because they could do like Avengers Disassembled, basically, where like some circumstances happen and like Stark Industries value plummets and Tony Stark can't afford to fund the Avengers anymore. So they end up disbanding. Yep. But um, you, you could do any number of things with those. But I, I see Captain America being the same way. Honestly, I see Avengers 4 using, or, yeah, using some kind of measure of time travel. Captain America ends up back in the 1940s. And instead of going to fight the Red Skull, or instead of what, however it is that it transpires, he survives crashing into the Arctic, and he goes back to Peggy Carter and lives out his life. Like he becomes I, I see president. Yeah, some, yeah, because he became president in the comics at one point. Yeah. Like in the Ultimate Universe, he was president. So Yeah, there was some story where like the Avengers, I don't remember the exact circumstances, but like the core group gets like sucked into a, a portal or something into another dimension and they're gone. And but Captain uh, but uh Tony Stark has like this Avengers 2.0 initiative, like where beacons go off and like call it's like Spider-Man and Wolverine and uh, a handful of other characters, and they have to come and be like the backup Avengers to get the original Avengers like out of that portal that they've been sucked into back to Earth. Hmm. I need to look that story up. That sounds. I think cool. it was. Um, I saw it in like the animated Avengers series that was on Netflix. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever I, seen see, I never, that. I never watched that. I, well, I think I saw one episode, and like that was it. But yeah. I didn't really see any others. I liked it. Uh, it. It wasn't. It wasn't nearly as good as like. Batman the animated series or, no or, or the, the the X-Men cartoons but uh but it was pretty good it's pretty good yeah. you get to see a lot of characters that like if you don't read comics you're just completely unfamiliar with I was mm -hmm. uh and I I liked it but yeah going Batman was my favorite the reason I cracked my knuckles to this day is that Batman would crack his fucking knuckles oh, before God. he went to bust he... crack it is it is consistently ranked as like the best comic book adaptation for a show ever like like the best animated show ever and, yeah. and it is dude like mark hamill's joker i still say he's the best version of the joker it is it is yeah yeah that, 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 the, the laugh Ledgers. is great mm -hmm. i i love it it's so good it's so good yeah. the killing joke uh animated i watch all the movies too like like yeah. all of that like like i don't i don't distinguish between the shitty ones and the good ones i just ah, i'll just watch them all we'll we'll mm -hmm. we'll We'll let them fall where they may. Uh, I really like the Killing Joke. Uh, that that was fucking dark as shit. Even the animated version. I also read the the, the book. Yeah. Um, but but like all of those D the DC the DC animated movies are so much better than any of the DC live Dude, action I shit. No, I don't understand why they don't invest in the animated side. Like I don't I don't get that. Dude, the Dark Knight Returns parts one and two was amazing. That Last might be one? my that's those are my favorite two. Those are my yeah. favorite two. Um, yeah. he, he, when he, when he uses Brazilian jujitsu on like the, uh, the, the like head of like the mutant gang that's overwhelming Gotham or whatever. And he's, he's like, you don't understand. 
this is an operating table and I'm the surgeon. <laughs> and he like, he like arm bars and breaks his fucking arm, like knee bars and breaks his foot. Like by the time it's over, like, I don't think he's got a limb that works anymore. And then he stands up and like, looks at the rest of the gang and they're like, and they're just, oh, ah. Batman just literally just broke the biggest and baddest of us into four pieces there. And he made, and then they joined Batman. It's it, great story. Great story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the Joker breaks his own neck in that story. Like it's, it's crazy, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean the, the animated movies are so much better. How are you going to beat me, Batman, movie. if you can't cause me pain and I'm paralyzed and you also <laughs> can't kill me? Riddle me that. Or is that a different character? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> as Captain Riddle me that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those. Are oh great. yeah, the Riddler. That is a different. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's better that way. I, yeah, and I preferred good. the animated version of Batman versus Superman, like like that whole story, like like the idea that loved like I want to say Nixon was like pulling the strings of Superman or something like, or was it was it Nixon or Reagan in that story? Like um, like having Superman fight the fucking Soviets on the on an island somewhere. Well, if you could just go over there and take care of them, I'd be appreciative. No, are, you <laughs> are you talking about Red Sun? It's the one where it, it, it at the end of it, like it's Batman, Batman fight, uh, versus uh, Superman, and you know he, he they, the the full you know the the um, is it Green Arrow or whoever shoots the Kryptonite arrow and he like catches it and it goes poof and like hits him with the Kryptonite dust and then Batman stands over him and has the heart attack. Oh, you've had us watch that clip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's from Dark Knight Returns, like when Batman. Yeah, like you're a, right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I like I like those animated movies too. Yeah, they're they're yeah. fucking great. I, there's like this ridiculous scene where like I, I want to say Superman has a bald eagle on his arm or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a um, that's a tribute to not Kurt Swan. Um, back in the in the late 30s, no, I'm sorry, late 40s, after Siegel and Schuster had basically left, there were a handful of artists that came on, and that's like an iconic image of Superman, where it's got like it's got Superman standing there with his arm like. You've got the eagle on it, then it's got like the the logo behind him or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what that's a tribute to. Uh, yeah, there's one scene in that where Superman literally there, there's like some sort of a United States versus Soviet like standoff on some disputed island somewhere, and finally it goes hot, and there's like a an a, a huge formation of Soviet tanks rolling across the landscape, and Superman flies down. And he like lasers eyes the turret off one tank, grabs the tank, the, the turret by the barrel, smashes another tank with it, and just takes out like 50 tanks single handedly, like, like, like it's nothing. And you're like, yeah, it's kind of nice to have a Superman on your team. Like, like that, that, that kind of solves this whole World War III scenario. <laughs> Watchmen had that yeah. too. They, they, I think it was the United States and, and US, I'm sorry, United States and Russia, same thing. And uh, the president is like, you know, we've got Dr. Manhattan. Mm -hmm. we're yeah. fine you know yeah the walking nuclear deterrent yeah. yeah with his with his penis dangling out for the world to see oh so oh, big like made the movie so much arm. better <laughs> yeah watchman's yeah. fucking cool i i i, yeah. I love the i i think I it's people it, it, dog in that movie saying it a wasn't lot of people good. don't like it all right here's, Why, here's the thing like like zach the, snyder made a dark <clears throat> fucking movie is what what's wrong I, I thought it was like, entertaining the watchman comic book fans hate the Watchmen movie like they despise the Watchmen movie and I I, I never fully understood why because the, one of the one of the things that I had to learn to do as because I remember you know as, as a comic book 
reading comics forever and ever and ever. When they released X-Men, I was like, oh, yes, we get to see X-Men. So basically, it's going to be like the first arc by, by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. And it's like anything but that. And I'm like, yeah. okay, this is not what I was expecting. But I had to learn to kind of like detach myself from the movies insofar as I'm going to see a direct comic book adaptation. And I think that that with the Watchmen, because it's such a philosophical story, because there's been like, like thesis and like essays and all kinds of literary works that have been done, like analyzing this movie over and or analyzing the comic over and over and over again, the political themes and all the allegories and metaphors and so on, that people have done a lot more time and effort into that story than they would with like Spider-Man or like Superman or Batman. And so when you when you take people who have kind of made that story part and parcel of their identity, and then you drop that movie out there, and the movie is in a lot of ways starkly different from the story, then it pisses people off because the, the story itself focused on essentially like utilitarianism, right? Like the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. So like we're going to obliterate. I'm not you know, at least in the comic, it was releasing a giant alien slug, you know, thing. But in the in the movie, it's like we're basically going to like annihilate uh, York, like a I whole think. bunch of. Yeah, like a whole bunch of huge cities, New York and a handful of others. Okay. And like, you know, millions of people are going to die, but like the world will have peace forever. So like countless billions now and into the future will never know war. They only know peace. So like small price to pay. Like it was, it was a lot of things like that that went into the actual story itself. So yeah, weird. I was going to say like I didn't work with Hiroshima and Nagasaki. That's well, it's a different scenario, plaza, right? Yeah, it led, it led to the Japanese economic miracle. <laughs> But and die hard. <laughs> but, uh, well, it would it, it would have worked what if was the other city Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Hiroshima Nagasaki. Nagasaki. It would have worked. If, what was the, worked the plaza third in Die Hard? Um, Nakatomi Plaza. Nakatomi. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would have worked if what had happened was that like a a, a a fourth part, a third party had simultaneously nuked New York, DC, Moscow, and uh, Tokyo. And all of a sudden, in the middle of World War II, because uh, that's the scenario that we got in Watchmen, so that like the Soviets and the Americans are like, whoa, I know we got our problems with one another, but somebody just destroyed us both. We got to get together on this one and, and time out all that communism, democracy. Let's just worry about aliens blowing up our key cities for a while and, and band together on this one. It's what I've always said, like, in like the real world, like, we need green people to hate. And suddenly it wouldn't matter about <laughs> black, white yellow and brown if there's some green motherfucker that comes messing with us then we're all we all have a commonality that we're human beings but there's some reptilian pieces of shit coming down from saturn that we need to be focused on so fuck our politics our our, our, our gender identities um all of that did, they are the issue did you know that conversation happened in the 80s yeah I, really yeah. between gorbachev and reagan Gorbachev, yeah, Reagan Dude. actually oh, asked right. Gorbachev in real life with seriousness, like, if we were attacked by aliens, would you come to America's defense? And Gorbachev was like, yeah, yeah, we band together in a situation like that. Yeah. <laughs> Save the earth. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that's the, the problem that you have with that, though, is you, you're basically dealing with like loose affiliations. Because, I mean, you know, maybe it's, it might be a little cynical to say this, but you could imagine like some alien race, like, whether by visiting for benign reasons or by being like belligerent, but whatever the case is, they visit Earth, humanity freaks out, destroys them. So like we band together for a short period of time. Then what it turns into is a great gold rush to like reverse engineer their weapons and technology. And so then you have like countries, you know, going back to the way they were before. But I, I don't I don't know. I mean, like you would hope something like that, like some external factor would lead to a, a commonality among like nations. Yeah. And, and countries where people would like certainly would. 
Yeah, because what it would do is it would it would make things it would open things up. Like that was the basis behind the 1950s. Um, what was that? They they remade it with Keanu Reeves. Um, oh, the 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 last. Oh, it was the Alien movie. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, the Matrix. The day the no. day the world stood still. The day the world stood still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So you, yeah, you take that one and like like original like in in. The original version and the new version what it did is it established that like earth was just one planet and like this huge affiliated network of like you know sentient races or sentient beings that exist out there and it like it opened everything up but it's like you're not ready for this kind of technology because you guys are just primitive and violent so we're going to cut you off until we feel like you're ready um but that like it's it, good was it good it does, it, uh well the original was good the, the one with counter reads was okay i mean it wasn't terrible but it wasn't great i mean it was it's worth a worth a watch there if you aren't enough seen good sci-fi movies there really aren't like i've been really in a sci-fi kick recently and i've been trying to pandora. find stuff i bet have, have you both seen pandora? i've seen i've seen pandora or pandorum i liked it is oh, what you're saying? pandorum is good no, whenever someone, someone, have this whenever right, whenever someone says what you just movie. said when they're like ah oh, there's not enough good sci-fi i'm like have you seen pandorum with ben foster and they're Dude, like no oh my god west ending What's, holy shit Yes. Pandorum is that the one good. where they're it's a space horror movie. They maybe wake up and find themselves yeah. in deep water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pandorum is like the psychosis they dude, dude, that story they told, like it's still haunting when they're like, there was this ship that went out and like the the captain freaked out and like jettisoned everybody's pods out in a deep space and they just died in their pods after how yeah. many years. Yeah, yeah. Event like, Horizon, like, of course, is is, is another oh, one of my favorites. That's just space horror. That that movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> so too. what was the you movie? know what I what I tried to watch like just <laughs> the other night? I was watching uh, Project Atlas. Is that it? Project? Is that something? the Tom Hanks movie? Something Atlas. Oh, Cloud um, Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Yeah. I was watching Dude, Cloud so Atlas. Long. And like, yeah. it, it's just a series of like vignettes that are like loosely connected in like different time periods with Tom Hanks. And I got like 30 minutes in and I was just like, or I got like an amount of time in. And I'm like, this, this isn't very good so far. I'll give it a little more. And I just, I got to a point where I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I don't care. Cause like when he's playing the old timey uh, version of him, his like talking is like, wife, come, no eat bad fish. It <laughs> makes sick. No, no, no yum, no yum. It's like, like literally that shit like that. episode of The Office with Kevin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's literally like that, where he's, he's just taking out all the important words and being like, stripe, uh, stripe cat tiger. No. Like just stupid shit, and I'm like, this is fucking dumb. And so I like hit back on Netflix just to see how far I was into it. That movie is three hours long, and I am not going back to watch it. That movie fucking sucked, and the reviews were wrong. It was boring as shit, and it's not because I didn't get it. I get it. It's just shitty. So yeah. no. Do you guys see the Passenger? Movie. It had uh, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. Passengers. No, I, I passengers, thought about it, you. but. Dude, so I, I saw the reviews for it, and I just it kind of turned me off to it. Passengers, in my opinion, is a good movie, right? You know, it's not great. It's not the kind of thing you talk about a couple years later, but it was a it was a good movie. I enjoyed my time in it. And then it might be Nerdwriter on YouTube, but the someone on YouTube suggested a rewrite of it, which made it amazing. And and basically, what happens in Passengers is you follow Chris Pratt's character. As he wakes up and then he's all alone, he maybe starts going a little crazy because he's so alone. Then he wakes up Jennifer Lawrence's character, falls in love, but he's lying to her about the circumstances that woke her up. And they're going to travel for so long, it's basically murder to wake someone up. 
because like you're just going to spend the rest of your time with no human interaction except him. He decided to do that to her, where she would have otherwise woken up with the rest of the thousands of people on the ship and enjoyed the community and in the in in life that she had intended. If they had started the movie with her being woken up and not knowing like the circumstances and him lying to her and her slowly figuring out what happened, <coughs> it would have been amazing. I wish everyone could I, see this. I never watched yeah. the movie, but literally from the trailer, I figured out everything you just said. And so I just refused to watch it. Like, like, like just right. from the trailer, I knew the good. plot of the movie and that I'm he was sure going to watch her many up. worse movies than, than Passengers since then. <sighs> and I also yeah. don't like that they, they, they cast those two. Like, 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 just right at the peak of their stardom. Like, like, I don't know. Something about that turned me off. I wasn't into it. I hear you. Um, yeah. I think that's part of why I watched it. So, like, it worked on me, but it was maybe a waste of their star power. It was good. Uh, D- District Nine is one of my favorite sci-fi. Oh movies. my god, dude! Yes, that's Come another on. one. That's another one. It's yes. a bit of an allegory. That's for Peter modern. Jackson. Is no, no, it? that's uh, that's Neil Blomkamp. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, who, which it. one was Peter Jack? Oh, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. I don't know. Well, he, was, he was supposedly he was like a protege of Peter Jackson, I think, or something like that. Yeah, that's what I, I meant to say. Then that's the one. That's <laughs> the one. He, he may have been. Um, so, who was it that they originally were going to have make the Halo movie? It, it may have been oh, Peter Jackson cool. making the Halo. It was movie. originally Peter Jackson. I think it, that, like, that's the connection that you're that you're maybe making there because. Mm-hmm. Most of the sci-fi props used in District 9 are Halo movie props that got repurposed for that when the Halo movie hmm. fell apart. Um, I saw I, District 9 and thought that that's it. Like the videography and, and effects and stuff were amazing. And then mm-hmm. later I learned that it was done on a real shoestring budget and the effects were you know, not that amazing. And I thought back and I'm like, huh. Yeah, they really tricked me into thinking they were great. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought they were. I thought they were like the, the movie was. It was a great film. Like it's. But yeah, and then the main, they were able the to actors. do it kind of cheap and and like, but I, I somehow the fact that they didn't have an Infinity War budget just escaped me, and I thought it was wonderful. Yeah, it was something about the color palettes that they used were particularly generous to CGI. I remember I remember watching mm-hmm. a video explaining that that they they it was a purposeful thing to make things have us have its own little look to it. Um, children um, of men, it, like, like on the, there's a lot of kinds of sci-fi, but like children of men is another sort of dystopian future. What where, is that you know, middle word of men? Children, children of, of men. Yeah. It's children a, it's men. a it's Clive. Have, oh my God. Have you never seen children of men? Woody? I, you should. It's a good, it's a really entertaining oh, it's title. So amazing. It's yeah, real good. Really, really good. It's in the future. Uh, mankind has stopped being able to procreate and no one knows why. And, uh, it's, it's very dystopian because, there's a guy out there who's literally the youngest person in the world, and he's a super celebrity because of it. You know, he, he's he's the last baby born, uh, and and uh, it, it's 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 pretty dark. It, it has it feels a little bit like V for Vendetta in some ways, like like mm-hmm. sort of the society that they live in, I guess, and how it's kind of downtrodden. But it's it's not that in any sort of way. V for Vendetta is another one. Who, is this the one, one where a baby is born and they try to like protect it and yeah. take it somewhere? Yeah. yeah, V for Vendetta took me out of it when he did his. Very vivacious, like monologues. I love that. It was like I don't know. I thought that was a little silly, but overall, it was a good movie. One that I watched recently that I probably my favorite sci-fi movie, if you can put it as sci-fi of all time, is a shave me head. Is the thing, and the thing 
is so fucking good. Kyle, you pointed something out to me that I never noticed when I watched it. I watched it again a couple months ago with that in mind. And this movie came out in like the fucking 70s, so this isn't a spoiler. Okay, and, I was going to say, please tell me it's the original. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the original one. Okay. And like at the very end, when they're sitting there in kind of the burnt out husk of some vehicle, and he's sitting down, and then the other guy sits down, and he reaches and he takes that bottle that was full of gasoline, and he takes a big refreshing swig, and then it goes to the other guy's face, and like... Then the movie ends. Kurt Russell's like, like, oh, that was so fucking good. Like, like Kurt Russell's just like, yeah, you, you enjoying that? You enjoying your beer? Yeah, that beer that's full of gasoline? Okay, I know you're not a fucking human being. All right, <laughs> take care of this in just a minute here. And it's like, and then it ends with that amazing, like, tech, like, like techno music. Like, 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 oh, it's so good. I love that whole movie. Huh, it's fantastic. Yeah. It holds up I love time. practical effects. Oh, it, it's great. Like, it's it's genuinely scary. The sci-fi is good. It doesn't feel hokey at any when, time. Like, like yeah. there's some hokey when the, stuff. But when it's when the guy's life. torso opens up and oh, becomes jaws, yeah. and the it takes mouth. the guy's arms and bites him off, and he's just, and he's just like, ah, ah, and everybody's freaked out because the guy no longer has arms, but they also got to focus on the fact that a human body just opened up like a Venus flytrap and <laughs> ate a man's arms, and now wiggly things are sprouting from it and going everywhere. It's, yeah, like it's it's the environment that made that movie so good because you didn't mm -hmm. know who was the thing and who was human. So like yep. you felt like Kurt Russell. Yeah, it was. Did you guys ever see Arrival? Of course. Yeah, I did yeah. see Arrival. Yeah. Oh, yes. the one with the speech, the linguist or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was see that to me, like I, I did not know know what to expect. I didn't even see it in theaters. I didn't see it until like a few months after it. And I feel like that's a movie that I should have gone to see in theaters. Because like the soundtrack and everything was amazing for that film. I like that, that actress a lot good. too. There's like three uh, redheaded, attractive actresses that I can't tell <laughs> apart from one or another uh, from movie to movie. I just have to like Google them every time. But but that's one of the ones I like. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Feel you I liked Minority Report, but I liked the the spinoff one where it's about a uh, second generation Asian immigrant child trying to not disappoint his parents with his book. Of <laughs> <laughs> If I get anything wow. less than an A plus, I'm gonna be in my room all summer. <laughs> and that's what it is. That's the whole movie. Just him cramming for his midterm. Uh, Tom Cruise is an incredible actor. Yeah, like, like, like that. That's an overlooked movie because of Tom Cruise. Crazy. Like, yeah. like it's it's such it's a crazy premise for a movie. Like, there, there's that part where he thinks that. So Tom Cruise's character is a part of like a, a police agency that em, that that employs these three uh, sort of um, 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 what's the word I'm looking for psychic yeah clairvoyant beings human beings oh, seen it. who can uh, pre predict crimes they see the crime happening before it happens and their thoughts are sort of printed out onto a computer screen they're like holy shit fourth and main. Billy Davidson's about to kill his secretary because she's been embezzling money and they rush in right before he can do it and arrest him for murder because he was gonna do it. And so Tom Cruise's character, his son, was kidnapped and he never he never saw me. He's like it's like John Walsh, right? Like like when he was when his his like eight year old son when uh, was kidnapped like a decade before and he never found him ever. And so that's part of his character's psyche, and uh, they sort of manipulate him into thinking that. This is the guy who did it. And the guy's admitting to it. And he's like, yeah, I, I, I was gentle with him. I was gentle with him. He didn't feel anything. I did this and that. And then I put him in a barrel and I sealed the barrel and I floated it out into the water and it sank. He didn't feel anything. And the crazy that comes over Tom Cruise's eyes as he's, as he's about to murder this man, 
it's top notch acting. It's it's mm. it's good shit. It's that's a good movie. Good sci fi. Yeah. And I saw it a long time ago. I don't, I don't remember the details. Yeah, like from what I remember, yeah, it was it was amazing. You know what movie surprised me? A Quiet Place. I liked it. I like John oh, yeah. Krasinski a Overrated. lot, so I, I was rooting for him. I oh, wanted that's... John Krasinski to do well, and I felt like he did. They, like, like Taylor and I agree on this one plot point, though. The movie loses like a almost a solid like it goes from like a like a A plus to like an A minus when they show the creature so quickly. So soon into the film, hmm. you think yeah. so? The little boy gets like eaten right there on that bridge. If yeah. they had just cut out the part where you see like this crazy arachnid type thing swoop in and get him, if it had just been Krasinski's face of you know filled with horror and terror and and pain and just sound, just the sound of the thing would have been enough. And him not being able to cry out, you know, him just being like, oh, yeah. That would have been that would and so then you'd be like, what the fuck got little Timmy? They're not even show us what got little Timmy. That's that's the thing. Like I feel like it it ran by the bridge so fast you didn't really get a good look at it. And so like like, yeah, it was it was enough to show you that it was that it was super fast. Having said that, the speed at which Krasinski was running and like because because what I loved was a dude. I I love the way that plays out because he's sprinting his ass off down the bridge and he gets there right as a creature grabs a sudden like he has to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, and like so, so he doesn't, so he doesn't get caught. And I was like, like if they, if yeah, if they had a way to show that, but never actually show the creature, then I could, I could go with you on that. Like I could say, okay, like if that, they, that would be really cool. if they had done that, and all, or like you know, they could have had Krasinski reach out, and all he gets is the shirt off the kid's back or something, like like, and he's just left clutching like the coat because the kid's mm-hmm. ripped away so quickly, like a little something like that. That, and I wish that in the scene at the end where to save his children, he he yells, and the thing comes after him. I wish he'd put up a bit of a fight. Like, I get that these are supposed to be, like, way more powerful than a human being, but he's protecting his kids. Give him a fucking axe or something and let him put up a bit of a fight. <laughs> let him you get know? Like, right? Maybe if you really want to play an homage to aliens, have him have had constructed some sort of a mech suit. From <laughs> no, 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 that's a different Get, get away <laughs> from them, you <laughs> son of a bitch. And it's Dirk, Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out and he's just got like piston arms or something like, like that, that would be is unbelievable, a but I could believe more of a home alone scenario where <laughs> <laughs> he has like booby traps set up and things swinging down everywhere Legos and paint cans little <laughs> 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 well, does he know I've heated up the doorknob I'm all alone and I'm scared. <laughs> Better get me before I call the cops. Oh and then it just shows like the, the slipped alien and then a tarantula crawling on his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those, those movies are so fucking good. Or the first one is so fucking good. And Lost in New York. That one's yeah, good. I, I loved, I'll say I love the second one. The third one was... Donald Trump, yeah. I like the second one. The second one's not great. It got, the premise is insanely retarded if you start breaking uh, it down. Like, there's that part where the homeless lady takes him inside the symphony orchestra. How the fuck are they getting in there? You're telling me there's an open roof access to the symphony orchestra that hobos can just sneak on into and watch the show? How does Rain and Snow not get in there? I don't believe it. It's freezing outside. They're looking for someplace warm, man. I, I guarantee you, got to wait every building in that I'll town. tell you what's funny, though. <laughs> there's a scene where... Where Joe Pesci and Marv, who's like I don't know the character actor's name, are down on the street in New York and they're like, hey little kid, just throw down the Polaroid and we'll be on our way. And he looks back at Marv, he's like, he, he, let's see if he believes this. He's like, you promise? 
get across <laughs> my heart and hope to die. <laughs> he's like, he's going to believe this shit. And meanwhile, like over his head, you see fucking Kevin McCaster cocking a big solid brick back. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Joe Pesci turns around and he's like, ah, and it hits Marvel right in the fucking head and leaves like a V where it hit him with a corner. And he's on the ground like, hey, don't you throw another brick? You missed me anyway. And he's like cocking another. He throws it. Hits Marv again. That's funny. He throws. He's like, y'all out of bricks? He's like, I'm all out of bricks. He's like, all right, he's out of bricks, Marv. Get up. Come on. And like from Marv's point of view, all blurry over Joe Pesci's shoulder, you see him cocking another another brick back, but Marv can't form words. He's like, what? Get up. Get up. And he turns around just in time to see another one dodges it, and Marv eats a third fucking brick to the skull. It's, that's, that's funny as shit. Oh, that's, so the, the part of that movie, like, that genuinely fucking spooked me as a kid is when Kevin McAllister rigs like that dishwasher or that sink or whatever. <laughs> so that so that when Marv goes to fuck with it, it, he like starts getting shocked. And then the part of that that scared I would like turn away as a kid because this scared me so much. He would be excuse going, oh, oh, and then he turns into a skeleton and he's oh, and then he turns back into it. That scared the fucking shit out of me as a little kid. And like, sociopathic Kevin McAllister, it's it an arc welder. It it's an arc welder connected to the sink. It's, this little sociopath is cranking the amperage up as he watches mm -hmm. Marv fry. That <laughs> <laughs> kid was violent. What is it? He attached a nail. And oh, so, he did like, attach like, a nail gun to something. Yeah, yeah like he goes to open and just gets like pelted with nails. And I'm like, any one of the things that this kid's done could get a person killed. Oh yeah, easily. Like this is insane. Those paint cans might 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 kill you. Like 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 yeah. He, there was a lot of attempted murder from Kevin McAllister. There, no there really was. He, he, I don't know if stand your ground counts in New York. Uh, he he could have gotten a lot of trouble. Chicago, Dude, he's probably be okay. Speaking of Home Alone, I saw some GIF on on the, yeah on Reddit Reddit or Twitter today where it was like a guy cleaning out a meth house, like an old meth house, and he was using a stick at first to like hit the stairs, like the upward stairs just like hitting them and then out of nowhere a giant pendulum with a knife like a big ass knife with it Holy just shit. goes whoo and it's like sh and he like walks up there to show like where it would be and it's like right at neck height like walking up these stairs oh. if you got it it would boom, just puncture straight through your fucking throat or your chest it was like a spike head. or something that kind of went yeah it's some kind of too. spike or, or it, yeah it I was like, God, these fucking meth heads are crafty. Did you figure out how it was triggered? I saw you. Did, was it the handrail? The I couldn't step? tell. He was just smacking the stairs, and I don't. Yeah. I have no idea how he triggered it. But that was that would have been a more macabre. You'd think uh, that home like, alone. If, if my if my home was booby trapped, <laughs> one of my family members would get hurt. Like I don't need spikes yeah. dropping down the stairs. Dude. Sane people don't booby <laughs> the trap base, their homes. My base in Rust is booby trapped. We've never gotten a bad guy. It's only us. <laughs> oh, it's only dude, that, us. That reminds me. Have you guys? There's. I'm trying to find the details of it. There was a guy. There was a guy who like distrusted his family or something like that, and it, and it ended up being like he died or something along those lines. And like they were going through his house, whatever it was. But there were these shotgun booby traps everywhere, and it was like they would they would go to like move a book or something like that, and like a shotgun would go off, and it was I can't God I can't what it is, but it's it's like the most insane thing. Um, yeah, like man, booby traps, shotgun. It was, it was, it was bonkers because, like, he hated his family that much. Damn. It, was, it was insane, yeah.
Belgian prisoner killed by his own booby trap. Googling booby traps seems to show that you're right. It's not a good idea to, to put them in your own home. Yeah. It goes wrong more than it goes right. <laughs> booby trapped wheelchair kills an FBI agent. What? Home alone mm-hmm. let us wrong. Let us astray. Yeah. Everybody thought it would have been funnier. <laughs> Think of it like if it's home alone, if it was instead of Marv and them, it's two police officers who are like, we're just trying to get you home, Kevin. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> Does the same <laughs> shit. <laughs> kills all of the NYPD or the Chicago PD, what have you. Anyway. Yeah, it was a Belgian so, guy. <laughs> Rob, what do you, aside from, you clearly have uh, an encyclopedic knowledge of a lot of different kinds of movies, not just comic book stuff. <laughs> what, is, uh, what do you like to do when you're not uh, doing comic book content or, or boning up on films? Um, I mean, photography, really. Like, I got into photography recently. Um, yeah, like, it's, it's kind of weird to me because, okay, so, so, YouTube. So like you guys know how YouTube works, right? Like you launch a YouTube channel and then you just slave away for free, for like for years, yeah, for, for, yeah, for years. Like, like it was, what was it, a year and a half, two years of like 17 hour days until it finally blew up and I could start hiring people to make my life easier. So I was like, okay, cool. So, so once that was done, then I was like, okay, I need other hobbies. And so I started getting into photography, started watching other YouTube videos on, on how to get into it and how to, how to do all that good stuff, shooting angles. But like, I live in, uh, in Denver. So like, I just go around the general area to like a lot of the nature sites and just see like a whole bunch of picture shoots. Whenever I go to uh, comic book conventions, I'll you know, get a whole bunch of local shots, um, trying to figure out videography, you know, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's general things. Like I'll mess around in Photoshop, just small little things here and there, nothing too major. I get okay. into that same sort of thing. Uh, like during my peak, my channel's doing great. I'm loving it. Every, you know, it. It's a dream. It's a lot of people's versions of a dream job, including mine when I started. But once you get it for a while, you're like, oh, this is actually real work. You know, like it mm-hmm. turns out sitting in a dark room with the shades down, trying to get gameplay like all day long is, uh, it stops being fun. <laughs> so, That's why yeah. all you need is one gameplay, my friend. <laughs> so I wanted to be <laughs> Devin Supertramp. Like he had my version of a perfect channel. It was basically like to look at the videos. It was just like good looking people dancing and doing extreme shit all the time. Like it, it, it looked like a dream gig. And it turns out it's actually a lot of work and they travel. And, you know, a big part of Devin Supertramp's job was just setting up all the people and equipment and things to get in the right spot at the right time but yeah, yeah videography yeah. gets attractive it is like that's so that's one of the things a lot of people don't realize about you is is people look at youtube from the outside and they say person and i want to make like youtube videos for a living but then you you sit down and you say okay so like what you see is the end product so like let me show mm-hmm. you all the stuff on the back end one you're going to be slaving away on this channel with no guarantee you're even going to find any success at all and if you do find success, like you can't screw around with it because you're going to have to make the choice between doing it for fun or doing it as a job. If you want it to grow, you got to treat it like a job. If you don't, if you don't care, then just do it for fun. And then whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. But like if you're, if you're supporting a family or if you're like planning your financial future or you're trying to like solidify yourself so like you never have to go back and work a full-time job again, you got to treat it like a job. And then, and, and that's, that's why like. It's, it's, it's crazy because when I started Comics Explained, I jumped on Twitter and I had seen Anders actually and never actually expected a response. But I said, like, I started a YouTube channel, like, how do I grow? And he said, like, network and make friends. And so I was like, okay. So then, like, that's how I met Comic Story and was hitting him up. And then the two of us started growing our channels together. But, like, as I goes on, like, if, you're, if you don't really do what you dig and you're just kind of chasing cash on YouTube, like, you're going to get burned out and you're going to quit. 
like inevitably you're 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 gonna quit because one, you're gonna do it for like two years you're gonna hate it and then you're just gonna give up on it one so. of the things that wings was always salty about back in the day is c-nanners wouldn't collab with them because they were like the original they were the only world um call of duty 5 commentators in existence everybody else went back to call of duty 4 uh, and then after that they went they skipped cod 5 and went to modern warfare 2 so it was just wings and c-nanners and wings was like ah a comrade in arms and c-nanners was like no <laughs> no he always uh, declined his advances he always declined his advances uh unfortunately um and there we was have a, a time collage. when they were of comparable sizes like it, it would have been not a maybe totally when wings was an infant <laughs> jesus christ i meant uh their channels were of comparable sizes and uh it, it wouldn't have been that asymmetric or like a, a relationship yeah, you remember when you was about 145 pounds wings? First grade. <laughs> Pretty small guy. <laughs> yeah, we've got a collage of Wings of Redemptions on our on our base as well. Like, instead of just doing one portrait of him, they did like a six-portrait collage of him in all of his most famous poses. The one where he's got four fingers in his mouth, licking them all. Um, <laughs> the one where, I don't know how he... You know, if you pose in a certain way, it allows the photograph to be manipulated by inserting a phallic object in a suggestive way. So, for example, if there was a video of you eating a hot dog, okay. I, could, I could pause that video and I could change the hot dog and with an penis. enormous black penis. Or you could go the and other so, way. You could suck an enormous black penis and make it look like you're eating a hot dog. On video, apparently. Um, <laughs> so, so there's, uh, there's a, you know, if you just Google Wings of Redemption blacked. <laughs> Oh yep. God! Hang in there. Oh, I'm not, Jesus I am Christ. not googling wings black. <laughs> let, let me make sure that that's gonna get it for you. I'm gonna let's say wings of redemption. Yeah, you do the black. footwork on this one. Right on it, buddy. Dude, not and only then, it it auto. I went wings of redemption bla and Google's like blacked. <laughs> oh wow. God damn it! I'm not. But hang I'm not on, getting I'm gonna, the image. That might need. That's to okay. I've got I've got foot soldiers for this. Just some just... fucking mean spirited murals on your. Hang on, look at this. I, 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 let's time this. I'm going to type right. the question to my friends. Does anyone have the wings blacked photo? Need it for PKA. Yeah, we need it. <laughs> I do. You don't want a little chuckle? Um, <clears throat> so that's on there. And the Gangster Grandma's on there. Gangster Grandma in all her glory is, is right on the front door. Uh, like I said earlier, we, we downloaded this program that allows you to use this Microsoft Paint interface that is all that Rust allows you to create photorealistic images by uploading to that to the, the tool and letting it paint for you over the course of many hours. It's, uh, it's, it's been, Rust has been fun. Like, like we, we always find new ways to, to enjoy ourselves in there. Uh, I'll get that photo to you soon. Oh, it's time for an ad, Taylor reminds me. Hmm. Why, thank you, Taylor. Every year... Millions of people receive the least liked gift of all time, underwear. But we still give it to our family and our loved ones who just don't want it. But maybe it's, it's not that underwear is the problem. It's the kind of underwear. Let me tell you about MeUndies, the only underwear that makes for an amazing gift. Uh, soft, flexible waistband, three times softer than cotton. It's natural, uh, a, a sustainable sourced fiber. It's called Modal. Uh, MeUndies made underwear... <clears throat> MeUndies made underwear the perfect gift that everyone is going to love. 
Uh, everyone's going to love you for it. Sorry, I, I, I'm a little drunk at this point. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off the softest underwear and socks you will ever wear. Free shipping and 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Go to MeUndies.com slash PK. That's MeUndies.com slash PK. I'm wearing some right now. I'm wearing the... It looks like sushi. So it's, it's, it's multiple sushi rolls. It looks like nigiri. Uh, and they have little smiley faces on them. Big fan of that. Uh, I, uh, I got a whole new shipment of MeUndies just very, very recently. Uh, they're the only underwear I wear. They're they're the only wonder underwear that I've worn since they were a first became a sponsor and I became aware of them. I'm a big fan. They're awesome. Yep. Support for today's show also <laughs> comes from Gen Lock, a new animated series that rewrites sci-fi and action adventure storytelling in a way that is both fresh and familiar. The year is 2072. An oppressive authoritarian force threatens to conquer the world. A diverse group of recruits is selected to pilot a new form of weaponized neuroscience that powers devastating mecha. They need to learn to work together, adapt to their arsenal, and be willing to sacrifice everything to succeed in battle and win the war. Do they have what it takes to come together as a team, or will they fall apart before they have a chance to fight? Jinlock is a new animated series from Rooster Teeth. The studio that brought you Ruby and Red vs. Blue, featuring an all-star cast that includes Michael B. Jordan, Maisie Williams, Dakota Fanning, and David Tennant. Check them out. This links down below. Dude, that's cool. A lot to of me. star power. Yeah, like, uh, so I, I'm not really in with any of the Rooster Teeth people. Like, I don't know them. They don't. They don't probably don't know me. But um, I think it's neat when someone goes from YouTube and like time makes it big. <laughs> oh God, there's the <laughs> That's however long that took. That's how long it took from me asking the question to someone clickety clack uploading the photo for me. All right, well, you can't put that thing. on screen. You can't put it on screen, but it looks like what uh, is he doing in this picture? Are you serious? Well, oh, no. Well, I mean, I can see what he's oh, doing what was in he this picture. Okay. What was Probably he doing yawning. in the original picture? Maybe yawning. Okay, yeah. And I think he's <laughs> actually much thinner now than he is in that picture. That is not a flattering wings picture. No, he's lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Since then. That's a big deal. <laughs> that well, is, uh... He's equal to the task. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a lot to take in. I'll, I will say that. <laughs> I, like to imagine, I like to imagine, like, we're thinking that Wings is being mouthfucked. I like to imagine that instead the black man is the, is the one who's really the victim here, and he's just being consumed dick first. <laughs> 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 and he's just going, please, no! <laughs> Wings, I don't mean to tell you how to how to run your business, but I believe if you stuck your tongue out, you could lick that guy's balls. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, God damn. I, mean, I don't want to tell well, you how to do it, but just try it. Well, I was uh, I was looking around at news stories today for stuff to, to shoot the shit about, and there's this story of a guy in Des Moines who apparently has a huge problem with how cavalier people are with bomb threats, where, you know, like, you know, when you hear, like, a bomb threat was called into this building, your immediate reaction, or at least mine, is like, yeah, I bet. I bet there actually is. See, I, it's some kid who doesn't want to take a test or some, some bullshit like that is what you assume. This guy is so sick of that, that this Des Moines man went into, like, a fucking uh, Panera Bread or some <laughs> shit with items and then just started constructing a bomb in the middle of the restaurant, like a functional bomb, until it was ready to explode. And then called the police on himself to be like, see, look how easy it would have been to kill everyone in this restaurant. I built a bomb to prove a point. What do you mean you're handcuffing me? No, <laughs> I did this to prove a point. And he, he built a functional bomb. They, did, they detonated it and it worked. 
of shit wow. that he built in a restaurant. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I was thinking I, this is going to start a series of copycat crimes. Yes. Where it's like, like you, every guy who gets caught by Chris Hansen now is like, ah, I was testing you by raping this kid. <laughs> like for every kid I molest, your knowledge of that prevents 10 more molestations. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the The benevolent few. kitty toucher. The <laughs> benevolent kitty toucher. And that's, that's what I think we're on the brink true. of. I, I, this guy is so stupid. <laughs> this guy's so stupid. I saw a cops episode where the lady calls the cops. They show up and she's like, you see that house right there? Like, yeah, they're on the sidewalk. You see that house right there? Like, yeah. I just tried to buy crack cocaine from that man. Here it is. He only gave me an eighth and I paid <laughs> him for a quarter. And they're like, wow. They're like, well, that is that is poor business, ma'am. Can, can I have that crack cocaine? Yep, thank you, thank you. But then the evidence back. Yep, yep. All right, yeah, come with us. Come with us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Wait, wait, what are you arresting me for? He's the shady businessman. Corporate <laughs> America wins again. <laughs> I called the Better Business Bureau. I, I, they did nothing to help me. <laughs> I, I saw another one where the lady's like, just so you know, I just bought methamphetamine from that house over there. Here it is. Here it is. And they're like, yeah, you committed a felony. You just bought methamphetamine. She's like, yeah, but I bought it so that you'd know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I, th another thing that happens is people be like, ah, oh, I'm filing a police report. Someone broke into my house and stole all my cocaine. So please hunt that down and get it back. <laughs> get well, that's not a crime. I, mean, I don't understand Wait, how it is a crime so to dumb, possess. Though. It's not a crime to... I it, believe it's yeah, called possession. possess it anymore, his cocaine was stolen. Mm. Well, it's... <laughs> he's I mean, sort it of is, admitting it's... to possession. They're all gone. This is just the Woody show. Well, let's play with this and see if my network is bad. It is not me. It's Discord, it would seem. Well, I will hang up and call back. Oh, Kyle says he's frozen. Everybody froze. Leave call. Video. Oh. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> yeah. I just hung up and called back. and it... Pay no mind to that brief intermission. Taylor pressed <laughs> the wrong button again. Taylor, why do you even get your tech work fixed? I'm disappointed. <laughs> My tech work? Yeah. I don't know, man. Just haven't got around. Well, which tech work? I'm, that, I, I mean, you're running the ship, and, and here we go again. Yeah, that's true. Taylor. It's been I've been on the show for for almost five years now, and I still haven't got it together. Can't even count. <laughs> this is the problem. This is who that's we're enjoying. <laughs> we need someone who knows all. We the are bothered five. with this fat-headed <laughs> retard who can't. Well, I don't. I don't know if we together. talked about it. Yeah, Taylor, you've got a, a lovely new microphone, just like uh, just like just like. Look uh, at that! It moves like a real microphone. Yeah, like yeah. a goddamn professional. Yeah, yeah. We we we. Uh, Chiz, the uh, a few weeks ago was like. Taylor should have a professional microphone. I was like, I agree. He and had he one. Like, I agree too. Yeah, the sure SM58. This looks fancy as fuck. Should I leave this? Yeah, there's uh, a reason why you don't use that little microphone, Woody. I mean, we, we all oh, we all chose because a fancy this one microphone. makes my voice sound deeper than it does in real life. Exactly. <laughs> we all picked a, a a nice studio microphone rather than the the little one. You know, should I put the big windsock or whatever? I don't know what the fuck it's called. The thing that goes over this. 
I the windscreen. The windscreen. Should I put the big one on because it came with this one, and then it came with the one that you guys are using? I, look, I use this one. I don't. I don't remember why I did it. I may have done some research that determined it was it was better, or maybe it drowned out any uh, extra noises in the room. I'll pop Uh-oh. the other one on for next week, and I'll see if there's a difference. If anybody yeah, notices, yeah, you probably won't notice a goddamn thing. But but yeah, I I I, I think you sound better, and I'm sure it's more comfortable for you because you can oh, change yeah. positions, and you're never gonna. Be, there's never an instance where you're too far, or too close. You're always just dude. But I've been doing it so long, sitting like forward like this. With like my back straight, that like I was sitting before the show, being like, "Wow, I could sit back like this and and do that." And immediately I was like, "No, this feels wrong. I don't like it." Like, and so I just moved back to my my awkward ass leaning forward position. I do the same leaning works. forward thing. I feel like the posture keeps me engaged. I yeah, agree. I, yeah, I think it helps me. I feel like I get lackadaisical <clears throat> if I lean back. I, uh, I like to I like to lean back. This is how I play games. I, sometimes I'm all the way back playing games. I I, I like being back here. I, I feel like if I was up here, I'd be upset. Sometimes I like when I play Rob's games, mic. Looks fancy I as fuck. deep, and I'm down Oops. here just playing. But then when it gets like intense, I'm back in it. And this is, you know, <laughs> I hit the PKA position. <laughs> yeah, those are solid. Those are actually the industry standard microphones. Woody's microphone is uh, EVRE20, I think. It and is. Then, yeah, and the microphones that, that Kyle and Taylor have are the Shure SM7Bs. They mm-hmm. are. So, yeah, the man knows his mics. <laughs> Did you know anything about mics before YouTube? Uh, no, I've I've actually gone through about five microphones. This is the MKH four sixteen, um, but I've gone through like five or six different microphones before I finally settled on the one that you use, Woody. It's actually the one that I use for my videos, mm-hmm. and then um, this one I use whenever I'm out. You know, if I'm outside recording something or something like that. Yeah, yeah you have an excellent things. voice for narration. Like 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 one of the things. <laughs> yeah, that you I, really do. You really do. Yeah, so I one of the it. things that uh, one of the things that got me into your videos, and I hope you don't take this the wrong way. Like I would watch the videos in my free time, but I would watch them when I went to sleep at night. No, I don't, I don't take offense to that at all, man. People tell me because that all the I time. found your voice soothing <laughs> in, in in a certain way. And here's the kicker: I dream about what you talk about. And mm-hmm. you talk about Galactus coming to eat planets and the Fantastic Four having to intervene. You talk about fucking <laughs> mutants and and um, you know you know uh, all kinds of like fantastical stuff. And I get to dream that it influences my my my, my dreams at night. And I remember them the next day. And I'm like, holy shit, was I read Richards <laughs> last night? What I Hell like about yeah. your voice for the content you make is it is a man's voice. It is a grown up's voice, and it couldn't be further away from a child's voice on the spectrum of guy voices. So when you talk about cartoons, if you sounded like you were 10 years old, I would never watch those videos because they would <laughs> it would make it lame. But because you come across as like this alpha guy laying out stuff about cartoons, uh, yeah. it makes it more palatable for me. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really nuts. Yeah, that's wild. What I uh, I don't feel like any good movies have come out lately. Am I missing something? Like like, like what's, what's I haven't seen a movie in theaters in fucking forever. Uh, what's the big I one that saw just Glass recently? Yeah. Oh, I was gonna talk about. I was gonna I was gonna talk about that earlier. The 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 Shyamalan superhero universe and see what you thought about that. Now I've seen that Glass has poor reviews. I love Unbreakable. I really like Split, but I've heard that Glass has gotten very poor yeah. reviews. It's it, it felt rushed. It felt like either the studio went to him or he decided on himself. He's like, okay, so Split did really well. So like we have to do Glass now. And and they just kind of rushed it out. Now, I mean, granted, we didn't really need to wait like a decade and a half like we did between Split and Unbreakable. Mm. But um, but yeah, no, like I, I felt like Glass was really, really rushed and the plot was really thin and did Bruce Willis it, have a big role? Uh 
Yeah, but the emphasis I thought was put more on the guy from Split, James McAvoy, McAvoy. and Samuel L. Jackson. Hmm. Yeah, it's like they were the main stars of the film. But like I, I like, said, I mean, it was just too much happening in a movie. Too much yeah. happening. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Another shit movie, The Happening. The Happening <sighs> is is such a bad movie. I watched that in theaters. I paid. Like if you count the snacks, the gasoline, the dinner that was included, the whole date experience that went into the happening, I must have dropped a hundred dollars. The girl the alone happening. was eighty bucks for that night. Yeah, <laughs> eighty 30. bucks really scraping. <laughs> you get an eighty dollar. I promise you, an eighty dollar prostitute is really scraping the bottom there. You want at least. Well, I had to make it work, Kyle. You said a hundred dollars. Two hundred for her, a hundred for the date, and 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 I'm telling you, I felt cheated i first of all mark Wahlberg. how's your mother not a good actor not a good actor he, like like he has a time and place that wasn't it mark Wahlberg, like as a science teacher oh my god i, I you might as well have, have will ferrell as an astrophysicist like, <laughs> I, I, i'm watching this guy and i'm just like that's funny I'm like dude i don't think you know how basic biology works like i don't, I don't think you could i don't think they would let you should be with the children learning about plants like like not <laughs> what are you doing i don't believe you marky mark you're that goofy guy you're, you're, a, you're that you're that hate crime committer who stomped that vietnamese man while calling him a gook and stomped him so hard he went deaf. I never that's, forget that's hearsay. That's dude. One of the literal, problems with the no, it's can't on hearsay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. One of the problems with <laughs> <laughs> the happening came out around the same time. Like it was like a follow up to like signs and what was this other lady really in the good? water and uh, the yeah. village. I don't think yeah. that's what I'm looking for though. What was his best movie? Signs and. Another uh, one. Six, uh, cents. six cents. Six cents. Right? That was the best one. So, so yeah. those were to me like the, uh, the the level of expectations I walked into the happening with. The happening to me on a scale of one to ten was like a four. Like I thought it was a below average movie, but the fact that it gapped from the ten I was hoping for to okay, you know. Um, Had you seen the? I don't. I, let me let me see the the order that they came out in. Because uh, because if the vil- the village was such a huge letdown, and the uh, the lady in the water was so so weird and and not my thing and i love um the that goofy quirky guy who's in it but but neither one of them did it for me i, I saw oh you're talking about um paul giamatti is in lady yeah i love paul giamatti i saw yeah. Shyamalan talking about his career arc or it was a written article but i didn't realize how low his low was like he had like three i'm making it up four bad movies in a row and no one called him anymore no one wanted him to do movies. He was a joke. He was a punchline, this M. Night Shyamalan. Time Magazine did a feature at the next Steven Spielberg, question mark? So wow. he started funding his own movies. Like, he, he, he mortgaged his house. Like, he, the only person on earth who still had faith in him was himself. And, uh, and that's when he made, what was his, like, comeback movie? Uh, I thought it was Split. It, like it might have been movie. split, yeah, and and he just he did it all on his his own. So, so here's the time, Taylor. Line, you might right? be muted. Um, I want to find six cents here, but I don't see it. Let's, uh, yeah, six cents. Nineteen ninety nine. He has the six cents. Two thousand. He has Unbreakable, which d- isn't a huge money maker, but it's critically acclaimed and has a huge cult following. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Village, or excuse me, Signs is two thousand two. So in two thousand two, he's had what, in my opinion, are three excellent films. 
Then in 2004, he makes The Village. Now, The Village was marketed in a way that made it incredibly attractive to me. It was, it was based in this sort of unknown time period, but it looked colonial. It looked um, like, like, like people who had just made it to America and were, it, it looked like it was in the age of the Salem witch trials, something like that. And they were seemingly being attacked by some sort of a supernatural creature that was preying upon them. And so, the, it, you know, no, no guns, right? You know, there's no way to like overpower this. You can't call the cops. You can't lock the door because it's a fucking wooden door. There's some sort of what looks like a werewolf stalking you. And then you get the twist and it's nothing like that. And it's such a huge, huge letdown. Say and, then, spoil it. and then Lady in the Water in 2006. It's a better movie. It's not my style of movie, but it, it, it did poorly. But I don't think it was poorly. Wasn't it more of like an artsy kind of movie? A little because bit. Yeah, it was a fairy tale. It was literally a fairy tale that he made up and told his children when they go to bed at night, and he made it into a movie. Then in 2008, he makes The Happening, and not only is it poorly cast, is that the one where in the th in the trailers it was like everybody's falling, jumping off of buildings, and nobody yeah. knows why. Oh, yeah, the trees are killing people. It, it's like suicide porn. <laughs> yeah, the trees. And, and, and it makes no sense, and it, it it's just real garbage. And then came Devil in 2010. I liked Devil for what it was. I I, I really did. That's like like, like 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 I didn't think it was garbage. I I watched it. I enjoyed it, but I didn't think that it lived up to like the legacy of Shyamalan and and what I would expect from him. Um, then he did the visit in 2015 which I honestly haven't seen, so I, I won't shit on that. I think that's when the kids go to visit the grandparents and they're all fucking weird and shit. Um, oh, that was actually really, really good. Yeah, that I haven't seen it, solid. but I've heard good things. I didn't hear that this is garbage. I just haven't seen it yet. Everyone compared um, Bird Box to The Quiet Place, but I thought yeah. it was happening. Well, The Bird Box was written before The Quiet Place was made uh, at all. Okay. Um, so it, so it, it literally... Bird Box fucking it. sucked compared to Quiet Place. Yeah, I didn't like opinion. Bird Box at all. Bird Box was like not very good. Yeah, I liked it more than you did. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> Sandra Bullock's hot though. Like, like we were talking about this the other day when we were playing Rust. Like, like there's this like trio of fifty plus year old Jewish New Yorker women who are hot as fuck. What like Sandra? I don't know if Sandra Bullock's Jewish. So, so, so I don't, I don't either. Know. But can so I can I guess another one? Go ahead. You know it. The one from my cousin Vinny. Yes, yes, Marissa Tomei. Uh -huh. Then comes Julia. Oh, Julia. Oh, I was gonna. Julia Louis Dreyfus. And then, um, what's her name from uh, Weeds? Oh, um, the one that shit. looks like oh, Julia Louise. Mary Louise. <laughs> Mary Louise Parker. Mary yeah. Louise Parker. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it, that, that trio of like 50 quad, plus man, right? year old New York Jewish women who like have just stayed physically active and fit and just keep like ripening with age somehow. Marissa Tomei is my favorite. Marissa yeah. Tomei is still hot. Marissa to oh. I, and, and she still gets topless. It looks like Sandra Bullock. Is Jewish. Ah, yeah. Mm. A, quat a, a, a quattro of, 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 uh, of New York Jews. I don't usually just... think of Jewish women as aging really well. I think of them like this. George turning into like... mother in Seinfeld. Is she Jewish? George! <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. George? <laughs> okay. Her, his dad is the funny. Oh, the doll that looks exactly like his mom. Is she Jewish? Yeah, she's still an actress. Or I, I have no that? idea. Uh, yeah, probably they all are. Is it, Ben like, Stiller Jewish? Because if he's yeah. Jewish, then his yeah. dad's probably Jewish. Yeah, yeah. Ben Stiller's absolutely Jewish. Are you sure? Mm -hmm. I'm a thousand percent sure. Without <laughs> okay, having... fine. He's Jewish. <laughs> I can well, look. See, now, now I want to look it up to be sure. Look, I can spot one a mile mm -hmm. away, Taylor. <laughs> you're, you're on he the ball. He has Judar. Yeah. 
I've been looking at you real hard lately, and I've been suspecting <laughs> a bit of miscegenation in your heritage. Who, me or Taylor? <laughs> Who did you just accuse? Taylor. <laughs> Who did you just <laughs> accuse? <laughs> miscegenation in your heritage. I demand a DNA test. Oh. To determine if I am, in fact, a Jewish person. Yes, a mongrel of a human being. In which case, you are no longer welcome on my plantation. No longer welcome <laughs> anywhere near me, sir. Speaking of DNA tests, Snoop Dogg, because I looked him up earlier, learned something new about him. He's like He's 27% Native American Indian. Huh. Ow. He could have he went to college and got a okay. Nebo scholarship. Okay, Ben Stiller is not Jewish. He's totally uh, Jewish. Judaism is what he believes in. Oh, but see, Jew... Jew Jew, to be a Jew, is, it, there's a race of people who are Jewish. And then there's a religion known as Judaism. Oh, so okay. I thought, I, thought you were talking about, I thought you were talking about his religious view. I don't okay. give a fuck who he worships, but but he's a Jew. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, he's probably like... Hitler wasn't Jewish, exterminating but... them because they, because they, they had a, 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 a dreidel or, or, or some shit or, or, or anything. They, you know, a menorah hanging in their, in, their, in, their, in their house. Well, Hitler was exterminating them for a lot of reasons. It seems like most Jewish people, or at least most of the ones I know, don't practice like seriously the religion part at all. No. Like it's more just, oh, we do the celebrations and the culture thing, and we eat the matzo ball soup sometimes, but you yeah. know, I also and we get out of taxes by I making eat, our house you know. a place of worship. You might have a different uh, frame of reference if you were raised in New Jersey like me, because they were. Jewish. Oh, I'm sure. Because yeah. most of the Jewish people I know, or pretty much all the Jewish people yeah, I know, what is, are what do you say Jews. That, what he always what says, like, New say? Jersey. <laughs> what he always says, New Jersey is infested with. <laughs> That's not a thing I've ever <laughs> <Wow>. said. <laughs> he, he no, said you remember? Like, he you always ever... he always calls it Jew Jersey. <laughs> That's it. That's what he says. That's what he says. Yeah. Jesus. These are you know the SS officer's cap that I always regret. Not <laughs> That's using. why you couldn't buy it because Woody outbid you. <laughs> Woody outbid me. Woody outbid me. I want a thousand dollars. Good lord. <laughs> just what he's sitting in his his theater room with a Nazi cap on by himself Man, watching Schindler's deep. List jerking off <laughs> oh my god Jesus uh, Christ wow. get the little girl too watching get the little movie. girl in red dude that movie, movie is so fucking out. sad I don't think I've seen it <laughs> he's watching Sophie's it. Choice like both of them <laughs> dude I like pretty much anything with Liam Neeson even like Taken I wasn't blown away. Or no, I saw Taken 2, and I thought that wasn't very good. But even yeah, that, I liked it because of one. yeah, I liked it because of Liam Neeson. Like he's a cool mm -hmm. actor. First um, one's really good. Well, Except I find him unable to play the action roles now. Like there's just something about the way older guys move that's not athletic anymore. Like they start plotting. They gravity has a, a, like their legs don't have the same strength. I don't know what it is. You know, it and this happens great. with um really pretty women that are cast as action heroes, you know, so they'll mm -hmm. like jump up a chair and kick someone. And it's like, oh my God, like you stepped up on that chair. You didn't leap and bound like an athletic girl would. Wonder Woman is not an example of this. She's actually athletic, but a lot of really pretty girls that are cast another, as... Another Jew. Oh, is yeah, she? but she's yeah, probably right. athletic she's because yeah, you, have to, uh, you have to serve in the military in Israel. And so you all have to mm -hmm. get military training. Yeah, you know, has, I hear you, but like I don't think that makes like every that. Israeli woman athletic. I, I think she just is. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know what the training's like. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, if like you watched all the other Amazons in that movie, or most of them, they are Amazonian women, whatever you call them. They just look like models pretending to be fighters, like play fighting. They suck. Claire, I saw you in that Amazon movie. <laughs> was she in what the was, Amazon movie? Yeah, of course she was. I never saw it, no. 
Yeah. What was that movie wow. with Liam Neeson where he was fighting wolves? The Grey, and it's garbage. The Grey. Oh, no, you're so full of shit. Dude, that movie garbage. is amazing. Garbage. No. Dude, I, I, I like The Grey. so good. <laughs> oh, oh, Kyle is outvoted two to one. For your cancerous wife flashback wow. and the analogy to just letting go. No, wow. thank you. No, not, it was good. No, it was not. I thought, good. Uh, no, you I were wrong about amazing. Captain America. You were right about Salt. <laughs> But you're wrong about this. I'm Salt, telling you, I watched, the, I watched the ad campaign he that was came right out about for the gray. God damn it. And let me tell you, they advertised this thing like it was Liam Neeson versus a pack of wolves. They even show the scene where he's got the broken mini bottles of vodka between which his knuckles. Which was badass. Which was badass. Mm -hmm. It's the last three minutes of the movie. Okay? It's not a wolf fighting movie. It's a accepting your fate movie and making peace with death but movie. Kyle, it it's littered with flashbacks of his cancerous wife succumbing to her disease. Give me a fucking break. Dude, that's, that's, that's what made it so cool. That's what made it so cool. It's just like this guy, like like his wife was dying, so he's like, the guy has like nothing else to live for. So he's like, whatever, like if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die fighting a fucking pack of wolves. How much more badass does it get than that? Like that he was, didn't do any wolf fighting. That's that, but that see, was that's my point: is that the movie can't be a wolf fighting movie because he's not a superhero. It's just a dude. If it was a wolf fighting movie, the movie would be that end His of the three job minutes. Is to It'd kill be wolves. three minutes. Don't forget, he's only there to kill wolves. The oil pipeline has has hired him to be their wolf killer. But he's, he's not going out there with bottles in his hands to fight him. Of course not. You break the bottles. Okay, fair enough. Yes. <laughs> There's an extended scene for that movie where after he like he's like, come on, and he fights the alpha wolf, it should it like slow pans to him leaning against the wolf's dead body and like breathing heavily. And I'm and, and like honestly that kind of made it better when I saw that. I was like, all right, so he killed the wolf. Good deal, good deal. Or at least they both died. I'm I'm okay with that too. In the same way that the Unbreakable, in my opinion, must be watched into the extended version, so you see it to see Bruce Willis fucking pump six hundred up twice on bench press, because that that gives you an idea of his level of power, which is important to me as a as a viewer. It's like how strong is Bruce? Mm -hmm. Like I get he can survive a, tr a a train crash. There's a little flashback. I'm sorry, what movie is this? Unbreakable. Unbreakable. There's Unbreakable. a little flashback where he literally rips the door off a sedan. But how strong is base level Bruce Willis? And they show you ex virtually exactly how strong he is because he benches right at 600 pounds if Did i remember they run correctly. out of weights yeah he, crazy well we'll yeah. see there's that's in the standard version they show him in his basement with the paint cans and his mm -hmm. normal bench press like get set up and his son sneaks the plates on he, he's like how much was that he's like 250 pounds that's the most i've ever done and the kid's like what else do we have and then they show him benching that 250 with paint cans then he because he's a security guard at the college stadium he all the college football players in the background like milling around and they're very loud and boisterous and having multiple conversations while he slides plate after plate after plate and then you get then that all goes silent and you get this theme music this this this, this orchestra music as he focuses and cranks out two reps of 600 and when he sits it back down he sits up and looks back at it and all the college football players are just staring just gobsmacked there's not a it's completely silent in the mood, in the room and that scene is is required for the movie i, I want to see it i don't think i've seen it i've heard i've read We've about watched it, it on the it. show oh, we have i remember no, i was just gonna yeah. say we should look for it on youtube <laughs> yeah we've literally watched it on the show uh, i need to see it again good stuff that's the thing movies are getting to be kind of a waste of money with me and my alzheimer's 
<laughs> it's not really an investment. You lose it and it's gone. Dude, I'm, I'm I'm stop trying. I'm, I don't even ask people's names anymore. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? One of those like end of the movie, like you were talking about Liam Neeson and the wolf, like, oh, maybe he's okay. Like to tie it back to uh, one of the superhero things, one of those I liked from one of the older X-Men movies. I don't remember which one it was, but it was the one where uh, uh, Magneto at the end of it, they like steal all his magnet powers and he's playing chess with some other fogey and he does like a ooh, like a little thing with his hand and then it shows like a little like deek, like a little half half maybe a movement of the chess yeah. piece and like I never watched it obviously didn't pull me that in because I didn't follow up but uh, <laughs> like I, I was like oh I hope he gets his powers back because Gandalf was my favorite or Magneto was my favorite character yeah. in that one does he get his powers back Magneto I don't think he had another movie after that. Oh no, no, and that's probably not canon. In no, no, no. The, the, the last, either. well, the last one he was in. Uh, well, Magneto's lost his powers before. The last one he was in after that, I think, was Days of Future Past. Hmm. Yeah, yeah and then they cut it loose. Um, probably because he got too old. Well, I know in X. In let's see, there was there was X Men One. At the end of X Men One, they put him in a plastic prison. That X Two, I think, is when they busted him out. I don't remember how X2 ended, which might be the ending you're talking about. And then X-Men 3 was didn't exist. And so then we go into um then we go into Days of Future or yeah, Days of Future Past with him with uh Ian McKellen. Um I like uh, that scene where the one, I guess X-Men 1, when he's trying to escape the plastic prison and uh, what's her name Mystique, you know, karate chops her way into the bathroom and injects a man with like like multiple, like a half gallon of liquid metal, and the guy like stands up after that and is like, "Whoa, I feel woozy." It's like, yeah. it's like, no, you're you're dead. <laughs> Too much iron in your blood. Yeah, yeah, but that was either way. That was fucking yeah. cool. Yeah, it was weird. Draws it out of the corrupt the prison yard, and now he has a sphere of metal that he can make into like a platelet. He, as he walks, it's appearing before him. It's yeah, mm-hmm. that was super cool. Yeah, that was super cool. Yeah. Um, when I watched that movie, I thought he had the powers I would want the most. I thought they Magneto. were so cool. Yeah, yeah. Magneto. Like, Control over magnetism? Give me a crossbow like and he is fucked. A crossbow? <laughs> there's metal on it. No, there's not. You there's the tip that's metal. Tip, maybe. Uh, we're not gonna, we'll, we'll, we won't use a, pl- a metal tip. We'll just use a All right, we'll all wear armor. He does, Shit. actually. Ah, just yeah. to get that helmet, but that's just to protect him against... Dude, but I can, I can throw cars and... I can throw cars. He's got a leather suit, man. Yeah, you don't even have could, a metal tip. I could steal people's. I could steal people's fillings. That was the thing with RoboCop. <laughs> that was the thing about RoboCop. It's like shoot him in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> shoot him in the mouth, you fools! Why are you aiming at the chest and going full AK spray? Oh. Did you, someone yeah. shoot him in the mouth. I'm going to steal that. every copper IUD in the world and cause the population to skyrocket. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then that's his plan. Yeah. Oh, that would have been fucked if he like pulled a woman's IUD. <laughs> yeah, and you have to remove those carefully, Taylor. Oh, wow. that, Magneto, okay. that, that makes me cringe just thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Magneto, that's You've his made plan. a great error, Xavier. Is that a hmm. Prince Albert? It's like a billion pussies cried out all at once. <laughs> <laughs> Do they still use oh. copper in those? They're plastic now, right? Uh, there's I copper and there's other kinds. Copper is one of the most like effective kinds and one of the most chosen because it's you know, it doesn't introduce hormones into your body. And a lot of girls get fucked from, from some of those hormones or like their personality changes and they get weird. Yeah. But apparently it also seems unpleasant. Or like even worse, they get fat. 
Yeah, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> Can't deal with that. <laughs> don't even put that thought in the ether, would you? <laughs> Fat over weird every day. <laughs> if you if there was male birth control, would you take it or would you be too afraid of like side effects? I'd be afraid of side effects. I mean, I would let it go through. Like I would, I would let lots of other men be the guinea pigs. Oh, for sure. I'm going to let them storm that beach. I like to yeah, think I mean, that it has positive side effects. Like, Woody, uh, would you take? Would you like take testosterone if it hurts your fertility? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a win-win. <laughs> That's exactly, I'm not looking for more kids, and I want to get buff. Like, there, there must be – can they not do that? I mean – We like, need to define it, the side effects. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like if it gave me powers, if yeah. they were like – like you'll be able to do, you know, like you'll be able to lift like a thousand pounds tomorrow <laughs> if you take this. Well, then yeah, you're like, stretching okay. it a bit, but I just, I just, yeah, not every side effect know. is negative. They're like, wait, you lose your fertility and you remember movies. Like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. You lose your fertility and now you can make your way to the nearest post office. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this sounds like an M Night Shyamalan film. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Who yeah, is he's probably so out of ideas. That picture, That's Brandy Bullfrog. Is wow. that the that's Brandy his uh, ex girlfriend? Yeah, we call her Brandy Bill Brandy Bullfrog. bullfrog. I didn't why do we? Why Bullfrog? I don't. Because <laughs> she's ugly and she looks like a bullfrog, and uh, we call his. So so um, one of my friends' uh, steam name oh. is is Kenny, the initial B, Pillin, because because Wing's brother's name is Kenny and he has a prescription pill addiction, so he's Kenny B Pillin. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> and he always be Pillin. And, I, and like, 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 whenever we have a downturn and like the game, like, like whenever we're bored or whatever, I'd be like, I'm like, what's up, Kenny? You pillin' hard? And he goes, yeah, pillin' hard. <laughs> That's fucked up. All man. of your bases have gone from like c- c- gathering sulfur to just like, everybody go out and gather as much paint as possible. We need to have an insulting shrine to wings on this server. My vanity project knows no bounds. Like, like, like I'm on there as literally Emperor Napoleon and Scarface. <laughs> And then there's like wings sucking four fingers, and uh, and the gangster grandma's over there is ET, like like she's got ET's torso and glowing finger. Um, Why and are we, we picking on gangster joke. grandma? I'm gonna stick up for her for a minute. And she seems like a non-participant in this thing. She's, you know, when, we, when you put yourself on social media, you put yourself in a position where people have an opinion on you. We've all accepted this. Gangster grandma didn't do that. She's just trying. Well, to I'm not hitting her up on Twitter and bla- get blasting her. Just 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 here in, in Russ, really. I don't think of... she has a Twitter. Yeah, she does. <laughs> no way. A bunch of, bunch of people fake them. Yeah. I may or may not have a Gangster good. Grandma parody account. <laughs> <laughs> at at gangstergrannybpillin.org. Um, you, can, you can head on over there for all your Gangster Granny memes. No, I, 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 no, I, I, no I'm not pulling any punches. Like, like fucking, you no, know, you're not. All, I saw no, like I'm no, making the memes. No, no. I'm not painting the paintings. Think... I'm not even orchestrating. They just happen. <laughs> they just happen. You're the king in the kingdom, and you're going, well, the art is just kind of the culture of the folks around. <laughs> it literally is the culture. I come, I'm out, like, like I don't know, chopping trees or shooting people or, or, or sailing boats or whatever, and I come back home, and there's Gangster Grandma's E.T. on the side of the base. I like I to think that if they raid your base, they'll be so disappointed that the contents are nothing but, like, I don't know, arrows and pictures. It's nothing but paintings in here. <laughs> paintings and a lot of booby traps. <laughs> the uh, a couple nights ago, like, like this is a bit of rust talk, but I think people kind of like it. Uh, a couple nights ago, um, 
we had been playing for 12 hours straight. Okay. We had started at 7 p.m., like wow. right after we, I finished PKM on Tuesday uh, evening, and it was 7 a.m., and we decided we were going to raid the biggest base that we knew of. It's just a colossal structure, many exterior walls. It's, it's huge, gargantuan. Like eight, eight guys in there have been slaving away for a month. And so four of us go out, and uh, we decide to take this thing on, and we start blowing the walls apart with rockets. And, of course, that attracts a lot of attention. And these, uh, these, but they're these not Norwegian, online, these people you're attacking. The people we're raiding are not online. They're okay. asleep. But others in the server are online, and rockets are so loud that they're coming after us. They're trying to qu what's called counter-raid us. They're coming to kill us and take advantage of the holes we've blasted in the base, perhaps take our explosives and continue the raid. That way they've invested none of the explosive, and they, get, and they reap all the benefits. So two of a, three of us are just, just waiting for somebody to come while one of us blows his way into the base. And sure enough, they come. And, and we kill them. They come right back 10 minutes later. And every 10 minutes, they come back again. And it's just this, this super high adrenaline terror because they keep coming back. And if they kill us, all is lost. And, uh, <laughs> but we kill them three times in a row. And they're like, GG guys in the chat. There's like an all chat. GG guys. We're, enjoy the raid. Like, like we don't want any more. And we're like, all right, victory, victory. We blow our way all, all the way into this base, and now it's time to start getting the loot home. And the loot is absurd. We don't have room to store the loot. Like, the first thing I have to do is build chests to put the loot in. There's no place to put the chests in our base, so I just, I just cover the floor with them. So now the floor, you walk on chests. Every inch of the base is nothing but chests. And so me and two of us, me and one other guy, make boat trips back and forth to their base. Each time we fill our inventory with loot, the boat's inventory with loot, and by loot, I mean guns. Like, 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 I'm carrying 30 guns. There's 30 more in the boat, and then he's carrying 30 more. It's the and we're carrying back. It, it's absurd. We, we're stealing hundreds of guns, thousands of rounds of ammunition, and hundreds of like armor plate plate sets. And uh, by the end of it, we played for 17 and a half hours straight. It took us five <laughs> hours. It took us five hours to get all of their wow. shit home. And when we finally got done, it was just like. <sighs> <laughs> All right, we can go to bed with a base so full of loot that we're the richest people in this whole fucking. Kind of seems right? like your base isn't proportionally strong enough to defend it, right? Like, like do you our have... base is the strongest base on the server. It was stronger than the one you raided. Oh wow. yeah. Oh, okay. Big time. Okay. Okay. Oh, Stay yeah. corrected. Like, like, like ours, ours has a lot of ingenuity built into it. It's not just built big; it's built smart. Um, mm. it, it's it's it would be very it. We calculated at one point, like even if they knew the most efficient way to get in, how many rockets or C4 it would take. And they, they essentially wouldn't profit from doing it. You know what I mean? It would take oh, $10,000 to get it. It would take like $10,000 to get in. The dollars aren't, it doesn't matter. Just, right. you know, 10, take $10,000 of fuel to get in and you only get 7000 back. You lose 3000 just by like attacking us. And, and, and you may or may not even make it past all the traps. Like it was, we, we, we. I, I met a new guy, uh, and uh, and he's got three or three thousand hours, thirty five hundred hours of Rust, mm. and uh, that's that's one of his fortes is base building. He's also very good at PvP, and uh, and he's kind of he's been my my right hand man in in, the, in this this most recent Rust experience. Oh, it's it's good that you have him. I was going to say that again, me drawing the parallels, but sometimes you think you've got something great, and then you rediscover you know what great really looks like yeah and he explained that he's done that so many times and it was comforting to hear him say it because uh like in civilization five i, I always say at 100 hours i thought i knew everything mm. and then i got to 500 and i knew and i realized i knew nothing at 100 
And then at a thousand, I realized I knew nothing at 500. And now at like 1500 or wherever I am now, or maybe 2000, I don't know. I realized that like, I've never known anything at all <laughs> and that I still have more to learn. Uh, if, if I want to be like, like the bet at, at that top 1% of civilization players, I'm definitely in the top 3%, but if I want to be the top 1% of civilization players, there's still more to go. And this guy explained the same, uh, like, like situation with his rust play and he's at 3,500 now. And of course there are people with 6,000, 8,000 hours. Uh, I talked to H June the other day. I jumped in his stream and, and chatted with him a bit. Say his name uh, slower. H the letter H. And then the month June. Okay. Uh, he's um, he's uh, he's he's like the I've talked about it on the show before, and he even like mm -hmm. he watches the show a little bit, or somebody linked him the clip, and like he he put the clip of me like talking about how good he is, like in a video recently, kind of shouted us out or whatever. And uh, he's he's I, like I, I said it then, and I meant it. He's like the shroud of um, rust. Mm -hmm. He's very entertaining to watch, uh, and, uh, and and very very good. He offered to come play with us, but I feel like if he comes play with and plays with us, he'll bring a lot of high level players who who might want to like sneak like get after him. And uh, we're not that great at like the person versus person uh -huh. combat, and and I'm not sure that I want the high level of competition that will come along with him. Yeah, yeah. Do you play Rust at all, Rob? I've never no, played either. No, I never played. Honestly, like I was I was a Call of Duty player back in the day, um, but not really much of a. Not much of Rust. I mean, I played Overwatch and dabbled a, a little bit here and there. I know of it. I know Rust is like hugely mm -hmm. popular. Never really played it. Have yeah. you kind of like fallen out of interest with video games as you're just uh, so busy doing your stuff? Not really, man. It's just like Call of Duty was my go-to, man. Like, I mean, Black Ops One was my my breakout game. Um, and then it all. I think it, I think Call of Duty went to shit after Modern Warfare Three. But uh, but yeah, no. I mean, mm -hmm. like going back and playing those games occasionally. That's that's really. That's really the only game for the most part that I stick to. I mean, you know, like Destiny 2, I play that a little bit, but I don't know. I mean, video games are more, not really something I lost interest in so much as I just kind of narrow down the ones that I play. That makes any sense? Oh, totally. Yeah, like I pretty yeah. much only play Magic the Gathering online or Magic the Gathering Arena or mm -hmm. some any kind of RTS, like yeah. Age of Empires, Age of Mythology. Yeah. But I don't I, know, maybe I'll get into Rust. I need, I would need to get that, my PC built before I can even jump on that. So all the games but I'm I saw playing lately are PVE, like player versus environment, because it just takes a big time investment to get good enough to have fun PVP, at least for me. Like I don't yeah. like getting my butt kicked in video games. So that's what would happen if I were to jump into I'm probably rust, but you know, definitely cod. If I jumped in there, I'd just be cannon fodder for good players. And yeah, yeah rust is hard. If I go back cod. to cod, I'm going back to cod Four remastered. And just playing that yeah i mean i do that now like i'll play black ops one on on xbox one or something like that i mean i've got like mm -hmm. 64 days played in that game so like i played mm -hmm. i played the hell out of it back in the day but um no i mean that's that's the weird thing man like there's nothing like being good at something right like to be like mm -hmm. exceedingly good like when myself and ryan used to play like there was one time we got in a lobby with pone star for hire we fucked him up and we played a <laughs> uh we ended yeah, up he's in a, a good game. player too yeah we ended up in a game with x jaws we made him rage quit um yeah like Damn. like there was a there was a point where we could go into games and we knew we would win like we, like we'd sit down and say okay we're gonna play 10 games tonight and we might lose one there well there was one game we ended up with a mark of jay like he he shit all over us <laughs> he's <laughs> but uh, yeah he's he's exceedingly good but but yeah like there was nothing there was no feeling like being that good at something like it's it's really really good i know what rust cool. rust has the highest pvp skill ceiling i've ever seen in any mm. game ever 
the wow. controlling the high the, the AK-47 is the best gun in the game. And like all the guys were like, oh, I got an AK. I'm so happy. I don't use an AK. I, I have hmm. I have 15 in a box. I'm not picking that fucking thing up because I know I shouldn't carry it because I don't know how to fucking use it. And neither oh. do any of the rest of us. It is what the, the recoil pattern is this Z. That, and that might sound easy. Oh, it goes five up and to the right and then six up and to the left. I'll just pull down and to the left and then down and to the right. In practice, that does not work. It mm. It is so, so difficult to use. It, it incre and, and so when you run into someone who can use it, yeah. Does shooting slower help? Sometimes, But then you're not competitive. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Then, okay. then you might as well be using a semi-automatic rifle. It's, it's, it, it's, when you run into somebody, like, like you, if you were to watch a bad player like me use it, my AK is going, is like, like I'm shooting this big cone around the guy and, and like maybe three out of 10 shots will hit him. When you watch H June shoot an AK, it sits fucking still. It sits fucking still like it's a COD 4 AK that you just have to pull down a little bit and just hold <sighs> in place. And it's like, so. oh, well, I would never win a gunfight against that guy. It's not, you you would just literally never win against him. Not because a fair one. You need the jump, right? Even then, mm. even then, I don't know. I don't know. Like like maybe if you got a shotgun, like an insta kill weapon. But <laughs> wow. like, like like if you sh if I shot him in the back at medium range and I didn't kill him before he could whip around, he'd kill me. He'd absolutely kill me if we had that, the same gear set on, the same amount of armor. He's it, 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 and and we run into guys in fucking in the game that are just all right. Well. Let's try to get the jump on them next time because that didn't go well at all. That oh. went real poorly. What is a better noob weapon? Like, is there an M4 maybe? It there there actually is. So there's an M4 in the game, but you can't craft it. You can only buy it from an in-game store or get it from an airdrop, and both of those options make it extremely rare. I had like the server wiped yesterday, so we lost all our things. But all the things that we acquired in our week or so of play. We had maybe three or four LRs. I carried an LR because like like is like, that an M4? It, maybe I don't know my. Guess. Yes, it, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, let, let's just call it an M4 for like these purposes. But it's essentially an M4, and uh, it has controllable recoil me and medium damage, and it's my preference for sure. I can operate it quite well. I win a lot of gunfights with it, even against AKs. It does less damage, but it's more controllable. So I'm only going to lose usually against someone who's much much better than me. I might win against someone who's just better than me uh, because it's just a better gun. But you can only buy it in-game, and its cost is expensive. There are shops set up within the game environment, and you have to go there and, and give them a currency that, that's in-game that's scrap. Scrap is used for a lot of purposes, but one of them is to purchase weapons in the game, and it's one of the guns that you can purchase. And, you know, if you lose it, you lo you've lost it. You know, there's no with an AK, once you get one, you research it. Now I can create them myself for a... a not an incredibly high cost. It, it 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 is costly, but it's it's not it's nothing that's going to break the bank in materials that are used to craft it. Like I can make twenty AKs at this point, but I I like I said I don't want to run the AK because I'm so so bad with it. But the LR mm -hmm. I, I'm pretty fucking good with. I, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's an interesting game. Um, and, and there's there's a lot of things to do. You can do whatever you want. Like sometimes we'll spend, sometimes I'll spend two hours. I'll get real drunk, and I'll put on full. <laughs> I'll put on full scuba gear and I'll get in a boat with a sword and a handgun and I'll go out into the ocean where there are these heaps of trash floating around and I'll 
just break the barrels that are in that trash and take like the random loot within them. And then I'll dive down to the bottom of the ocean and I'll, and I'll loot like the boxes that are in these like crash ships, sinking, sunken ships. And I'll do that for two hours. till I sober up. And by the time I'm done, I got like enough, <laughs> I got a whole bunch of usable components that make guns and doors and all kinds of other gear. And in that way, I feel like I've helped my team a lot. Or sometimes we'll all get in a boat and with jackhammers and chainsaws and we'll go to a remote Island that no one lives on and we'll mine it dry. You know, we'll we'll get all of the sulfur and steel and stone and wood that exists on that island. And those trips are fun. Like it might sound boring. Like, oh, you chop you like the grind hmm. because like while you're chopping wood, a, a grizzly bear might come right at you. You know, like, like there's grizzly <laughs> bears and wolves and wild boar and stuff. And like you never know when some asshole is actually going to be on the island to kill you. So you've always got to have your guard up and be like looking around while you chainsaw. That thing about yeah. going to the bottom and looking for trash. I have a Facebook friend who does that in real life. And it's amazing to me. It's fascinating. It is the least appealing activity for me on the planet. He, he gets in a full wetsuit, gets scuba gear. He goes to the bottom of like dirty lakes and rivers and finds garbage and gets so excited about it. This guy was put on this earth to find 19-year-old plastic toys and then identify what they might have been back in the day. They don't have any value, right? Like, they, 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 it is garbage he is pulling out. But he'll be like, look, look at this. It's a quarter of a stop sign. And you're like, yeah, like that's trash. And the, the people are throwing trash in the water and you're picking it out like it was a buried treasure. And he was so happy. He posted on Facebook like three times a week. He's just out there. He's investing in like better underwater photography gear so he can show the adventure of actually unearthing like a broken laptop and just digging it out from the mud. And and I, I just watch it again and again and again. And I'm like, wow, I, 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 I can't, I wouldn't like anything less. But he's just, it, it is his cup of tea. So mm. yeah. Sounds like a man with a passion. Yeah. It's like? a, um, I have some, uh, some AMA questions here. Uh, oh, Taylor, no. this one is yes. for you. Mm. Uh, this gentleman, by the way, if you want to ask us these AMA questions, just become a, a Patreon down below. There's a very affordable level on there. If you click that link and you'll be able to submit questions to us. And we answer, when we answer them, uh, as long as they're not fucking stupid. <laughs> that is our qualifier. <laughs> That's the only qualifier. Don't ask a stupid fucking question. Uh, Taylor, <laughs> how did your grandparents like the new TV that you promised us that you would buy them? Oh, they fucking love it. Like oh. we were, so they were, my grandparents built this beautiful home like years and years ago. Uh, and they put these TVs in and they were like flat screen. The first like flat screen where it was like that thick you know and they had gotten so old that like there was just a bar of sh of red down one of them and my grandma's such a sweet woman who just doesn't really mind that much she's like you know i don't really notice it too much unless you know it really I, I, you point it out i don't even mind and it's like grandma we're watching football and you can't see like 20 yards of the field <laughs> at a given point and so i uh i thought it'd be a good idea to get a tv and so like we we took it took it was fucking hard to unmount these TVs because they were so fucking old and had been there for so long. But we got them off, got the smart TV in there, and then like they were blown away by like the so you don't we don't have to plug anything into this. We just plug it in and then and then I I can just use this remote and she's like, Well my God, 
Now, this is so much better, Taylor. Thank you so much. And she was sitting there watching it, and I was like showing her, like walking her through and being like, all right, so if you want to go to Netflix, you go boop, 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 boop. And I'd be like, all right, and go back to home. And I'd give it to her, and i go, get to Netflix. And she figured it out like pretty oh, much immediately. Nice, it's so in- nice. That's the so average grandma. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. They're so Well, she, she's she been – my grandpa would, wouldn't pick it up as quickly because he still doesn't like uh, texting. Like he, he, he doesn't like any. He lives in a like world that. dominated by John Deere, not Sony. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not Sony or any of those things. But uh, yeah, they fucking loved the TV. Like it's probably, it's definitely the best gift uh, I've ever given to him. And so, yeah, I, they were very, very pleased with it. All right. Here's a good one for our guest. What is a super practical superpower that you would like to have? Also having a parking spot. Um, for, here are some examples. And that, I don't know about them. Always having a parking spot close to the front of the park lot. Your clothes will always fit you, or you plug something in on your first try. Those are lame superpowers, <laughs> honestly. So, 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 so I guess I'll just ask you, what superpower would you like to have? Uh, the ability to reach in my pocket and have as much money as I need for any particular point in time. Okay. That's pretty good superpower. I saw that one in a TV show once. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was not. It was almost that. Like it, it was set in these like olden times. Every time he reached in, there were like gold and silver coins. But yeah, it was basically. That sounds badass. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Well, I think that the trade-off was that um, he kept that superpower so long as he didn't bathe or do any hygiene. So his hair and fingernails got long, and he became disgusting. But he had this money, and is a huh. yeah. Sounds like a Twilight Zone episode. Such a good show. Yeah, it does. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Any huh. more uh, questions, Yeah, I'm looking Kyle? for them. You know, you got to wade through the shit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, do you have one, an everyday superpower you'd like? Oh, man. Uh, to be able to wish away body hair. I was going to say, nice. it's funny, along the, the <laughs> first one in my like, head. Be gone. As the shoulders saying and back, that, be gone. I'm like, yeah. double my metabolism, right? Like, like we each have our own <laughs> Oh, that's, that's even, oh, yeah, I would take more body hair if it meant that I could double my metabolism. Or the, <laughs> the ability to eat and drink whatever you want with no negative health repercussions. In I, fact, your body makes you stronger. So you could eat, you could <laughs> drink beer and eat pizza and your body will convert that into the complex amino acids you need to be an elite human <laughs> yeah. athlete. My body and all you do sugar. is get drunk and eat pizza. My body converts refined <laughs> sugar into muscle. Yeah, just <laughs> pure muscle. I just survive on Snickers and look like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> all right, that would be one. a good one. Or to be able to like, like just impose feelings of embarrassment on people. Even when they haven't done anything, just be like, and just watch people be like, oh my goodness. It's <laughs> so horrible. <laughs> Mess with us during the show. Here, here's one. Your top three must, it says must need, but that's not a thing, must have, I'll correct you, features of your ideal perfect woman. And, and it gives three categories. Physically, emotionally, and ideologically. Now, physically, any pussy. Emotionally, the ability to roll with punches and not th- and not take everything as like a big tragedy, right? To see the silver lining on on, on things and to be like, well, this will be over in a month. We can fix this with a little bit of money. We can fix this with a little bit of work. Not a big deal. Get over it. The night's ruined. It's one fucking night. The ability to do that. And ideologically is the third one. I'm answering these as I go. Clearly, ideologically, I'm looking for someone who's who's common sense oriented, right? Not a conservative. Not a liberal. A, a common sense oriented person. 
who, who's looking at the way that things affect them and us as in as like a, a couple as a as a family group as, mm-hmm. as whatever or as, or herself as an individual and then reaching her opinions ideologically based on those things not based on groupthink or or what uh the red team thinks or the blue team thinks or the green team thinks or whatever the fuck not saying well i'm for abortion because uh all, all of the blue because people I hate are kids yeah, I hate it. <laughs> that's you know that's a good reason. If you just hate kids and that's why you're for abortion, I'm on board with that. You have ideologically made it made a common sense. This affects me in this way. Decision. Now it may be a little evil that you just want more children to be killed, <laughs> but but it still fits within what I'm looking for from you ideologically. I'm not saying you have to be a perfectly uh, moral person. I want you to come to your decisions um, from a common sense standpoint, though. So, so those are good, my three. Those are good three. I have three. Yeah. All right. So the, the first one was physical. I put flat yeah. tummy. Now, I mentioned this a bunch of times. I think if a woman has a flat tummy, I can pretty much rest assured that the rest of the package is just fine, right? If you've got that, everything else is going to be okay by me. Um, what was the second category? Emotionally. Emotionally. I wrote supportive of each other. I feel like that. if I have that in a woman, then emotionally, like if she's on my team and I'm on hers, that is the, the number one aspect of our relationship emotionally that I'm looking for. And the last one was ideologically. I put beliefs based on a practical kindness. So that, that's where they should just be born out of a practical desire to be kind. You know, not give away, not ruin yourself for the benefit mm-hmm. of others, but a, you know, a practical kindness. Yeah, no, that's good. What do you got, Rob? Uh, man, well, I met the girl of my dreams, so I guess I can just describe her. Um, okay, so... Happy trail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, emotionally, um, emotionally mature, right? Like, able, able to understand the fact that sometimes shit just happens. And, like, being able to grasp that, being able to understand that, and being able to cope with that. You know, being able to move forward with that. Um, that's what was, related what was, to Kyle had a similar physically thing. and mm-hmm. ideologically. Yes, we agree very much on that one that you just yeah. mentioned. Physically and ideologically. Um, ideologically, the ability to stand in the face of the world and say, I think you're wrong, I'm right. Like, that's important to me. Like, having that independent streak. Okay. Um, and then uh, physically, just, I mean, she's strikingly beautiful. So, yeah, I mean, she's, it's crazy. She's got, she's got this walk like this super confident walk. Like she walks like a runway model and it's just like, holy shit. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, just attractive. So nice. That's cool. You can tell you really love her based on yeah, like was... some that little minute. That's better. She's really yeah. got something cool. on you. Either way, I'm happy. Yeah, or yeah. we see a picture of her walking and it's like from the Ministry of Silly Walks. <laughs> she, she doesn't give a shit what anyone thinks. If she did that. If she, came, if she came walking out. Like we're, we're going out to dinner somewhere. She's like, I'll be downstairs. And she comes downstairs with the ministry of silly walks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I guess I'll go physically, uh, red hair. I really like red hair. Uh, emotionally would be, I guess the ability to settle me down. Like, like if I lose my temper or get angry, they're like, want to just freak out about things. I don't, I do okay about that for the most part, but I still lose my temper sometimes. And I, like the my girl that I'm with right now does a fantastic job of that. She'll really like get my temper going. She'll really calm me down. Uh, and then ideologically, like doesn't like more like able rolls with any kind of joke subject at all. Like it, no matter how offensive, no matter how horrible, 
like she'll be able to be like, oh, he's fucking around and and get jokes and be be like and enjoy like more harsh humor like that. Like I don't know if that really fits into I guess I'd be like a free speech thing ideologically. I don't know. But uh yeah, someone who is willing to find the humor well, I guess it would be someone in really clinging. fucking macabre things. Yeah, there are some people who who cling so so strongly to their own like ideological beliefs that that they 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 can't joke about them, right? Mm -hmm. There are some people yeah. who are so religious that a Jesus joke is just literal, well, literally sacrilege, right? Mm -hmm. There are some people who are so uh, against abortion that they could never make a, an abortion joke. You know, there are some people who 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 are so extreme on the side of like feminism that they can't see the humor and some rape jokes. Sometimes they're funny. All right. They just are, <laughs> you know, some, they're yeah. offensive, they're disgusting, yeah. they're gross, but they're funny. I mean, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of a funny rape joke, but no, I understand what you're saying. Like people, people take their ideologies and they attach them to their personality. So it's like, if you don't like this thing, you don't like me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah exactly. So that's what I would, those would be my three. Well, uh, Kyle, is there anything to roll with? Or before we even do that, Rob, where can everybody find your booming channel? That's much bigger than uh, our show. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you can find me on YouTube, uh, Comics Explained, and then Twitter at Comics Explained, and yeah, the only real social media program uh, platforms that I use. So. Sounds good. I'll look you up on that yeah. right now. Check him out if awesome. you want the nitty gritty details on like everything comic book related. He has long format videos where he essentially tells you the story of of a mini book series of stories that. That, that may have been told over the period of months or even a year or something like that. But he also has these sort of, he described them as clickbait. I don't, I don't love that, that, that description because they're good content. Um, but, but there are videos like how do you kill Wolverine or um, uh, who is the one above all, or, or like, you know, how did this happen? Who does this, who can kill this is, is how, to, um, who's the most powerful amongst this group, stuff like that. And, and they're all really fun. Sometimes they're, they're eight minute little bites of, of good content. And sometimes they're literally, two two to three hours of really great content so yeah uh check him out i uh, appreciate you coming on the show really enjoyed you had a good time yeah man yeah thanks for having me on here this is awesome yeah you gotta <laughs> sure, come man. back on again dude yeah we'd it love to have you fun. again all right so 50 years in the future a daring team is recruited to pilot a new form of weaponized neuroscience that powers devastating mecha but they must be willing to sacrifice everything to save the world Jen lock a new animated series star starring michael b jordan Maisie williams and david Tennant. T stream it for free right now exclusively on Rooster Teeth. Links for all of our sponsors down below. And uh, I think that's it. I've been looking for a rape joke, like it's a challenge. You said you've never heard of a funny one. I've been scouring the internet. If you Google rape joke, all you hear is about people who got in trouble for rape jokes. Patrice O'Neill uh, has some good ones. Oh, I, yes. oh is, God, Patrice O'Neill. Dude, he passed away, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, 2011, yeah. RIP. Oh. Has Diabetes. it really been like, like eight years? Jesus. Yeah, it's wow. crazy. Ooh. Well, huh. shit. It's not easy to find a quick rape joke. I, I thought it. I thought there'd be a whole page of them. I even found yeah. rapejoke.com, and there's not a list of rape jokes. There was a website called T-Shirt Hell back in the day, and a buddy of mine, like, well, a guy I used to work with, came in, and he he made he was he was showing it to me. There was one shirt they had that I'll never forget. It said, "Rape is no laughing matter, unless you're raping a clown." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But aside from that, yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's See, that's a funny joke. <laughs> I guess, man. Ah, you, you see, you did it for me. All right. Pink, you are ready. Episode 423.